Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp of Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you Monday night, May 2nd. April is gone. May is here. 5.59 p.m., people. We're giving you an extra minute. That's right, because we're givers. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to a great show tonight. Cole Seeley, fresh off a podium in New Jersey Supercross. Jeremy Martin, two-time 250 national champion. Top Jimmy Albertson, all on the show tonight. We got the BTO Sports Tweet at Talon segment. We got the X-Brand tear-offs. Race tech suspension emails. Gear Alloy cold call. NFAB. Question of the day. NFAB JGR check-in. Got lots to talk about. New Jersey Supercross. Davey Millsaps to Canada. We'll talk Way Clayson. Freeze Bloss. Mookie Plessinger. Kenny Roxon, Ryan Dungey clinching a second title in a row. We got lots to talk about. You can listen live on Stitcher or on a on TuneIn app. You can listen on Stitcher app afterwards. You can listen on iTunes. You can listen on the Pulpamex app. Always to get it. Pulpamexshow.com. Sponsor deals. Get you a lot of our codes. A lot of our partners want to help you out. And uh, so we want to help you out by helping them out. And you get helped out. And we all get helped out. BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, the best wheels out there. Please, if you're looking for wheels, go to Gear Alloy. They support the sport. Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, all on board with this Nitro Circus as well, NitroCircus.com. With me in studio, he's back, our semi-regular co-host, Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com, Kiefer Inc. Testing, the great Chris Kiefer. Hello, everybody. What's up, Joseph? Stoked to be back here. It's good to have you. It's yeah. really good to have me. Have you? You. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have me here, too. <laughs> you. Uh, congratulations, you got promoted at Dirt Rider Magazine. Yep, there's been some uh, changing going on at the mag, so yeah, I'm you're the man now or no? Not the man. I'm senior test editor. I don't know what that means. That sounds good though. It, yeah, it sounds like there's some more money involved. Is so that's there? Good. Is there more money? A little bit more. Nice. Yeah. So, so uh, this is so now you're head guy in charge of dicking over riders for interviews and things like that. For sure. Yeah, like it's like, all on me now. Right. So if Ping's not in the magazine or if uh, JT's not in the magazine. Yeah. Hey, JT, DV, come on down for shootouts. Yep. Oh, sorry about that. Kiefer's after you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that sounds good. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. We lost Dennison. Um, Dennison went on to do some Did different. Did find him? Yeah, they found him. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, we lost yeah. him and then found him. Right. <laughs> and then uh, he went on to do some different stuff. So uh, Pete Peterson, he's been there for a while, oh, too. Pete. So, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's actually the new editor. Oh, And okay. uh, he's going to do a lot of the internal business stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm not, Pete's I'm, not a huge... Like moto, like, yeah. I don't know how to say it. How do I say it? I don't, he's not. Without, without uh, he's like, not a, like a. He's not going out to the track all the time yes, and riding. You yes, know, he does right. ride. Yes. Um, but they're gonna leave all that up to me. They're wow. gonna let me do all the riding, so Chris I don't have to go. The, I don't have to go to the office every day, which is good. Promoted. Yeah. Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. Um, 
And also, too, your, your crash. You crash. We'll get to that in a second. We're going to talk about that. Uh, lots to talk about tonight. 702 586 7857. What are you more excited for, Kiefer? Um, um, our guest tonight or okay. Kiefer After Dark segment? After Dark? Of course. That's my jam. <laughs> we got Kiefer After Dark coming up. Uh, so we got lots to talk about. Vortex Racing. We're going to give away a set of Vortex sprockets to. Um, if you can call in and tell us, besides Babbitt's Kawasaki, which team uses Vortex bars and sprockets combo, mm. which Supercross team uses Vortex bars and sprockets combo, and you got the right answer, we uh, we will uh, give it to you. And uh, so, yeah, thanks uh, thanks let's, for playing. Let's give him a hint. Hold on. Let me, um, let me inform our producer here. Uh, the hint is? No, no, no hints. No, no hints? It's a good hint. Producing the show, holding the things down over there. Travis is away on a honeymoon. Talon. What's up, Talon? What's up? I'm back. Lone Wolf is in the house. In the house. Ow! <laughs> I can't do Did it. Did you... How's the desert racing going? How's it How's it happening? What's going on? Well, I went to works, which is more GP, and then I went Whatever. back you know and rode in the desert. About. I went back and it's rode all the, like, It's all desert racing. Just tell us what happened. You got handguards. I went it's back and rode racing. in the desert last weekend and hit my head. Oh. And we got someone calling in for the... Yeah. Bars and okay, I gave you the, I gave you the idea. It, it, I gave you the, who it was on, right. on AM. Thanks, Talon. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Tyler from Pirelli's here. We'll get we'll talk to him at some point. Uh, he's in. Hey, buddy. He's got a basset hound, so he's in. You guys like, are tight. Yeah, like he's like, hey, can I come in and sit on the show? I'm like, no, fuck off. Then he's like, I got a basset hound. I'm like, you're in. So it's similar. Like if people live in the desert. They're on my program. We're tight. Yeah. They got a basset. No, they're on your program. No, Kiefer, because you invite Aussies and Heather makes some lunch. And, you know, so <laughs> you don't have to be just a desert guy. Okay. Apparently, you can just be anybody. Just be a cool you, human and you, being. And you let them in. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see. Look, we're not going to keep taking the calls, Talon, but just see if anybody gets the answer right. Courtesy of Vortex Racing, Vortex, Sprockets, and, uh, and, and V3 Bar. Michelin Starcross 5, how's things going with the Michelins? Did Great. you mount them up and, and everything? Mounting. Because you, you got you got, got a, a Twitter uh, you know message the other day. The guy was like 32 degree weather and said they were bitching mounting, no problem. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So. Uh, four, four versions of the Michelin Star Cross 5. They're pushing the boundaries of off-road performance with these things. Hard, medium, soft, and sand. Completely redesigned casing. More aggressive self-cleaning tread design. A durable yet flexible sidewall. And a more pliable bead package for easier Whoa. mounting. MichelinMotorcycle.com. They can be purchased wherever Michelin tires are sold. We're going to give some away in a show coming up. Uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin, I think, is coming back in to announce a promo. Yep. I'm very excited about the promo that's coming up. And uh, these are great tires. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback from people. Uh, I got a tw- tweet the other day from a guy at the track. He said he loves them. said that he was a Dunlop guy and loves the Michelins now. Perfect. So, yeah, it's awesome. People are really digging them. So we thank, uh, we thank them for coming on the show. And uh, we thank also to WUSA, official wheels of uh, Ryan Dungey, who clinched his... Th- uh, third, 450 Supercross title. Amazing. W Wheels, of course, WUSA.com. We use them and we endorse them. And if you need something for wheels or anything, even some brake uh, parts, uh, check them out, please. Uh, little uh, doodads and things like that. Uh, WUSA has got it on lock. Um, Cole Seeley's coming up. Jerry Martin. Jimmy Albertson. We haven't had top Jimmy on for a while, so looking forward to uh, to having him on and uh, talk about what's going on with him and everything else. And, um, yeah, we got we got lots to talk about. So, And, of course, Heather Kiefer's here. What's up, Heather? Hello, hello. How was stagecoach? It was so amazing. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> You're not picking country for your song. No. You can't do Here it. he did once. Did no. he? That's yeah, he played Eric Church. Oh, man. I, I got rest. shit for it, so that's so never yeah. uh, So, so stagecoach, yes. for people who don't know, it's the exact opposite of Coachella, where it's Coachella's awesome and then stagecoach isn't it, so it's awesome. It's even better than yeah. Coachella. Okay. Well, I disagree. You know what? You have not been there to see 
You would probably like it. There's a lot of good-looking women with short shorts and cowboy boots. So that's I don't, There's a lot of interesting people there. It's pretty fun to people watch. I, uh, I don't even, like, I'd have more respect for Stagecoach and country music as a whole if they just stuck to country. But now they're, like, trying to be, like, semi-rock, and the dudes have tight jeans. They all sound the same, whether it's Eric Church or the, this dude or that dude. They're always <laughs> tight jeans, and they have a rock, rock backbeat, and they shake their ass. And God you know, bless like, Brian for shaking his ass. That's it's, all I have to say. It's like, hey, just all be passion. country. Be Merle, ha- <laughs> be Merle Haggard. Be Willie Nelson. Be, you know, and that's it. Be, that's country. Really? Not, with the, not, not what's going on right now. That's that, like country pop. Sammy Hagar was there. No, he wasn't. Dude, you're blowing <laughs> it. Snoop Dogg, was, Snoop Dogg and Lit were there. Snoop, Snoop uh, performed with a country dude? Yeah, he performed know. with, who was it? What's with your hat? Moto boating. Moto boating. <laughs> she got That's, some boobs and moto boating. Supposed to say something? Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> Love this guy right here. KTMPartsExpress.com, number one online source for genuine KTM parts accessories. The warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. KT, Pulpamex 16 is a code that saves you money at KTMPartsExpress.com. 35 years experience in the motorcycle industry. Key for the new KTMs are coming out soon. We should Yeah, know. I just we got should. an email, and they you know, sent me some embargoed information, so I just saw them today. They look cool. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll be able to show them on the internet uh, May 19th. So 20th? then Don Maeda puts them on on May 18th and says, oops. 11.59. He says, my server screwed up, and yep. that's, what, that's his move with new bikes. Got to get those hits. Uh, so the new bikes are coming out. Uh when do you think we see new Yamahas, new Hondas, new Cowies? Do you know have any Yamahas will be out in the month, in this month, so everybody can see them. Okay. And Hondas might be postponed a little bit just because of the earthquake. Okay. Um, but yeah, everything should be rolling out here the next month, month and a half. But we'll be seeing photos and info. You think photos and info? Bikes so. won't be here until end of July. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. but but out of all the bikes, KTM's always bring their bikes here first. For whatever reason. Really? That's weird. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. All right. Uh, New Jersey Supercross. Uh, I was there. It was fantastic. Uh, Kenny Roxon smoked him. 19-second lead. It's too little too late for Kenny. Uh, Dungey clinched his third Supercross title. Podium streak ended, too. Right. Wow. Almost had it back. He did. Yeah. 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 Our guest he tonight. He fought back. Yeah. Our guest tonight, Cole Seeley, held him off. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, but then Tomac blitzed from fifth or sixth to, to second, and we saw him ride last week great. So, yeah, it's too late. Dungey's got the title, but Kiefer, this is the cool thing for the outdoors, I think. I, yeah. think, I think as a racer, even though there's a week off and even though it's uh, a different discipline, supercross to motocross, I still think racers being these delicate, fragile flowers, that these results help for a, a more competitive outdoor series. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously what helps, too, is all the points go back to zero. So there's more fire, mm-hmm. especially for Tomac and Roxon and those guys. I think it's going to be those three dudes, you know, and maybe some little bit of sprinkling of Muscan in there. But uh, yeah. those three guys are Anderson. going to be. Yeah, I see Anderson in there, but you know how fast Tomac was going last year, and I think his, his program is going to be dialed again. So, Dude, I think, that, yeah, I think they got that bike dialed. Spring a forks, bit. man. Well, they did that a while ago. They yeah. did that a long time ago. I know, but he's going to be ripping. <laughs> Springfork. And Jesus. I think, is it Roxon back on spring, too? No, he's on air. I is thought he? he was on spring. I really did. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it'll be good. I think, I think obviously, Roxon's found something with his bike he likes better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've touched that on, on that or not. but uh, Roxon just, went to stock clamps, and I imagine he's doing some other things, and he yeah. loves it. He loves it. So, 
maybe he's trying to get a little bit more flex out of that thing. That's probably why he's going bad yeah. stock clamp. So, yep. yeah, so if he's happy, you know, he's going to be tough for Dunge, but it's going to be a really good outdoor series. I'm just glad that Roxon and Tomek have uh, switched it on and, uh, and, and really, you know, showed up here the last little bit. Right. Do you think Dungey's rides the last couple of weeks were – JT and I battled a bit on this because he's more along the lines, and he'll be on later tonight too. He's more along the lines of the tracks are doing this, and I'm like, dude, he won Indianapolis last year when it was a sloppy mess, and and you know he can ride anything. Dungy, Dungy, he's okay. got no weakness. Yeah, I, I think I I tend to think it was a bit more of like last week he should have got fourth, got third, got got a little bit lucky, but hey, whatever. This week he got fourth. I think it's a little bit of championship pressure that caused him to not be Ryan Dungy. What do you think? Well, I think his points lead caused him to not be the normal Ryan Dungey. He knows he's going to win, right? So why yeah. why risk it? That was my thinking. It's like just a little bit of like, ah, I want to I wrap this thing up. And know? honestly, you know, Ralph and Jeff, they talk about, oh, the podium streak. Honestly, I don't think he gives a shit. You don't? I, nah. I do. I kind of think he you does. You think he does? I do, yeah. I think he does. I think he would have rode a little differently then yeah. this past weekend if he cared. Because yeah. you can kind of tell, like, last few laps, he was like, all right, fuck it. I won the championship. I'm good. Yeah. Let's just yeah. keep, it, on, keep no, it in fourth. There was a little bit of that, for sure, going on, you know. Um, great to see Roxon win. And, uh, and Ryan Dungey, so he has seven titles. Three, 450 Supercross, four outdoor titles. Right. Where do you think that puts him all time? Dun- Villapoto's got more. Obviously, Carmichael, McGrath, Hannah's, you know, RJ. I hate it when we Wardy's do this. Wardy's got seven. See, that's what sucks is, like, those, some of those guys have been removed from the sport for so long that we forget how good they were, like Ward and Stanton and those guys. So mm-hmm. it's easy to put Dungy up and, you know. We do. We, we do tend to forget about these dudes. Yeah, so third, fourth, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't deny Dungy is very dominant. And I don't know if Wardy... And Stanton, back in their day, were as dominant. They won they races, won. they won titles, but the dominance that Dungey has... Dungey's second all-time in 450 motocross wins. Right. Do you think... Now, this is, again, bench racing at the extreme, but Ryan Villapoto retired. Yeah. Does Dungey now beat Ryan Villapoto on that bike? Well, I guess he doesn't have Alden then. I could see. You know what I mean? Right. A lot to think about. Dude, I don't know. Villa was real. <laughs> Really, really fast. Uh, Villa had three, has three two fifty motocross, two two four two four fifty outdoors, and then four four fifty supercross titles. Yeah, so he, it's tough to say. Dungey is a little bit more aggressive this year. He yeah. got some aggression in him. Yeah, but Villa was always like aggressive no matter what. Yeah, and that was just his mo every race. Yeah, Dungey's going for nine wins. He's got eight wins right now. He's going for nine wins. Um, this uh, does he win Vegas? No, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. And again, JT thinks he will. He was willing to take money on it uh, on our text message. I just I think with the title wrapped up and he hasn't been quite as sharp lately than the way Roxon and Tomac are riding. I don't think he does. Right. I, I really don't think he does. I think one of those two guys will win, Roxon or Tomac. Uh, switching to uh, switching to two fifties though, uh, Mookie and uh, Mookie and Webb have kind of made the combined two fifty East West title in Vegas a little bit not a bomber per se but yeah you know what i mean like um they got big leads yeah so and but i still think it's kind of cool with the points how they work in the points everybody's in the main event together and the and you know if you're a first place east coast guy and you get fifth you still get fifth place points which is yeah pretty cool yeah. for the for the you know for the chase at least yeah, yeah both dudes are uh they got nice leads bigger than you would think 13 14 and uh 16 okay mookie's got 14 mookie rode 
amazing. Yeah, he rode good. How fast was he on that dragon back and those whoops? In the whoops, he's just, insane. He's just killing those guys. Oh, my god! The dragon back was sketchy. And, you know, if you wanted to go up right. and off, you were fine. You could do that all day long, you know, 15 And laps. I wasn't there. Was the dragon back, did it, did the, was the whoops pretty far apart going up? Because it yeah, looked like they were. Yeah, they were. And then the, I thought the off was pretty high. Right. And we were walking the track, and I said to Brayden, I'm like, dude, this is kind of a big off. And he's like, nah, it's all right. And he would know. And he's, know. But, dude, Brayden's always good on dragon back. He is. No, we talked about that. I said, this is right up your alley. He's like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I like these. Yeah, yeah. But, uh. There were some close calls, especially Davalos, two of the guys kind of running out of steam and, and, and nosediving in that and thing. Blos, Blos, whatever, how you say his name? Bloss. 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 He almost fucking yeah. bought it off Dude, that thing. he's had a few moments of almost buying it up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, he really has. Um, but he made the main. Yeah. Great job. Um, Vince Freeze hit him pretty good in the last turn of the, of the semi to get <laughs> yeah. in. And Nick Way hit Clayson pretty good. I Pretty knew, good. That was real good. Okay, you're a racer, though. <laughs> Almost anything goes, right? Yeah. I mean. Well, for Nick. Outside that of was, breaking a leg. As hard as Nick hit Cade, that was legit because that's the last corner, last transfer. Anything goes right there. That that whole area is a is a green light. Mm -hmm. And Freezy's move, I don't think, was as aggressive I, I as, agree. Yeah. as everyone thinks. There was a little bit. There was like a little bit of a window for him to. To go skate through, yeah, but he kind of whisked it to the right too much. Well, Bloss blew it a bit because he went Mach ten in the whoops and went high, and right, you know what I mean. Like if he, if he would have nailed that corner, yeah, he'd have been fine. Yeah, there'd been no doubt about it. But because it's freezy, everybody kind of like oh, right. freaks out. Ways was definitely dirtier. That was gnarly. Then he the, squared it up and went straight across. Dude, that was, right? That was good. It was good. And I um, saw it coming, too, and I was watching, and I was like, oh, man, he's going to do it. He's going to square it. And fuck, he was, there was hey, no hesitation. I thought it was more impressive that Way checked up in the whoops. He's blitzing that, the whoops, yeah. slows down, and makes the turn. Like, that took some skills. That's old man thinking right there. <laughs> That's old man thinking. Uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, let's do, um, let's, speaking of Clayson, let's call the dude. I talked to him before track walk, and now that he's in the news. He's Let's going, call him. He's, he's going back to Canada, too, right? Yeah, he is. Gear Alloy Cold Call. This is the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Designed and engineered in SoCal to stay on trend design and source worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking products available. They are the best, the most unique, aggressive off-road styles along with Fashion Ford SUV for today's sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. GearAlloy.com. We thank those guys. They're a big, proud sponsor of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha team. They've been a longtime sponsor of Jessica Patterson. GearAlloy.com. Uh, the best wheels out there. Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, whatever. They've got it. If you need a set of wheels for your for your truck, Jeep, SUV, or whatever, please uh, check out Gear Alloy. And let's do the Gear Alloy cold call. Let's call a privateer hero here who uh, got punted out of the main event. And then he told me <laughs> afterwards that he... he they wanted to cut his pants off or something? Did you see that tweet? Was he hurt? Yeah, he was hurt. We'll get to the bottom of this. Oh, Gear Alloy Cold Call. Cold calling people. <laughs> it's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. I feel like there's 50-50 that he picks up. We've had pretty good luck with this thing. Okay, Clayson, everybody. Hi, yes, it's Jagger Home, please. <laughs> Let's see if he answers the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Could be with a chick. Oh, we're going to strike out. Oh, uh, that sucks. Pick up, Cade. Do it for Axel. Hi, yes, it's Jagger Home, please. Your call has been forwarded no. to an automated oh, voice Cade Clayson, we tried. We tried to talk. Tried to call you. I guess he's on the Fail. East Coast. It's it's 9 o'clock there, but. He ain't sleeping. 
No, he's a privateer. He's probably hammered. By partying. I, I, I don't know what happened to him, but yeah, they had to... Yeah, his shoulder came out, so they put his shoulder in, and then they said he had to cut his pants off, and he told him not to cut his pants, and, and yeah. So was... he really, so Nick really effed him up then. <laughs> yeah. Did, so was, would you talk to Kate? Was he pissed, or is he I like, you no, know what, I didn't that's... talk to him. I was going to call him. Oh, I thought you actually spoke to him a no, little bit. No, he tweeted me and said he, they tried to uh, cut his uh, pants off, and he said not to do it. Did you talk to Nick afterwards? Yeah. And what did he think? Nick said, oh, you got to do what you got to do. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're the racer, Kiefer. It's it's legit outside yeah. of breaking a leg. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. LCQ it's last corner, gotta go to get in. Right to get into the main event. Yeah, have you ever done it or gotten? Oh, done? I've I've <laughs> I'm not gonna mention who, but please tell me it was Sleater. It was no. Yes, yeah, San Diego, oh. San Diego Sleater cleaned me out, nice. and we were, the, the bad news was is we were both in transfer position. <laughs> I, I was third, he was fourth, so we were fine. And he freaking just... Oh, he got you. And you know how San Diego, you go across the start, there's always a, really a, a corner before the finish? No, they change that all the time. Well, it was like okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he just obliterated me. That was For pissed. third? Yeah. In so, the 250? Two two, yeah, 125, whatever back then, yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been for a qualifying spot because you were ninth. Top no, it was LCQ. Oh, LCQ. Yes. So you're third and four. Yep. You're, you're both going to make it in. Yep, and got cleaned out. And I, I and I was pissed. Well, how, if the, I was fourth the, and he was fifth, I wouldn't have been pissed. Legitimately, how bad was it though? It was a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Looking back on it, it was. Looking back on, it, I probably could have slid a little bit more inside, but yeah, I yeah. was pretty far inside, yeah. and he did a good one on me. What year was this? Oh, four. Somebody look up oh four San Diego. Yeah. Maybe they'll have it on TV. Yeah. Did you have a big bore? Uh. What's the big bore in? Big bore was not there yet. Okay, not there yet, folks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we tried Kate Clayson. Should I text him and tell him we tried to call? That kind of that kind of break that defeats the, the purpose. Defeats the purpose of the cold call, right? Uh, Jerry Martin on the show. Cole Seeley, Jason Thomas, Top Jimmy, all coming up on the show. Hey, um, Kiefer, you don't have any animals, but I you, got one. Who? I got a dog. You do? Yeah, Oreo. What? I got a dog. How did I not know this? Because you don't care. You never took a photo. Fo- you never. You don't social care. Media, you know dog. enough about me on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Kiefer, drive down to Corona and, okay. and go to coronapawspa.com. Uh, they're they're uh, a part of uh, of everything we do with the Pulp Mech Show. They're on Corona Avenue. They, if you get a, if you mention Pulp, you get a discount. Pulp Mech gets you like a ten percent discount. They are a groomer. They have a delivery service. They have dog food. They have dog grooming. It's a moto guy who owns it, and uh, they 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 have a ton of great products. They don't have cheese ball stuff. Uh, they got high end stuff. So. CoronaPawSpa.com. Mention Pulp MX. Get 10%. And uh, we thank those guys. They're in the 909-951 area. So please support them. That's smart. Drive down there. Smart Kiefer. move. What's smart move? Smart move that he's, you know, in the moto and, and wants to talk about on the show. Because yeah. Corona is the epicenter. Right? Everyone has dirt bikes and dogs. Everybody's got, Everybody's got Jesus. What's going on over there? Whoa. <laughs> Reich won. I hit the down button on the computer <laughs> and it started playing music. Mm, let's just, hold on. Let's just, I'm making a mark right I'm here. I'm blaming Travis. Call, call Travis. Travis. See, what, see what Travis is There's doing. There's one strike. What's Travis doing right now? <laughs> so. 
Uh, all right, okay. So yeah, we're gonna get to Jeremy Martin here coming up in uh, in eight minutes. Uh, until then, let's do the Race Tech suspension emails. Let's do that. We have uh, Race Tech. They got engine services now. Dyno track and flow bench tested, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. Racetech.com. Pulpamex 16 is a code. Of course, it's a great suspension. Chose privateer choice of Michael Essie, Vince Freeze, many more. Cody Gilmore. They use Race Tech. Stephen Majors uses Race Tech. Who won Arena Cross main event? Really? Last week. With four CS forks, Kiefer. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's impressive on his part. <laughs> if there's one thing you 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 shit on, it's four CS forks and air, air forks. forks. There you go. Uh, speaking of air forks, Race Tech, they've got a spring conversion system for the show Attack Forks. Uh, please check them out. Pulpamex 16 takes your air forks, turns them into spring, and uh, they've also been killing it on that. People have a, uh, a great uh, experience doing that, and uh, Chris Kiefer would... Um, would give you a thumbs up for that. Uh, James sent this in. Hey, Steve, I was thinking about this for a little while. How much better would Michael Essie be if he was part of a factory team and his family not involved? I think it'd be the same. At this point, the same. Back in the day? Man, he was good outdoors that one year. I don't know what year it was. One year? He's been good outdoors many years. Well, the one that he was leading the, the points in on Suzuki's. What year was that? Oh, yeah, uh, 09. 09. Yeah. He would have won the title. Chad won the title. Right. Had he not broken his kneecap, I think he would have won. He was that good. You know what? And if you look at Mike and Vince's bikes, they're set up good, dude. You watch them ride; they're not they're not shit. So, yeah. uh, Joe sent this in. I'm a new listener to your show, and I have to say, I truly enjoy it. I'm not your average listener since I don't ride or race. Yeah, Joe, that is weird. I enjoy watching the Supercross and outdoors. It's the only sport I follow. I really like listening to Kenny Watson podcasts. Wow, I like hearing about the little things, the little tidbits, info that's not officially raised. Please keep up the great work. Scared to ride a dirt bike, Joe? Oh, Joe, don't be scared. Get Sucks. on a dirt bike. Uh, Nick sent this in. Kiefer, every week I watch the RCH bikes and they look good, balanced, and rideable. Then I watch the Yosh bikes and they look stiff and unrideable. Do you think it's time Yosh needs to shit can some bike set up people over there? That's up to the riders, man. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. most most of the factory teams don't have a test rider. Only a, f- a couple do, but I mean, it's up to How the rider. How about just the fact that James isn't the same guy as he normally is, and that could be an issue. You know? Right. Well, and James, you know, has never been known to set up a bike very well. So there's yeah. that. And Baggett's been okay, but he's had, you know, he's been. He'll be, he'll be good outdoors. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the bikes are fine. Yeah. Okay. Nate sent this in. I know you know the number 27. I'm sure you'd blow him in a second. This is what I think of him. Do we really need 20 years of Nick Way? I know you love him. Just hear my rant for a second. Stupid fuck has been in a million main events. He knows how to qualify. You can beat a privateer in the main because of better dirty riding and one simple faster lap. The big problem for me is he starts rolling the obstacles in the main about lap 12. Is Who's this? this? I'm sorry. Is this Jeff Alessi? Okay. He's talking about Mike, Mike Way. Okay. See, the problem is said privateer wouldn't be rolling jumps ever. Most dudes can ride 20 laps if they want to. Jeff Fuckhead Alessi fits in that category, too. I guess it's not Jeff. Uh, you fucking live for these guys because you know them. How about some real name calling? You won't do it, so I will. Fuck you, Nick Way. I won't even capitalize your name because you have ruined your <laughs> legacy with shit rides to collect cash. Fuck you. Same bullshit every year. Slow fuck has been racers. Slow fuck has been racers. Won't go away and make room for new guys. The best milkers of Moto Cash, Nick Way and McGrath. You are a pussy and won't say shit because you lick ass and want free pass to the sport you love. You have a habit of hating on those that hate you and sucking off those who act like they like you. Jim Rome, you are not, but I might be. You won't talk about this because Nick's cum tastes so good. You need that stuff. Wow. The, your show is good, except when you constantly talk about Your show is good. Your show's good. You, you did throw that in there. But Thank you're you. sucking on some cum. Your show is good, except when you constantly talk about yourself. 
What do you mean? What, do you th- what am I talking about? My summer cross titles or my national win or what am I? Th- my four Manitoba titles? Oh wait, yeah, I do. Uh, anyways, Is that it? Uh, note to you: you rad people don't have to talk about themselves. The other people don't do it because the person is rad, blah, blah, blah. I know your spelling. I know the spelling and grammar suck, but I'm not pretending to be a reporter like you are, so I'm excused. Well, Nate, he, he does not like Nick Way. I like, I, yeah. Am I biased to Nick, Nick Way? Nick doesn't roll the shit on lap 12. Dude, I no, know that for not. a fact. He does not. And, and am I biased towards Nick Way? Probably. The guy's a, a goddamn American hero. And he's been, okay. So Let's take that out of the equation. The guy's been raced professionally for how many freaking years? No matter if he is 10th or if he's winning championship, that's impressive on it in itself. Yeah. Just to last no, that absolutely. long, to have a career. Absolutely. Um, I, I, yeah, Nick's professional. He's been there. He's done great. He deserves it. If he wants to keep racing and make main events, then he deserves you know, credit and everything else. And I don't know what I don't and, know. And, and That they, must have been written by Clayson's dad. Here's the thing. Why do people hate when, okay, the guys make the main and they end up rolling after lap 12? Maybe that's all they got. I got, I got 12 laps of me, man. No. That's it. No, that's all I got. Don't get me started on that. Well, explain your, uh, explain your theory then. If you make the main, if if you're training during the week, I assume you're riding twenties. I assume. But what you if can you're ride riding twenties and you still can't fucking make twenty? Pull off. Pull, pull off. Pull off and go where? Back to the pits. Okay. Pull off. If you're just rolling, you got to go around the whoops. You're not a professional motocross racer. You're not ready for the main event. Pull it in, bro. So you're saying everyone in the main event should be able to go twenty laps. You should be able to do. You should be able to do the jumps. I don't care. I just do the jumps. But that's, that's what but I want you what, to do. What you're saying is, so every professional sport, or so let's let's narrow it down. Every professional, you know, MX off-road supercross race, if the if the race is 90 minutes, eight laps, 20 laps, 15 laps, every rider should be able to go the the total distance. Is this the professional sport or not? Is this the the sport where we just kind of try? We're like, oh, I hope I do well tonight. I mean, it's a professional sport. But every professional sport, you're going to have guys that that. Tucker out and some guys that shine, no matter what. Just do the jumps. Do, do <laughs> like stay on track. Don't pull off the track. Do the jumps. Yeah. At whatever pace you need to. Yeah. Go through the whoops. Don't skip the whoops. And I'm good. Right. I'm good with that. But we have guys who don't do that. What? Okay. Listen. We get, we'll talk about this later. Oh, right. Gabe, Gabe has a question for Nick Way or for Nick Way for Chris Kiefer. What's up, Gabe? Quickly, what's your question for uh, Chris Kiefer? Oh yeah, um, it's about a KTM <clears throat> rear shock. I uh, my normal bike is a Honda 250R, and um, when I'm bombing down hills, the suspension holds up fine. Well, I got this new uh, 350 EXCF, and uh, when you're going down hills, it just starts pogoing and jumping from side to side. And I didn't know is there something I can do with clickers or springs, or is it kind of just a lost cause because it doesn't have linkage? No, I mean EXC right there. If you're if you're like bombing, like you said, if you're riding like that, it's soft. So the suspension's soft already to begin with. Just that's how they set up those bikes. So you can try doing with with clickers compression, but I don't think it's gone honestly going to do that much. You might well, have how much, to. How much? How much do you weigh? Right. How much do you weigh? Uh, one fifty. Yeah. Huh. Well, you're in the ballpark. Yeah, you're fine that way. Spring rate wise, okay, you know. Yeah, so that's just kind of how that bike behaves. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, they valve that little soft because that's more of like if. It's more like a dual sport bike versus, you know, an SXF or even an XCF. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And I knew that. I was just, I just didn't know if there was a little something I could do because that's the did only, you, only you, time I'm like. Not you adjusted happy your with sag. That. Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. What is? Yeah, what so. are you running for sag? Do you know? <laughs> I don't. I know it was adjusted when I bought it, but I didn't do it myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you break it in, you ride it a little bit. They, it will change. So you might have a little bit 
um, of, of a low setting, so you might want to check it again. Pulpum X16 oh, is the code at Racetech, too. You can get it revalved, stiffened up for you, and uh, probably work better. All right, cool. I appreciate it. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Hey, yeah, something real quick. You can dump me off the phone. I just am surprised you guys haven't mentioned it. Um, mm. Roxon's like, caught on fire finally towards the end of this year, but then we keep talking about how he might or he's supposed to be on Honda next year maybe. Yeah, we think he's Does going to Honda, like, yep. Doesn't it seem like every time a rider switches teams, they kind of have to almost restart or yep. do bad for a few races and mm. people are like, oh. Not, uh, not do bad, not bike. do bad, but, yeah, you got to restart, certainly, yeah. So, I mean, does that mean that he might not be super competitive at the beginning of next Supercross season? Or I don't know. I just didn't I, know. No, that was... it's a good point. I hope to God not because he needs to get out and start right away if you're going to try to beat Ryan Dungey, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. No, you're right. Thanks for the call, man. All right, thank you. Thank you. Vortex Racing, we got our winner for the Vortex uh, Bars and Sprockets, Ty Lube Honda. It's another team that runs Vortex uh, sprockets and bars. Vortex Racing email Jake at VortexRacing.com for a killer deal. Chad Reed, James Stewart, some of the guys, like I said, Babbitt's Cowie that use uh, Vortex Sprockets. And uh, besides the sprockets and chains, they got a V3 MX Supercross bar. 29% stronger than competition. VortexRacing.com. Check them out. Big discount. Anything you need off VortexRacing.com, email Jake. They got a lot of cool shit. And, uh, Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. He's two-time 250 Motocross champion. Still not out of this 250 Supercross uh, title with one race to left. He is uh, star racing Yamaha's Jeremy Martin. J-Mart, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, no, glad to be on the show. It was pumping you when you texted me. Uh, 702-586-PULP. If you got a question for J-Mart, uh, give us a call, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to get the best ones in. J-Mart, look, you're a little ways back of this Supercross title. Uh, Mookie's got a nice lead. Your teammate Plessinger is second, but it is an East-West title combined. You've won in Vegas before. This thing ain't over. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's not over. But um, you know, it would take uh, a miracle for me to for me to be able to win the championship. And um, you know, Mookie would have to he'd have to have like a mechanical failure. Or, He'd have to go down um, three or four times. So. <laughs> which, is, which is possible. <laughs> Dude, Mookie, Mookie can do Mookie things. He yeah. really can. Uh, but then also, too, Plessinger has to have some bad luck as well. So. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's, um, you know, I guess it's, it's going to be interesting. Anything can happen. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a teammate could come into play and, yeah. and do something. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. You just never know. Hey, if you win Vegas, and like I said, you've won there before, if you win Vegas, that'll give you three wins in the uh, series, and that will give you the most wins in the series. That means something, right? Yeah, that's honestly, that's what I'm going for. I, right. mean, I just like to be able to win next weekend or this coming weekend and, and just hope we have more wins than anyone. And I mean, I may not have won the title, but at least I got the most wins. That's, that definitely says something. Yeah, no, is it stamped, like, in stone that you're moving to 450s next year? <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm definitely looking to go for it. Okay. you you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say like, you, you know, Hey, RV stuck down for three years and I was going to say, you got another shot at Supercross next year if you stay down. So, you know, it's not unheard of, um, to stay down another year. That's all. So, cause I don't think yeah. you, you won't point out, so you'll be fine, but yeah. No, no. I mean, hey, uh, you know, I mean, I've been in it for this my fourth year now, and mm-hmm. you know I've I've gone on to win two two outdoor titles, and you know I still got a shot to to go for outdoors, and you know I think um, you know you, I've I've made a statement in the in the smaller bikes, but I mean the whole goal is to go to the 450 and race the cream of the crop, yep. and you know to race Dungey and Cannon 
and, and evolve and, and try to become better. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Dude, out of Indianapolis, where you crashed out, unfortunately, and Boston, and this past weekend in New Jersey, which track was gnarlier? Uh, I, I would probably have to say I think Indianapolis was probably the gnarliest just because, of, you know, I mean, I mean the, the ruts were so deep. I mean, I couldn't help. I mean, I, I hit that rut before, mm-hmm. um, two laps before that, and I just next thing you know, I'm ending my brains out yeah. <laughs> on the tabletop, so. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it, they all, they've all been pretty tough, though, like pretty tough tracks. Yeah, no, the tracks are really tough. I mean, Dirtworks has definitely been building them pretty technical. The Wolves are much bigger than I think they've been the last couple of years. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the tracks, have, the tracks have been tough for sure. Yeah, I got a question. Um, I mean, obviously we know that you're a two-time motocross champion. You really excel outdoors. But why is the transition for you a little bit more difficult to – to bust off some string of you know string of wins in Supercross versus outdoors. I mean, we've watched you struggle a little bit, you know, for you in, in Supercross. So, what is the reason behind that? Um, I think it's just it's it's definitely comfort. You know, I mean, uh, I've grown up riding outdoors my whole life. I never really rode a Supercross track until I signed with Star Racing. So, um, you know, I mean, some people, some people, you know, I mean, you could ask the same question. Why are some people better in Supercross and, and struggle outdoors? Right. You know, I mean, um, so for me, I think that, like, hey, I may not have won a title in Supercross yet, but you cannot deny how much better I am this year. Right. And if I went to, if I went to have that issue at Indianapolis Supercross, um, you know, I would have gone down. I did go down, but if I would have been able to get back up, at worst, I probably would have got tenth. So if, if you look at it, that puts me four to five points down yeah. at the most going into Vegas. You know, so I still would have been right there. Yeah, and, and I guess I don't think point. too. Like, there's a lot more time in outdoors to catch back up. I guess there's not that much time in Supercross then either. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Supercross is. I mean, you can if you if you you know the flow and and there's a lot more. You know, I mean, it's, the race is 12 minutes long. I mean, fitness doesn't really come into it. If you're a good starter, yep. if you're a guy that can muscle people around and, you know, you're pretty technical, I mean, you're going to be able to get away with a lot. And I think I've gotten much better, and I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to continue to get, I'm going to get much better at Supercross. Uh, Vortex Racing bringing you Jeremy Martin, two-time. 250 MX champion on the show 702 586 757. We've got a few lines open. If you've got a question for the king of motocross, Jeremy Martin. Um, speaking of motocross, Jay Mart, how's the outdoor prep going? Have you done, because you've kind of been in a title fight, some guys don't do as much motocross um, as they normally would. Is that you, or you've been, have you been balls deep into motocross testing for, for a while? <laughs> no, nah, no. I mean, I've still been riding since Supercross. Um, Definitely been a little more outdoors lately, just because you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's that time starting to starting to think about it and stuff like that. But I mean, um, you know, it's kind of been nice actually because we've been on Supercross for so long now. Um, it kind of helps mix it up and keeps it fresh. And mm-hmm. I actually look I look forward to racing Supercross on Saturday, and I'm I'm more I'm more ready for it. Watch following Osho on uh, on Instagram. Did you see that track that Jay Mars were practicing at that sand track? Yeah, it's gnarly. Where is that? Jeremy, where is that track? That does not look like fun. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not very fun to ride when it's dry. But when it when it rains, which is like once or twice a year out in California, <laughs> it's um it's pretty badass. It's uh, it gets really rough, and 
um, you know, you do your motos out there and you're, you're a hurting unit the next day, that's for sure. I heard from a source that was out there that Phil quit early one day out there. Just Ooh. done. Nicoletti packed it in. You know, I mean, Phil, uh, I'm not going to say whether he did pack it in or not, but, um, you know, Phil, Phil, you know, that, that track gave him everything he could handle and uh, <laughs> he was struggling with it a little. Just a little bit. Uh, how's everything going with, with the O-Show? Well, we know you tech him on as a trainer. Uh, the guy knows his stuff. Um, talk about working with Johnny a little bit. Uh, I, I would imagine it's not just training and riding. It's, you know, late-night conversations and, and talks about what you want to do next year and really like a total package, huh? Yeah, no, Johnny's like, you know, he, like you said, a total package. He's a good mentor to look up to and – um, you know, he, he also, as much as he helps me on the dirt bike and in training, there's, there's a deal that he does off the, off the bike and, and, uh, stuff like that. So I really look, I really enjoy working with them and, you know, it's been positive. And, uh, um, you're going to keep it, keep them on next year and everything else. Like you see, this is a long-term thing. You and Osho. Yes. I'd like to see, I see Johnny's a long-term deal. I mean, he's a, He's a great guy, and I know that he's in my corner for the right reasons, and he's not there just to be there. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he's, he want, he truly wants the best for me, and, and, you know, I mean, you try to surround yourself with good people in his support, and his support, you know, and I think that good things will come if you do that. You know, and people that have good intentions for you, and um, they want to see you succeed. Once you sign that big dollar 450 deal, how soon are you going to be out of California, J-Mart? How soon are you going to be East Coast uh, based? Well, I'm already a little East Coast based now. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I used to, you know, I was back in Florida um, last year and the last couple of years before that. But now I'm actually, I moved back to Minnesota. Oh, you did? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Yep. So uh, my parents can't get rid of me now. <laughs> Where's the Supercross track at? Well, it's actually at a buddy's house about five minutes away. So, oh, okay. Um, you know, we we, ch- we my dad's got so much stuff going on at, at the track mm-hmm. that um, he's like, you know, I don't want to deal with you boys on a regular basis. So he kicked us out. <laughs> Beat it. Now, here's the question: You're still living at the track, though, right? At Melville, you living in that house? Uh, well, actually, I was living with my mom and dad, and then and then in the fall, I was like, man, like I come into the house and they're barking orders at me, and things <laughs> had to be their way and, and that. I've been living on my own for about two years, so I was about over about about over it. I love them, but yeah, you know. yeah. Um, so where do you do you I live? Actually, or, yeah, do you live somewhere around like that area in a, in a house somewhere? Like it's kind of out in the boondocks a little bit, huh? Yeah, no. Actually, I bought a house pretty close to Rochester, about twenty-two minutes away. Oh, okay. Wow. Yep, so I'm a I'm a proud homeowner now, and I got a whole bunch of stuff to worry about. Dude, so you're like, I did not know this. This is so you bought a house in Rochester. Like you're settling in. I like it. Not yeah, go, not yeah. going far from home. Like, so does that mean your base for practicing is is Millville during the week? Yep, yep. I'm based in Millville, so um, you know I'm out here for in California for six or seven months. I just rented a house close to the Star Racing Shop, mm-hmm. and then uh, after the third outdoor, I'll pin it home. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, not so bad. Um, I, I hope this weekend in Vegas, I hope we see an Alex and Jeremy battle at some point uh, in the main event. I really hope we see you guys. And then you maybe maybe you park him, maybe he parks you. I, I love it when you guys race together. It's great. Yeah, you know, Alex is probably going to try to park me. You know, he's going to ride me aggressive. <laughs> I think when he sees the, 
when he sees the number six, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's yeah. fire's lit under his ass, but he, he can't catch me. <laughs> I like it, especially not the way he's riding this year. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm kidding. Where, where do you see your brother at the end of the year outdoor season? Where, where, do, you, where do you position him? Um, I see Alex. He's, he's going good right now in outdoors. He's, uh, he's feeling confident, and when he comes off the track, he's, he's holding his head high. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, I'm looking forward to to racing them here at the first couple rounds and giving them maybe a little bit of a ego reducer. <laughs> yeah, really, right? <laughs> Especially because, like, last year he could always be like, oh, Jeremy's bike's a little better, you know? I mean, his bike right. was good at Cycle Trader, but it wasn't a star Yamaha, so he can always say, ah, Jeremy's bike's a little better. Well, guess what, Alex? Now you can't. No, no. We're on, we've got an even playing field here. So during the week, I mean, when we do ride together, it's mm-hmm. definitely um, – you know, I, I definitely try to rub it in, and then Phil tries to get in there too when he says that. You know, you're not passing me. You're not passing me. <laughs> I uh, I like Rochester. I could see myself moving down. That's a nice area. Yeah, it's cool. Wintertime's it's, sketchy, but yeah, winter's a little suck. But I grew up in Winnipeg, so I'm okay with oh, that. That's true. You know hey, what I mean? have you ever eaten at that? Is it Panda Cuga? Oh no, uh, Panda Panda. No, it's uh, yeah, I've eaten there. Panda. Forget what it's called. Someone will cor- correct us in the chat room. Panacuca, can- Pana, yeah, whatever the place. I've been there. Yeah. Dude, I've lived there my whole life, and I'm, I didn't even know about it until Johnny told me about it. Stop it. Come on, bro. It's I'm like serious. A, it's a Rochester institution. I know. That's what I heard. He's like, dude, <laughs> everyone goes there, all the racers. It's like famous. Yeah, I know exactly, right? Jeez, dude. Oh, man, I can't believe that. So you finally went there. No, I haven't oh. gone there, so it's like it's on my on my to do list when I get home. I'll tell you what the problem with Rochester is: it needs more Starbucks. There's only like one, <laughs> two. There's barely Don't they got some other kind of coffee place. Caribou, there? Caribou. That's what yeah, it is. Caribou's everywhere. They really need some more Starbucks. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, what about what about Phil? Give us a Phil story. What, what's what, what's new with Phil? You told me about on that at, after St. Louis where you he you wanted to watch TV show. He he changed the channel and then he beat you up for the remote um but um what else has been happening in phil's life well i mean you know phil's phil's phil i mean he's on the couch right here listening and he he just wanted to say he wanted me to tell you he said suck it (laughs) (laughs) he's never heard that before (laughs) i i look forward to having phil back at the races you know his his uh smiling attitude yeah no phil phil's one of a kind but i mean everything from beating me up to uh you know i mean he just what how how cheap is he? You know, this is here's a, here's a prime example of Phil. So we leave the house today. He puts his stand upside down. He puts his gas can in it, and he uses an orange bungee cord to hold everything in the truck in. <laughs> we get to the we get we we get half a mile out, out of the house. The gas can tips over, and it's just dumping out fuel out of the back of the truck. Fifty bucks a gallon going out the truck, <laughs> Phil. So I, I hop out, put it back in. We go to the star shop. We get get my stuff loaded up. We head out to Paula where everything's looking good. I'm like, Phil, hey, should we get another, like, bungee cord? Because I'm a little worried about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, this is golden. We're going to be good. <laughs> so we get to Paula. We go to unload. Phil's gas can got lost on Interstate 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Good job, Phil, with his one $2 bungee cord. Yeah, so he was... He was struggling. I heard he's moving into a place in Charlotte, but only because it's like basically rent free. He's sharing a house with the uh, with the Bulgarians. 
And it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> What's the cheapest thing he's done lately? What's been the worst thing? Well, I mean, it's, it's always a fight whenever we go and buy groceries. <laughs> and then, and then when I try to get rent out of them, I mean, Steve, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring out the boxing gloves. Dude, God, that guy, God, he might be the cheapest guy around. <laughs> does he have a chick? Does he have a chick? Yeah, he's got a chick. Oh, he does. Yeah, he doesn't take her anywhere or do anything with her. <laughs> Because that's all expensive. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, Jeremy, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Um, Good luck with the upcoming outdoors. Good luck with um, uh, um, the Vegas this weekend. You never know. You never know. But uh, if you get a third win in the series, at least like you said, you can say, hey, I won the most races this year in the class, and and that happens. So um, thank you for uh, for coming on, and, and we'll see you this weekend, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. All right, thank you. See ya. See ya. Yeah, see ya. Jeremy Martin, everybody, brought to you by Vortex Racing, vortexracing.com. Email Jake for a discount on uh, anything that Vortex has on their website. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see how he can do. You know, be interesting to see if he can win another outdoor title. Outdoor title. It's gonna be, you know? If Cooper's healthy, I think it's going to be tough, but yeah. Cooper's not healthy. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, his wrist is sore. I heard he's still going to ride the Nationals, but he can't really practice or anything else. Like, it's kind of on the down low a little bit. Hmm. So we'll see. The vicular ish? I would think so. I never right. I never I don't know. I would think so. I know he's gonna race Vegas, so you know, we'll see how he does from there. Uh Tyson, what's going on? You uh you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up guys? What's happening? Well first I thought I'd call and say hi to my brother uh Talon to see how he's doing. Oh hey. Uh, yeah, he's doing well so Lonely. anyways uh so there's a lot of contracts up of like kind of the mid level guys with Brayton and Pawn and Vogel and all those guys. Who do you think is the top catch taking like the Rockstons out of the world um, for a team? So if you were a team manager, who would you hire? Like a today? double? A double? Yeah. Um. Well, Tickles up, Weimer's up, Brayton's up. Uh. Yeah, Bogle. Han, Will Han, Bogle. We talked about this um, uh, on a on a show last week. And we kind of thought Brayton and Bogle were going to be the two better guys. Yeah, Bogle's a kid; he's the youngest, and he's coming up and coming first year in four fifties. And Brayton's solid. Brayton's good. At Supercross. Yeah, Brayton's good at Soupy. So we kind of thought that it would be Brayton and and Bogle if you were going to sign them both. But honestly, uh, um, hold on, what's your name? Uh, Tyson. Honestly, Tyson, the uh, the the dollar amount you're signing these guys for matter too, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it depends on what you're... Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think when these guys negotiate their contracts that they actually look to see when who is up to know? Because, like, last year, there weren't a lot of rides. No. Yeah. Grants out. So, I mean, do you think that's a factor that they look at as well? No, because they don't know anything about these deals. Agents might know, but I don't think yeah. riders know what's going on, you know? Dude, you're lucky yeah. to get a two-year deal anyways at this point in the industry. Like... Forget three years. Three years is Tomac and Roxon. Pike's, du- Pike's up too, right? Pike's up too. Also, yeah, Tyson, good call, uh, Kiefer. So, um, you know, there, it, it, yeah. it, it's uh, it's a, it's going to be a weird weird situation, weird off season. But if you can get a two year yeah. deal, like you're you're so you're loving stoked, it, yeah, yeah, you're stoked. Sure. Right. So. Hey, well, one 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 other quick question. So, if you had to rate the tracks this year on a one to ten, ten being the best, how would you rate them this year? You mean as an overall? Just overall as in, you know, raceability and how they've maintained and how they built them and whatnot. I mean, uh, you know, I, I honestly, there's so many, uh, 
there's so many variables. There's been some terrible tracks this year. Absolute garbage tracks. Uh, but we've but, had some good ones, too. We have. That's what I was going to say. We've had some great ones, uh, like Anaheim, too, and uh, Glendale was great. So, um, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, Seven. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I've I've, been, I've talked to some uh, uh, I've talked talked to some guys. Um, uh, hold on, I'm trying to do three things at once. Multitask. Uh, I've talked to some guys who tell me that the Dirtworks dudes who build the tracks, like there's good guys, just like there's good riders, and then there's not so good guys builder wise. Mm. And you know, they kind of change crews and they rotate. Oh, they do. I, I guess they don't have the same guys all the time, and so. Some of the guys are like, "Oh yeah, that dude sucks." You know what I mean, I'm or whatever. Sure. So I don't know how tr- I don't know how true that is, Tyson. But I've talked to some guys about that. But if it's not built well, doesn't it make it more challenging for the guys to figure out how to race it better versus it being a perfect track every single week? No, it's unsafe. Or no, no, not it's really. Safe. I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. Hey, so. hey Matt, this was your coffee in St. Louis. Was it good? Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for bringing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah this sure. is the, you're the guy. Yeah, I tweeted. Yeah. I tweeted like, "Hey, I need coffee," and this dude brought it to me. Such like, a went to Starbucks, prima donna. Went to Starbucks, found me in the pits, brought it, everything. This guy, God, yeah, superstar. Nice guy. Hey. Good job, Ty. Keeper, come to St. Louis next year. I'll hook you up, man. I was there the previous year. You didn't give me no coffee. I met you in the suite, man. Okay. I was the VIP. You got to tweet it out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks, See you guys. Thank Later. you. Uh, okay. Uh, well, looks like our gear alloy cold call guy called back in. So that's good. Oh, he called in. Cade Clayson, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? You uh, you were the gear alloy cold call, bro, but you were privateer life. You were probably out in the uh, heating up ravioli in a hubcap or something for dinner. <laughs> you know... Actually, I cooked a very nice, healthy meal. Thank you very much. Mm. And I used my nice new grill that I got and, you know, privateer status, really. Okay, so on a scale, on a blame pie of 1 to 100%, how much percent are you mad at Nick Way for his move on you with the 4 the LCQ? Like 25%. Right. Okay, so yeah, so you kind of... I, can't, you, I yeah. can't hate on the guy because, like... I mean, yeah, it sucks on my end of the deal, and mm-hmm. I mean, it may have been a little overdone, but <clears throat> I mean, I would have done the same thing if I was if I was him. Like, I can't sit here and hate on the dude. I mean, he's a bad dude. He's a legend, and well, it just sucks for yeah. me. But did I mean, you did just... you expect that coming? I mean, I expected something. Like, we had already <laughs> made contact a few corners earlier, right? And. Like, I mean, I knew he was there, and that guy being down on the inside didn't help my cause because mm-hmm. that wasn't my line the whole race. So I was already out of my element, and I just <laughs> – he just cut. Like, I've never seen anybody cut that corner so fast. Dude, we were talking I mean, about he, that. He, just, he did it like Dungey. Like, he no. could beat Dungey that night if he rode the whole track like that corner. Kiefer said veteran move. Like, yeah, it's, old, it's old man knowledge old, right old there. Old man knowledge, checking up in the whoops, in the whoop section and coming across. Like, terrific. I mean – I mean, he did. I mean, he did it like a bad dude. So, I mean, I give it to him on that one. It just kind of sucks for me because now I'm hurt. But well, you know, okay, so you're sep- you dislocated your shoulder, separated shoulder. Yeah, I dislocated it, and uh, I mean, I've done it before, so it's it's not like the biggest deal in the world to me. But it just kind of sucks because I couldn't get it to go back in, and yeah. then Asterix couldn't get it to go in, so they made me go to the hospital, and 
the hospital was kind of a joke. And I was, it, it was out for seven hours. I was at the hospital for oh, five and a half hours. Shit. Really? And, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I didn't get out of the hospital until 5 a.m., but oh, Alex Ray, he stuck it out with me. He, he went to the hospital with me, him and Henry Miller and my mechanic. They, they stuck it out with me all night wow. and chilled in the hospital with me. True privateers right there. Yeah, especially because, Ray, you're always battling with Ray for the spots into the main event. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm surprised he didn't try to push you and hurt your shoulder more. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, me and Ray are boys. No, oh, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so you're, yeah, so 75% of you says, hey, it's part of the game. It's part of the Supercross game. I mean, yeah, I mean, some people are like, man, how can you take that? Like, I mean, I can't sit, yeah, I can't sit here and hate on the guy. Cause, he, he's you know, not he a dirty he had to do. Yeah, he's not a dirty rider. You know, that's not yeah, his move. I, my, you know. Yeah, my, my friends made the joke is he has, he has to get home and feed the kids, and I have to go home and feed myself. <laughs> that's and He's got to be the man. <laughs> that's a I good do. one, yeah. though. Yeah, we were talking about Freeze's move on Bloss and then Nick's move on you, and I think Nick's move was definitely dirtier than Freeze's. You know, but that was a nice turn for dudes to get set up in. Yeah, it was it was really wide, and it was funny because while I was in the Asterix, they like have the radio and stuff, and I heard on the radio while they were trying to set my shoulder that they were thinking of moving the tough blocks out so that it wasn't as gnarly to set stuff up. And I was like, wow, now they now they decide to move the tough blocks out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Did you clean out a flagger, dude, too, or no? Was it almost? No, I cleaned out a Dirtworks guy. That's so, what like, was. if he's listening, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't do it on purpose, but, I mean, it happened. I mean, I had nowhere to go. I, it was it was out of my hands. What were you th- You were tweeting me about you, you wouldn't let them cut your pants or something? Oh, yeah, man. Alex Alex told me. Actually, Alex tweeted you on my phone. But, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, like, they cut my jersey off because I was like, man, I, I definitely ain't racing anymore, so I don't need the jersey. But then I was like, don't cut my pants off. I'll send them to Mathis, and he can give them away on the show. <laughs> Axo, man. Yeah, Axo. No, you, Clayson's running Axo. Yeah, not too many people yeah. running Axo these days. Yeah, no, exactly. Especially my Bradshaw pants. They look good next to the Bradshaw pants on up there. Exactly, you know. Did, oh. it, did it do any yeah. nerve damage because it's been out so long? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, like, I mean I'm mean, i already out of my sling. Like, I'm, I'm moving it and stuff. My labrum was already torn from, a, from the last time I dislocated it. And I'm just, I did a lot of therapy. Right. And like, like they said in Asterix, like it was so hard to get in because it's so strong. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about it. So were you, uh, were you going to do, were you going to do, um, the first two outdoors or are, are those plans done now while you went no, to No, I, I wasn't going to, I didn't really have a way to get a bike out there. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't really in the cards anyway, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. I get a little bit longer of a break than most guys, so. Yeah, first Canadian, I mean, first Canadian race. When's the first Canadian race? First week of June. Uh, June 5th. Okay. Same weekend as Colorado. Okay. So I got like just under five weeks now, so. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not stressing, you know, I got time to rehab a little bit and take some time off and. And you're riding, and, you're riding a KTM up there? Yeah, I've yeah. actually. I've uh, I've been riding it a little bit here and there, getting uh, getting used to it. That's what sucks even more is my whole team from Canada drove down on Saturday uh, to test with me and our 250 rider Sean. And, oh, that's uh, right, Moff, Moff and so the, Moff, Moff, yeah, yeah, yeah Moff's on that team. Moff, and they're all here right now, and I can't even test. <laughs> I gotta have somebody else do my photo shoot for me. That's lame. Should we try to call away? Should we try to call away? No, don't do that. I don't. I don't want. I don't want confrontation. There's already enough people out there that don't like me. I need. I need no, all. No, but what I if get. you come to Boston? Why, do like, why don't like him? Because he cut the track. I, oh yeah, you cut the track, Tyson. <laughs> <twice in. laughs> 
<laughs> hey, look yeah. here, okay? It I'm happens. just saying there were a couple rounds after that where they placed the, the pole on the inside of the turn, and there was plenty of room to jump over the tough block. So you are. I, mean, I didn't say anything. You but, are really holding strong to this this track. Oh, I am. To, to, even 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 old uh, Gallagher. He saw me looking at a line one weekend, like in a turn. And I <laughs> I kid you not. By the end of riders' meeting, there was a pole in that turn. He saw me looking at it, and he put a pole there just for me. Bro, what about Millsaps going to Canada, huh? Oh, man, you know, why why one of those fast guys gotta want to come race me, dude? You know, yeah. Like, hey, it's gonna be gotta, it's gonna be stacked, bro. I know, like, I mean, people think we're no joke up there just because we're in Canada, but I mean, we're a fast group of dudes. Here's the thing: it's pretty soon. It's going to be if you get top twenty at a national in Canada, in Canada it's going to be legit. No, no, yeah. don't don't say don't say twenty. Don't, not now. 10. I'm not saying not now, top but 10. soon. Everyone's going up there. You right, know, top ten. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can go up there and make just as much money as I can in the states. You right. Know? Yeah. 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 So I mean, it works out well for me, we and you know, get... I enjoy racing at the front. We so. got to get Ray a ride up there so you guys can rekindle this, dude. Hey, I was trying to help him out. I was calling people for him. Like uh-huh. we were spitting game together, but you know, I mean, right. it is what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I what, hear you. What uh, what bike did you race last year in Soupy? A KTM. Oh, you did. So, how do you like your Honda this year? I, I like it a lot. Like my whole setup was really good. Um, you know, uh, all the guys from Race Tech. They helped me out a lot with suspension stuff because at first I really didn't like it, and then we made a lot of changes, and oh, yeah, race, they were super awesome bro. about it. And, um, you know, they helped a ton, and then Brian from BWR got my motor dialed, and, like, I mean, I've gotten – if you go back, like, you see I get good starts now. At the beginning of the year, not so much, but mm-hmm. now I got my starts down, and that's kind of where the good results started to come from. So, I mean, my bike is really good, and, you know, my bike in Canada was re- – last year I rode a stock bike for most of the season. So I mean, this year we got a good motor, and I'm excited. Which you looking forward to the East Coast tracks up there more so than the West Coast, right? Uh, last year I favored the old West Coast tracks a little bit more. Oh, you I'm not much of a sand guy. Oh, okay, then, yeah, yeah. But it'll be all right. I, I've been I've been putting on I put in some sand track motos uh, by myself one day at club just to, just to start getting getting ready for gopher <laughs> so i'm trying i'm trying to trying to get good results i'm does, working for it this club so we'll ha- this club have like gopher type sand or no is it close? oh man we have a sand track Dude. that it could we could have a flood that would make noah's arc sink and the sand track would still be rideable i gotta go back east. i mean we're trying to get Kiefer. I mean, we're trying to get Kiefer a Canadian ride from gopher team gopher i was up there a couple uh for a couple rounds last year and i watched you ride. you rode really good dude Thank you very much. Well, hey, we got to run. Um, too bad about your deal. Too bad about your shoulder. Um, oh, it's all good. You know, we do love Nick Way. We're big fans of Nick Way. But it, he, oh, I mean, he, he did. It's kind of hard to hate the guy. He's a bad dude. <laughs> he is a bad dude. He did tune you up a little. But uh, like I was telling Kiefer, though, honestly, like outside of like breaking a leg, almost anything goes in that last yeah. turn for the last spot. You know, yep. so uh, props for you for coming on too and talking about it. By the yeah, way, man. so no worries. Um, Thank you. We appreciate that, and uh, yeah, thanks, bud. And we'll see you. Um, I guess I won't see you because uh, I'll be in Vegas. Oh, okay. I'm coming. All right. I got yeah. plane tickets and already I got a signing to do, so I'll be there. Okay, we'll, we'll see you in Vegas, man. Thank you for for coming. All right, on. man. Thank All you. Right. I'll talk to you later. Gear Alley Cold Call with Kate Clayson. Seventy five percent doesn't. Yeah, he knows. He's a racer. Yeah, that's the deal. He gets it. He's in the LCQ. 
quite a bit, so he would yeah. rip up the same way. You're right. All right, everybody, we're taking our first commercial break. We're going to come back with Top Jimmy Albertson, uh, Chris Kiefer from Dirt Riders here, some guy from Pirelli, and uh, much more. We'll, uh, we'll have you back, right back after this commercial. In the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. 
Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version of the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. 
Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with eight pinch bolts instead of four and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the 123 easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams plus they now stock hints and clutch components peg armor arc levers and fasco products too Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Anderson? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. You go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse. 
as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 W-E-E-U. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoke and nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Intonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. 
Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with our V3 Performance Kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercar Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mechshaw presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Chris Keeper from Dirt Riders in here. I totally screwed up. Didn't ask J-Mart about the cover that he's on. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. You got a promotion. I got a promotion. I'm just failing. And you already forgot, yeah, to talk about the latest Dirt Rider oh, cover. Oh, man. Dirt Rider, J-Mart on the cover. And uh, uh, we got a question for you, Kiefer. Dark side, what's going on? How are you? What's your question for uh, Chris Kiefer? Not a, actually, not a question. Just a thank you. He, uh, I've emailed him a few think, times about some things, and he has helped me out with learning how to test the bikes and a bunch of stuff. And I just want to tell him thank you for his responses. No problem, Dude, man. His I... responses include sexual things back to you <laughs> and, and tips. No, try. no. Okay. Unfortunately, it didn't because that would have been, you know, right up his alley. But uh, no, he just helped me out. I got a couple of his shirts. There you go. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I appreciate how's, his help. How's your collarbone? Uh, it's almost healed up. Oh, I rode yesterday a little bit. It's I haven't been released yet, but it's I got about another week, and it's supposed to release me. I got two weeks till I race again. So. All right, man. Get back on that steed. Um, I'm doing it, man. And uh, hey, I won. I, two weeks ago, you or Mathis, you and uh, JT were talking about Bogard. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember? I don't know if you were going uh, back in '95. He was on '85s at Amateur Day at Texas, and he was rolling the little like wheelie in the little bump they had put in the front of the triple, and still tripling. That dude was just he was he, he was a bad dude in the '80s. Everybody says that. Yeah. I, I only saw him as a pro, and he was fast, but he wasn't wasn't great. But apparently, Amateur Days, he was the man. So. Dude. Uh, you know, at one of our local tracks, they do, would do like a once a year that he'd put this little supercross section in, and there was a thing he was doubling that wasn't even doubling. Guys like Dennis Hawthorne were were over there, literally just watching, going like, "This kid's crazy." <laughs> and he was yeah. nuts. But awesome. anyway, I just want to tell you, yeah. tell Kiefer thanks. No, no problem. Thanks, Thank man. you, uh, Kiefer Inc. at Hotmail dot com. Everybody, if you got a <laughs> it blows up. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is. Okay, all right. Yeah, if you got a question about uh, sex, uh, dirt bikes, um, um, high des living. Travis Preston, anything like that. Gary Sutherland, uh, Kiefer can answer. Pulp, uh, Pulp MX uh, section is uh, uh, on RoostMX.net. There's a whole Pulp Nation section. Uh, T-shirts, sticker kits, graphics, anything. You, these Roost MX. If you hate Pulp and want nothing to do with Pulp, they have a whole section that's not Pulp. And uh, you can use the code Pulp Nation to save 20% at RoostMX.net. These guys have been in business for 17 years. Luke Resland, Tommy Hahn, a couple of guys that run um, a cycle trader team that run Roost MX graphics. They support the amateurs as well. Please go there. Check them out. We have a uh, some extra large and large blame pie shirts to give out uh, to the um, couple of emails. Let's do emails. Uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email me, and uh, we will send out a couple, uh, a large and an XL blame pie shirt from RoostMX. It's part of the Pulp Nation section on their website. And uh, we thank those guys, and they're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the uh, Pulp MX Show. It's been a while since he's been on, and uh, we're, we're pumped to have him on. He's uh, He's been on uh, many, many times, and uh, great guy. And uh, so let's... Uh, Let's welcome Top Jimmy. What's up? How are you, bud? Oh, I'm doing all right. Just picked up our truck driver. He's uh, staying over on his way to Vegas. So, okay, staying alive. Yeah, no doubt. Um, listen, it's no secret. Uh, it's been a tough 250 Supercross season for you, but man, you've been injured a lot. And hey, hey, but man, you called it. Well, look, I don't want. Congratulations! <laughs> what, uh, what did you call? Stop it, Top Jimmy. I just—it's a big step, dude. I've seen it. I've seen guys try to do it. It's yeah. I mean, it, honestly, I just—I 
I'm, I know I, I didn't give myself really a fair shot at it. Right. But when you're when you're kind of in my position as a yeah. team owner and writer, it's like if you look down the options. It's like I really thought I was going to be all right after the first the foot deal was mm-hmm. healing up, but after I broke my stern, I was just like, well, what do we do? Do we <laughs> do we give a kid a ride and then boot him yeah. off after four races and? Well, that's I what know. I was going to say. Like, right now, you're out there for your team. You're repping Superstore and Suzuki and Seven and everything. But um, it's a struggle for you because you're not healthy. It's not no. – you can't practice. Not, you can't – It's yeah. you know? It sucks. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it was really like – it was like the, the last three rounds before this, this one we had uh, in New Jersey was, like, really bad. I was to the point where I didn't really want to go racing. I'm like, no, that – really wanted me to go out there but it's just honestly it's like I know that I can be in the main event and I know that I can represent well and then also be able to mingle with fans good at the weekends and, mm-hmm. yep. and sign autographs and be there and it, it just made more sense because at the end of the day you do a replacement rider and all these people all these people look at teams and they do replacement deals and they're like oh well they're giving them Look what they're giving this rider! It's such a good opportunity. It's really not. At the end of the day, it's 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 more they're that rider's helping the team right. more than anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. With the, the, with the rider, they're really just kind of screwing them because whatever deals that they did have going with a certain maybe like a bike shop that was giving them bikes yeah. or gear that people that were giving them gear, they jump ship for four rounds and then try to go back. It, it's Oh, but even hey, like even like Factory Cowie, like I remember when Preston filled in. Remember when he was kind of retired and he rode Factory Cowie? Yeah. Like he told me his deal, and I was just shocked. I'm like, wow, it's re- like it's not that great. The teams know no. that you want to do it, you know, and and they have you exactly. over a barrel. Yeah. We had a lot of people call about mm-hmm. doing the thing and filling the deal, and I had a lot of people that I thought would be good, and then obviously they were smart about it and. I wasn't like trying to be sneaky or devious. So it's like, oh man, come and fill in. We might put you on the team for outdoors, or we might. Will you do this? We might give you a contract for next year. I mean, it just yeah. it wasn't something that we were really thinking about doing, or really not going to sit there and lead somebody on with it. So it was kind of like, hey, yeah. look, this is the deal. And they're like, man, I really want something for outdoors. And it's like, right. I bet you would. I don't blame you. Don't take it. <laughs> you know, I bet you would. Um, yeah. The cool thing, though, and I mean this as a compliment, Top Jimmy, I really do. The good thing about you is your results don't mean everything, and I mean that in a compliment. Like you've built a brand, built a name for yourself, like a few other racers that are smart. And yes, you're in the main event, and yes, you're trying hard, but you offer more than just results. And, and in 2016, that's important, you know, to kind of step out of, in front of the pack. And so, in that sense, it's been a successful year. Your team's repping there every week. It's it's uh, it's a nice setup, and uh, George just hanging out people know her from the nationals and tv and and you know like there's there's outside of the results and the being banged up things are going well yeah things are going really good i mean i feel like we've had a great year we've got a great staff of people on the team right now and like everyone even when we're having these weekends that are terrible results we're still having a good time doing it you know like i mean obviously i come off the track i'm pretty damn upset right I'm not i'm pretty pissed off at myself and just everything because I feel like I'm recreating mistakes I've done on my whole year and just riding, mm-hmm. not being 100%. But at the end of the day, like, I just kind of remind myself, like, I'm having fun going to the races. Where at the end of the day, like, people are like, like kind of asking, you know, what are you going to do when your career is over? What are you going to do when racing stops? Well, for me, like, 
I plan to always be around racing, and that's kind of why we led into this team thing. So even on the bad weekends, I just kind of kind of remind myself, like, okay, yeah, I went out, I got 17th in the 250 class, like, not good, but I don't really have anything to prove to myself anymore if that's where it ends this year and, and my results aren't cutting it and I don't feel like I have what it takes to be a rider on my team next year, then I'm not going to race, you know? Like, I'm, I'm going to have fun with it and I'm going to... You fire yourself? Test and maybe, you fi- yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe just select rounds, but I do feel like once I get healthy and, and get into the swing of things, like this weekend I felt completely... I had one good week of riding under my belt. I felt 100% better than I have all year, you know, qualified better and I even fell down in my heat race and still came back into qualifying position, which in rounds before, there's no way I could have fallen down and qualified. You right, know? right. I was lucky to get a good start and not, <laughs> not get out of qualifying, you know. And mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a better weekend for me, and I don't know. I just need to stay off the ground for a little bit. You get hurt back to back to back yeah. to back. Oh, yeah. It's just like. Dude, no, no, no. For you, it's back to 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 back. The back. It, it's been ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean, a lot. I've been hurt so much that people don't even understand that I was hurt in between the injuries that they know about. <laughs> that you know. <laughs> like, yeah. No, injuries. that was uh, that was me when I went to go talk to you a couple weeks ago or a month ago, and and you were like, I'm like, how's the. Uh, I don't know how's the back or foot, and you were like, well, my back and foot, I broke my foot into me, I'm, or your, I forget what it was, but you're like, oh yeah, since then I already did this. I'm like, what, what? <laughs> Dude, it's just, I, and I don't even really know how the stuff is even happening at the at the time either, because when I broke my ankle, I literally, I can't remember a specific time of me breaking it. All of a sudden, I remember I was there was a lot of walking in Oakland when I was up there with Kyle for the mm-hmm. round in Oakland Supercross. And I can just remember, like, I can't, I, I just told myself, I got to stop walking. I can't walk anymore. Jeez. You know, like, it, it hurts too bad. So I'm, like, riding uh, our camera guy's scooter around everywhere, his little razor. And I went to go ride on Monday and, like, couldn't put any weight on my foot. And I'm just, like, I think it showed it on our um, Motorcycle Superstore video series. Like, I was out at the test track with Kyle, and I was just, like, screaming. Like, I was pissed. I was MF and... Uh-huh. Saying every word in the book, and I'm pretty sure everybody down at Honda could even hear me. I was screaming so loud, and um, just so upset. And I went and got an X-ray, and sure enough, I'd broken the navicular bone in my foot. I was just like, yeah, it's sad. I don't even know when we're doing it. <laughs> you yeah, know? no. Um, so. Well, this weekend, uh, good news. Kyle Cunningham um, in the good news department has been putting in some good rides for you guys he's a veteran in that class and um so he'll be back in vegas this weekend and what's the status of, status of osby osby's good he's been riding for about three weeks now um he's been training down at club mx and um yeah things are coming along good for josh um i've, had a, I've actually really enjoyed working with him and his family a lot mm-hmm. um you know just leading up to this i know he hadn't got to race yet but just good people and kid kind of he reminds me a lot of myself when i was younger and his age just kind of mm-hmm. you know ready to kind of take advice from anybody or just do anything so he's really eager and ready to get out there i think as long as he can have a an, another good three weeks leading into hangtown right you know obviously it's gonna be his first round it's gonna be tough but yeah. you know you can build him throughout the year and get him comfortable he can put up some results that people are gonna be pretty pumped on uh, so you'll go three guys outdoors, or will you look to add another guy? 
you know, we thought about adding another guy after um, after splitting with um, Marky mm-hmm. Worth, but you know, at this point, we just kind of talked with all of our sponsors about it and kind of what their thoughts were on it, and it was just it kind of made more sense just to focus on our three guys at this point. And mm-hmm. if someone does get hurt, we will do a fill-in rider, you know, uh, of the three guys. Right. But at this point, just sticking with those three and. You know, we're a young team. It's a lot to run four guys out of a semi. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, pro- properly. I mean, you know how chaotic it is in between motos, man. Yep. Like, yeah. it's um, it's a lot. So, But right now we're feeling pretty good going into the season. Like, Suzuki's been pretty pumped with everything, and we've been having really good success with the bikes, even as far as, like, reliability stuff throughout the year. So going into the outdoor season, we're pretty stoked on how everything's been going. So. Yeah, that was leading to my question. Okay. That's kind of leading to what my question was, that's Jimmy. Keith, that's Kiefer, by the way. I yeah. don't know if, if I don't know if Talon's been telling people that. Are you telling people that Kiefer's here, Talon? I, I heard him. I, I know that sweet Yeah, but <laughs> Talon's filling in. Talon, our producer, is not our regular guy, and he's. Wait, hold on. I got to turn you. Th- okay, what? If you had me in every week, I might actually Whoa. remember these things. Okay. Well, you got to tell the guests who who's in studio. Just FYI. Talon Volan. Yeah, it's, it's, he's named after Talon Volan. He really is. Oh, he is. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, Jimmy's over here. Does, does he have a brother named Tyson? No, but Tyson called in earlier. Yeah, Tyson called in what? earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Unibrow. Okay, anyway, okay, going anyway, to the Suzuki yeah, question I was going to yeah, ask. Yeah. Um, you know, you're saying the, the durability, and I was talking to your brother a little bit. How's... Uh, you know, been you adapting to the Suzuki? You enjoying it? Is it is it is it fast or you know? Because it's kind of somewhat of a new bike this year. No, it, it's good. It's a lot better than it. Um, like I would honestly compare, and you've ridden the bikes. I would compare the power to be around where the Honda is stock. You know, um, you're not gonna BS anybody on the KTM and the Yamaha being just really fast out of the box. That's that's no doubt about that. But where we got our bikes, I mean, we're not doing a crazy amount to them. We're just being smart about what we're doing to the bikes. And, man, we're getting a lot of power out of our race bikes. Like, I don't ever feel really underpowered at all. You know, like, I've pulled some really good starts with some pretty far outside gates and not really got beside anybody and just been like, oh, man, like, I just got my doors blown off, you know. So, you know, we're we're um, we're pretty stoked on how easy it was to get the performance out of them. And how, what are you, like 170, 165? No, actually, I cut a lot of weight. I, I got down, I'm down to I, 160 pounds. I haven't, okay. cut, I haven't cut any. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, hey, hey, you're good at what you do, Steve. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good comeback. I, I really and, like and that's not exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, hey, I, hopefully you're not pissed at me for, you know, the stuff I've been saying on the show or whatever about you having a hard time adapting, but uh, I've seen it by guys over and over. Um, it's you get out of the mentality, you get out of that um, sort of like, you know, aggressiveness and go, 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 and, and it's tough to adapt to it. Do you, Dude, if you, if you would, it's you, not that. Okay, go ahead. Okay, keep on going. Well, do you want to get back on 450s? Like, is that something that maybe, obviously, look, your team's a 250 team, but maybe you can beg, plead, steal, beg, store, you know, sexual favors and get a 450 underneath that truck? Honestly, I I don't want to. I'm really having a fun time learning how to ride the 250 again. And, like, what people don't understand is I didn't even, I wasn't able to start riding again for my leg. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I did the photo shoot. I would do, like, when I'd ride, I'd literally ride for, like, 
15, 20 minutes and my leg would just swell up so bad I couldn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't even walk for the rest of the week. So, like, even when we did the photo shoot in December, I literally rode for, like, 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then just, like, I mean, we left for England the next day, Georgia and I, to go home or go to her place for Christmas. And I can just remember going to the airport thinking, like, how am I going to get to the next terminal? <laughs> like, I need a wheelchair. Help. Help so me. <laughs> I didn't actually even start riding um, back on a bike until mid-January. And then I think my first days on Supercross, which outdoors on a 250 is pretty, pretty. it's easier than riding a 450 because it's the bike fly, you just hang it wide yeah, open, you just whatever. Pin but, it and hang off, especially you hang off the back and pin it, right? Like Exactly. The full, but the um, Supercross, man, you got to carry some speed if you want to get jumps. And like to learn how to, learning how to seat bounce stuff without being able to like mm-hmm. chop the throttle and get in the pocket of a jump is a lot different too and then also being able to grab gears going into mm-hmm. the whoops is a lot different like that was the big thing that i struggled with was you know on a 450 you can just hit the corner in third and then hit the whoops in third you know mm-hmm. on a 250 like you come around the corner and and sometimes if it's a sharp one you want to be in second or and then grab two gears to get in the fourth or you're like hanging a shift as you're lifting the front wheel into the whoops Mm-hmm. which that was something I had to get used to doing again. And yeah. like, it's just a lot different. And now that I've got a, some riding in, like I rode today and like felt the best I'd felt on the 250. And it's like, man, it's fun. You can ride them aggressive. And like you were saying, it is, you have to ride them so much more aggressive. And, I feel yeah. like if I would add four months before the season started to get used to it, it would have been different. But. Also too, there's a lot of morons in the class. Um, as, yeah. Whereas there, in 450s, there 450s, there's a little bit more, older dudes that have been around that kind of know, hey, if I go in and try to chop this dude's front wheel off, then I'm going to get passed by the guy behind me. You know what I mean? And and two of you guys don't always think like that. Yeah, but honestly, like, I will say this, the, the 450 guys, I would almost say the 450 class is more aggressive because these guys, they're not trying to get over obstacles. They're strictly, they're strictly racing. Right. I right, think a lot right. of the 250 guys from, like, I don't know, from like right outside of qualifying or qualifying back, mm-hmm. they're just like, they're almost trying to just ride the track. Right. And all the 450 guys are racing. So it's not getting over the obstacles or getting over this triple. It's like, how do I get to the inside of this guy? Right. And pass him? Yeah. Yeah. And, Cause you, you really do have to be perfect. You got to have a good line, a good flow, a good momentum, everything. Right. I mean, you don't got Nick Way blowing your shoulder out in the final point. Well, hold on. That's, that's actually, sure. that's hilarious that you said that. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's a nice segue because that's my next question for you. Enough about you and your team and everything, Jimmy. Um, Kiefer and I were talking about the freeze-bloss move and the Way-Clayson move, and we both agreed like to get into the main event in the last turn on the last lap, almost anything outside of breaking a dude's leg is okay. Where do you stand on yeah. those passes? I think dislocated joints are okay, but broken bones. <laughs> okay. Uh, any major, any major extremity is, uh-huh. is off limits. Like maybe like a humerus, a femur, kid bib. I mean, um, broken hands okay. Ankles are accepted. But uh, I think it, I mean, it's ankles go are accepted. Yeah. I think it's in the AMA rulebook somewhere. Ankles, ankles are fine. <laughs> Gall- Gall- yeah, Gallagher can look that up for you. Uh, where do you stand with that? It's fine, right? Those passes are okay, or are you? Yeah, I mean, dude, like you don't want to go to the LCQ. You. You just don't. Um, so last lap of the semi, last lap of the heat race mm-hmm. or the 
the not the E race, the LCQ. Like it's fair game. Yeah, fourth you place. Just, you know, you know that's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, we we had um, we had uh, Clayson on earlier. We just called him. Uh, Cold called him in the, for the Gear Alloy segment, and um, yeah, he said he only he's twenty five percent angry at Nick, seventy five percent he realizes it's just racing. You know, man, I tell you, the worst one of my worst feelings ever was um, at San Diego Supercross, or I think it was like one of Anaheim's last year in the 450 class. There's the last lap of our semi, mm-hmm. and I look up at the board, and I see 199, which was Kyle Partridge at the time, mm-hmm. and he was in oh, fifth shit. place. And I'm thinking, top five, oh, man, I got to get there. Yeah. Like, he's fifth, and I could see him. And I catch up to him, and it's like two corners to go, and I just T-bone him. I run right into the side of him because it's last lap semi. Yeah. Like, you just want to make it happen. And I hit him, and somehow I didn't go down, and it blasts him off the track. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm up. Like, oh, my gosh, I come over the finish line, and I do this, like, little, like, under my my shoulder arm fist pump. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, fist pump because I just blew him off the track. Yeah. And I look up at the board, and I'm not on the board. And I looked at the board right before we had crossed the stripe, and I guess that Anderson had passed him right before he went over the finish line, so I actually just blew him off the track for six months. Oh, shit. So then, you're li- so then you're lining up on the gate for the LCQ. Uh, I, don't look- I don't even look at the guy. I'm so embarrassed. You're like, oh, no. Oh, it's not I'm good. Like, how do you like this number one gate pick? Huh? Right. Uh, we got some calls for you, uh, Jimmy. Let's get this. Let's get to them. Ryan, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, what's your question for top Jimmy Albertson? Hey, Jimmy, what's happening, man? Oh, not too much. What's up, man? No, I just wanted to uh, – I guess I didn't have a question. I just had a, a, just a quick statement. Um, I don't know. I think it was either two or three years ago, Glenn Helen. I think – was that two years ago? I think you were a privateer then? I don't remember. Yep. But you were yep, out of, I would have been with uh, your brother and you're out right of your – Right now the van for motorsport. Yeah, well, you were out of your um, – the sprinter van. Yes, van. Yep. Go go ahead. Yeah, anyway, so after the race, I just want to say my me and my six-year-old son walked up to you, and, like, Georgia was there with your guy's dog, and he walked up and asked for your autograph. <clears throat> and uh, you were super cool, made my son's day. You, like, came out with a pair of X-brand goggles. Steve, you like that. Clear vision. And, uh, anyway, yeah, clear vision. Dog hair. And, uh, anyway, you signed him and, you know, got a picture with him. He was super stoked, and it was really awesome. You know, you just went out of your way. So. That's cool. I want to tell you, it was super cool. Well, that's what I was saying, um, uh, uh, Ryan, that you, with Jimmy, you, I mean, obviously, look, the results are what matters, and that's what's going to get you, right. uh, result, you know, going to get you a lot of attention and everything else. But with Albertson and, uh, and other guys, um, it's, it's, it's more than that. And that's what these guys need to do. And Jimmy gets that part of it. He, I've seen him be super nice to many, many fans over the years, along with Georgia. And, and that's part of the game. And these guys, and Jimmy gets it. So it's called being Yeah, human. I mean, my son just walked yeah. up with a you know, piece of paper and a pen, and you know, he came out with a pair of goggles. You know. Yeah. Cool. You know, honestly, man, like as much as you think I'm doing your son a favor, it's more the other way around because there's. I mean, I'm sure even on that day, I probably didn't go. Not very often does the weekend go how a racer wants it to go. <laughs> Ryan Dungey, right, you can, it does go good for Ryan Dungey. It goes good for Ryan Dungey, but think about everybody else. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you got you got freaking. 10 guys who think they should be winning in that class. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they're they're most likely not. And there's two ways to look at it. You just go and be bummed out and isolate yourself, or you, know, you can talk to some people who are stoked on what you're doing. And, you know, those times when I'm bummed out and I get to meet a fan who 
who likes me or likes what I do, and I get to give them something and make their day. That helps me out just as much as it helps them out. So thank you guys for coming over. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, you definitely gained some, some fans for sure. So Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks cool. for calling, man. Cool. Kiefer, you're yeah, awesome, thanks. by the way. Thanks, man. Kiefer's awesome. All right, cool. Hey, uh, Dirt you got another question? Dirt, what? I got a question. You got someone on the line? No, go ahead. Hey, Jimmy, serious question. When, you know, all this shit Seri- happens. Serious to- question, Jimmy. Would Georgia, would Georgia bang me? Serious question. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Okay. Sorry, Kiefer. I just thought that was coming. No, that's not coming. Oh, well. Um, it happens. <laughs> you, you have all this bad luck, string of bad luck. We know this. How – this is a Georgia question, though. Oh, geez. Of how, course it is. How does Georgia deal with your mood? Because I know how I am when I can't ride or I'm, you know, not doing certain things that I want to do. And Heather has to deal with all my bullshit. Is it the same way for you? Yeah, I mean, she definitely, she takes the brunt of everything. You know, no, like, it, I don't know, it's weird. Before before you get married, you know, or, or have someone close you live with every day, it's like you kind of, you know that nobody wants to take your bullshit. <laughs> but when you get married, like, every, you know, it's just everything's out of line. So, yeah, it's like short fuse for sure, especially that, that transition period. Right after you get hurt, there's that two weeks where you're kind of just like, yeah, I'm hurt, but then there gets that, middle bit that's that two month period where you're just like oh man I, I would hate to live with myself i know that but i don't know she knows how how much i care about racing and care about the sport and everything like that so mm-hmm. luckily she understands it because she's in the same business you know she she gets it and i don't know like I always look at other racers or anybody you have have girlfriends that are outside of the sport or really don't quite get what's going on and how how much they have to sacrifice and basically live their life around racing that it's like man i can just see the arguments right now you know um on how nasty it is because when you become like uh you know a, a racer's husband it's just it's got to be hell right like, yeah i know i wouldn't want to put up with myself i'm terrible i'm like mad because i want to go to the gym or go riding you're just always pissed off and (laughs) on top of that you're freaking you're on pain medication which is putting you in a more up and down mood and yeah i think they they should they should prescribe the wives pain medication (laughs) i like that probably more than us uh yeah you're probably right uh last call for jimmy albertson here from byron byron welcome to the pulp mx show roostmx.net bringing you jimmy albertson pulp nation code saves you 20 percent uh at roostmx.net what's up brian byron what's happening (laughs) you guys got the mispronunciation right the first time yeah uh first off steve thanks for everything you do man uh long time listener first time caller oh thanks this is more a question for all of you guys i got a question about supercross track building more uh-huh. of a whoops um how do they build them is it do they build them up from flat ground or do they carve them out of a pad uh, they do a pad they um they basically lay dirt down and i really that's what, that's the last thing they build on a on a track so it's really like I feel like sometimes in Kiefer or you guys kind of agree with me. It's it's like however much dirt they got left is how big they're going to build the whoop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Really. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes, Jimmy, I'm just like I don't know what these guys are thinking. Sometimes, and then they roll them flat, and I just I get frustrated at the track sometimes this year. Uh, there's been some great ones, but sometimes I'm just like, what's going on with these guys? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's frustrating because it's just stupid whenever you see everybody, even in the 450A practice, having to go around the whoops on their slow lap. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a way to make them big and make them still to where guys can at least roll through them or double through them, you know? Yeah. Maybe um, maybe building whoops is just like a rider. There's guys who are good at it, and then crappy bozer, dozer operators that can't build whoops. Or you I know? think the ones that actually ride that do the dozer work are the ones that build them good. There's the yeah. guys that are just good on heavy equipment. Um, it doesn't correlate when they build them. Yeah, yeah I guess they, they build another thing that types of whoops. They do they do loader. They build them with a loader, mm-hmm. and that's when you see that they're like they've got really sharp, like right. Um, they've got really sharp centers on them, so you can't roll them. They're kind of like you kind of stop in between every time you roll. And they have ones that they build with a dozer, which those are the ones that usually break down and people start jumping through. Um, um, and it just depends on yeah. dirt, you know. All right, Byron, anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. I guess the only personal experience I would have with what you guys were talking about, different people building I know up at Millville, they have several different guys that build the sand whoops, and the couple times that I've been up there, they've been different every time. I thought that was Schaefer who builds that builds that whole thing. No? Were you just well, talking about, like, on was, local days? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. They had that Motopalooza two-day practice thing after Loretta's, mm-hmm. and the usual builder, who I guess is Schaefer, was on vacation or something or something. So they had a different guy building him for that. Oh, weekend. okay. They were way different. Yeah, I think just like you know, I mean, there's some good there's some good internet motocross radio shows out there, and then there's some <laughs> shitty ones. And you know, so just like this one's one of the shittier ones. But you know, I just think guys yeah. just that way. Okay. So um, not everyone, not everyone can get invited to come on DM, DMXS. But, no, exactly. You know, everyone can come, everyone <laughs> can come anybody on can get on Pulp. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Byron. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, Top Jimmy, uh, we're going to let you go. Thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been too long. we got to get you back on sooner. Um, cool. pre- appreciate you uh, taking the time for us. and uh, Get we'll healthy and we'll get, get in the outdoors. Yeah, do Jesus, some good jobs. Just, just rest up, bro. Just... No, man, I think, I think outdoors will be good. I, I'm, I've actually felt like I've been semi-healthy for about three weeks now. So Okay. It'll be good. But one last thing, um, we've got this whole season, as you, know, you guys know, we've been doing the – our activation setup with uh, motorcycle superstore at all the races. Mm-hmm. And we have this weekend in Vegas. Um, this is the last week to sign up for our free bike giveaway. We got Pirelli tire giveaway. We've got, um, you know, you know, like I said, RMZ 250, we're giving away mm-hmm. seven gear, bell helmets, a ton of cool giveaway stuff. And you can all sign up to do this on, on motorcycle superstore.com. So um, if you guys are looking to try to get lucky, <coughs> This weekend, at oh, Vegas, I, I'm um, looking. I'm looking to get lucky this weekend, absolutely. Uh, or if you yeah, guys you like are that? coming to Vegas, stop by the tent, see Georgia, get signed up to win all these sweet prizes. That's awesome. No, it's awesome. Good to hear. Uh, good luck with everything, buddy. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you this weekend. Good luck, Jimmy. All right, sounds good. Right. We'll see you guys. See you, man. Top Jimmy, RoostMX.net. On the show, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Jimmy. Appreciate it. His gear look does look good. I'm telling him that too. Most of his gear choices that he's been having. Fly racing, flyracing.com, the best gear out there, bro. Uh, we welcome our own Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Did you hear what Kiefer just said? I did not. What did he say? Oh, he said he was going to compliment Jim, uh, Jimmy Alberton on his gear. Uh, that's fine. Go ahead. His, his, his red fired. and white stuff looks fired. Good. Um, yeah, it's been a tough year for Jimmy, and um, you know, hopefully he gets it together, pulls it together. 
uh, especially like when you're in Albertson's shoes too. That whole team is is Jimmy, you know, built around Jimmy in Georgia, Jim Lewis, Greg Albertson is the crew chief, and Jimmy's brother. Uh, you know, Osby and Cunningham are are, are are riders on the team, but Jimmy himself has to be under a lot of pressure. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. So, what's up, JT? Yeah, but I mean, do you, oh. do you really think that they expected him to set the world on fire? I expect they probably expect him to get top tens. Well, just even like fielding riders, though he's hurt. You know, um, Osby got hurt. Worth got hurt on the first lap of his first ever practice. Just all that kind of stress. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. I don't know. And you know what? I don't know. Yeah, it depends on how their activation goes too at the pits, right? You never know. So, um, yeah, I, I think that team. I mean, if you look at if you look at what they what they have as far as you know, they didn't go out and hire a guy like a a winning level guy, mm-hmm. which that's not a slight against anyone. That's just reality. So I, I think their, you know, their goal is more the activation and the marketing side mm-hmm. than it is results driven because you just can't go into a series thinking you're going to win. You just yeah. have to spend a lot of money to do that. And I, I, yeah. I think they're spending a lot of money. It's just not necessarily on, you know, hiring it's- elite level riders just yet. I think they're working towards that. I just don't think they're there yet. It's good to see. RMZ 250s out on the track, yeah. you know, so right. that part's good. Um, speaking of that, of the RMZ 250s, the NFAB uh, question of the day. Let's do that real quick. The NFAB question of the day. Because this goes to Suzuki's. NFAB, customize your Jeep truck, your SUV with the market-leading design and style yeah. from NFAB. They hand-build all their products in our 150,000-square-foot facility. Uh, industry-leading six innovative styles of st- sidesteps, a vast array of light mounts, uh, offer a complete line of pre- race-ready pre-runner bumpers and bed cages. N-Fab.com, of course. Great sponsors of the JGR team and the NFAB Ampro off-road team. N-Fab.com, 866-806-NFAB. If you want a discount uh, from NFAB, uh, please email the show or go to at NFAB Inc. at Instagram and Twitter, and uh, we can hook you up. Here's the question of the day. So I was talking to... Oh, I can't say. How do I say this? <laughs> I was talking with somebody that has some influence at Suzuki, okay? I think JT probably knows who I was talking to. Um, This person, who I've known for a while, Mm, he said to me, what would you do for Suzuki? Like, just he's just talking to people. What would you do for Suzuki next year? And and, uh, I think he was meaning all teams, all riders. You know their lights program, the 250 program, their, their Yosh team. Not so much the RCH guys. That's that's their own deal. So that's the NFAB question of the day. What would you tell this person, JT? I'll ask you too, Kiefer. But JT, up first, what, what would you ask uh, this person? What would you tell this person? Just as a as a brand, just riders, riders, strategy, teams. Uh, it's tough. It's, I think they're, they're in a precarious spot because I think that the industry perception or inside the pits is that their current motorcycle is outdated. Uh, whether that's true or not is, is not really my point. You know, that's, that's not my place to say, but I think amongst the, amongst the riders they're trying to hire, I think that that's, where people are starting to get is that you, the bike is a bit behind. You don't think they see Roxon winning and they go, "Oh yeah, it's good." No, because okay. I think I think they they see Roxon ma- making up for the bike at times, and I think when he's not winning, then they point to the bike. And I'm saying that's perception. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that no, no. Yeah. they're correct. 
they could be way off base, but um, I, I think the other bikes have made huge strides forward, and I think the the Suzuki is not exactly the same as it's been for a long time, but it's very similar to yeah. it, what it's been for a very long time. Change of frame key for a couple of years ago, right? A couple of years ago, um, frame, that's it. Uh, Air Forks, obviously, but that's, yeah. all different. that's race stuff you can run. 250 has a lot of internal changes. Yeah. Um, new bike in 18 is the word. Yeah, not 17. Yeah, new bike in 18. But so, what would you do, JT? You're not you're 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 not telling us. What would you do? Are you there? I think his phone went away. Oh. He well, he didn't want to answer. He waffled so bad he hung up. Uh, what would you do, Kiefer? You are right. Like rocks and wins, and I think out of all the brands um, that riders went on, Suzuki is the less likely to have a customer go buy their brand because of someone won. And for whatever reason. I don't know, but I think it starts at the lower level, amateur level. They have, they started their amateur, started team, amateur team, but yeah. it really isn't a really amateur team like they used to be, yeah. right? So I think they need to up their presence in more in the amateur motocross world. And number two, which they're working on, yeah, which they're working yeah. on. And number two, their contingency program, mm-hmm. not so good. It's not okay. I think they need really need to concentrate on their contingency program mm-hmm. to get more riders, professional riders, but not the elite level. You know, privateer riders to what, get back on their bikes. What would you do for riders next year for Yoshizuki? What would I do for Yoshizuki? Yes. What would you? Who would you hire? Well, if Pike is back, I wouldn't mind seeing him get back on a Suzuki because he always liked his. Okay. Every time I taught him, get Pike back and yep. maybe get a Brayton, someone like that. You so know, you'd go to races with Brayton and Pike. Why not? Okay. No, I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah I mean, those um, guys are consistent. Mm-hmm. They're good for their brand. And I know those. I know Brayton is pretty good as a test guy. He he, he knows how to test pretty good. So mm-hmm. I know his setup was would be good. Um, we all know James is not the best at setting up a bike, and we don't. I don't know how Blake is as far as being a test rider. Mm-hmm. You know. So. All right, JT. Uh, you got so disgusted with the question you hung up. Um, what <laughs> what uh, what so what what would you do? I think Keeper was onto something with the contingency thing to get the average person back on their bike, but uh, I know that's not where you're going with this question. Um, it's difficult. I think, uh, you know, if James is indeed looking around, which, you know, you've pinned around, and I don't know that for sure. You are, the, you are my source on that. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to letting him go. I think, uh, it, you know, you never want someone that's not happy, and mm-hmm. the fact is they're not getting much out of him at the moment. You know, he's not racing much. Uh, he really hasn't raced a full series and, you know, Years. really ever on that bike since, what, 2014 Supercross? Mm-hmm. So, man, I don't know. I, I think you have to look at everyone who's available. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Pike back there. Did, wait, um, did, you, did you just hear Kiefer say that? I did. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, no, I, I was agreeing with him. Um, but it's really tough. I just think... The, you know, I think there are guys that are, I don't want to say desperate, but they're definitely getting a bit antsy, uh, like Baggett, you know, staying there. I, I know some of these guys are making a lot of phone calls trying to find deals. Um, is, is Baggett have another year? Is he? Is no, he, he's up. He's up, too. He's no, up. he's up, yeah. yeah. He's up. So, um, you know what I, I told you? Mookie, you know, Mookie as well. Mookie would be, <clears throat> I, I really think Mookie has the potential to be a, Maybe at times he'll he'll have bad races, but on a 450, I think he's going to be legit. I think he has I, a really unique skill set mm-hmm. that will make him 
potent in the 450 class. He's, he's great in the whoops. He's a great starter. Uh, and that's honestly, that's what makes you good on a 450 is being able to being able to excel in the really tough whoop tracks and getting good starts. He has the rest of it, but those are, those are kind of uh, non-negotiable skill sets if you want to be an elite level 450 supercross rider. I told this person that I would get a Brayton and Bogle, like a vet, mm-hmm. a name guy, and then a kid that could maybe really turn it on like Bogle. And, mm-hmm. I, and I said, look, you're 250 teams. I said I would get more bikes out there because, you know, it wasn't that long ago that there was two or three Yamahas out of the entire entry list at Anaheim 1 in 04. Mm-hmm. Like a star guy and then like like a, a privateer dude, like Hatzel, and that was it. Hatzel. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. literally there was nobody. Uh, oil tank, carburetor, and look how much they've turned around. Now, granted, that's a good bike. And so that's why they turned around. It okay. wasn't the contingency or anything. It was just because everyone knew how good it was. But you can make the Suzuki good. The the thing is, is you got to get them on the track. You got to get some guys out there. And that's why I think contingency is so important. Yeah. Because back in the day, I don't know how good the contingency was Suzuki, but every guy had a Suzuki going to local races, and that's how they bought their next year's bike is with their contingency money from their Suzuki bucks, like. They paid so well at local races and amateur races and professional it, races that people stayed on Suzuki's just it, purely for the fact of... It really takes money to make money. Like, you lay it out right. in terms of support, salaries, bikes. But on the back and, end, they're yeah. going to get more sales. On the back end. The back end. Yeah, the back end. Right. Um, and, and then I said to this person, like, dude, you can get Luke Resland, Bichelia, you got him now. Um, you can get uh, uh, um, um, Dakota Alex, these dudes, Gannon Audette, they don't take much right. to get them on a team and, and, and flood that class with some bikes. Two to three to VDFs on each, on each coast, you know, putting it into main events. Yeah, and then, five, and five, fifth place to 15th place. And that's where Honda and Yamaha has been good is grooming the guys up. You know, to the to the 250 Supercross class, and you've got some really solid, you know, Honda and Yamaha mm-hmm. riders. So yeah. they're trying to do that. I don't know if the riders that they've chose are are going to be that, but they need to start doing that. Do they? I wonder how much say they have, JT, for Jimmy's team. And, and I should have asked Jimmy this. It's just on the line. And 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 this mad Suzuki team. I wonder how much say they have in like, hey, we want this guy. Uh, I bet they get some input. I don't think they have final say by any means. Yeah. yeah, probably not, huh? Should be interesting. I was waiting for this guy to maybe ask me if I want to be team manager. That would have been awesome, too. You but, wouldn't do it? Yeah, I would, for sure. There's serious How much money shit would it going take? on with those guys. I would do a team manager job for 150 Really? Yeah. Now, why not? JT, would you? Uh, no. Yes, you would. I would not. Yes, you would. No, I would not. Yeah, you would. I, I, don't, I don't envy that job. That's been the NFAB question of the day, n-fab.com, probably built in Houston, Texas, USA. Um, JT, uh, let's do the um, X-Brand goggle tear-offs. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. JT, these are questions that are submitted by Moser. Do you know him at all? Uh, sounds familiar. I can't really place it, but it I sounds familiar. 
Yeah, he, he gives us these questions. X-Brand goggles are the choice of champions everywhere. Speaking of Matt Bichelli, he wears X-Brand. Brock Tickle wears X-Brand. If you don't wear X-Brand, then you have no chance of winning out there. Zero chance. Pulpamex16 is the code to save 30% at xbrand.com. EKS brand. Uh, Terminator lenses, goggle cases, uh, uh, sombreros, kids goggles, snow goggles. Please check them out if you need some goggles. Four-layer foam. Kiefer uses and endorses the X-Brands when he doesn't wear his Oakleys. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Right? Yes. When you're not wearing Oakleys. When I'm not wearing Oakleys, I do wear X-Brand. For that. In the, if there's a goggle pie. There's a goggle pie. It's 10% of the time that you wear Oakleys. 75% Oakley. 20% X-Brand. 5% others? Twenty per, or 10% others. You just went over. Oh, sorry. You just went over seventy-five. 100%. Right? Okay, yeah. Five. My bad. I thought I said seventy. Math isn't good at dirt rider. <laughs> uh, JT, you should see Kiefer. He crashed at Zaka. His hand is twice the size of his other one. I'm like I'm baking bread on my hand. Please, didn't sound good. Dude, he's jacked up right now. He's got road rash all over the place. So. Good times. Um, all right, uh, thirty seconds or under. Let's go, Talon. All right, Kiefer. First one for you. Yep. If you could have any rider try the niche bike, whom would it be and why? Ooh, good question. Any rider, I would, I would get Chad to try it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I would get Chad to Sorry. try it because I know how good <laughs> he's good at testing, and he's very opinionated. And I think it would be very interesting to see what he had to say about electricity um, power. How would that go, JT? Uh, he would be honest with you. Right, that's and what I, I'm saying. I don't know that that might not go well. <laughs> that might not go well for the company, but it could go well because they can, you know, advance their technology even further. Yeah, you just have to put it. You just have to let everyone know going in that he has no censorship or filter. <laughs> so be prepared. If, if things don't go well, you're going to know. It might be best to keep the owners away. Yes. Keep anyone who's emotional about uh, the motorcycle away. They're used to me, so th- they got okay. they know the filter program. All right, next question. All right, Steve, has anyone had a more injury-free career than Dungey? Jeez, Carmichael. Uh, good question. Well, I don't know. A Carmichael tore an ACL. He also um, um, hurt his shoulder, missed the national and designations. Remember. Crash Glen Helen. Did he take a chunk out of his leg at one time too? Like a- yeah, oh, oh, uh, whatever. Ninety nine took a chunk out of his leg. Dungey's broken a collarbone, and jeez, maybe something in two fifties. Yeah, he hurt himself near the end of his year Suzuki. He missed the last four. Did something, shoulder maybe or something. They're pretty close. Dungey and Carmichael. That's pretty close. The thing with Carmichael that's amazing though. Is he ate shit hard many times and never got hurt? I can't tell you how many times we would be watching him at a national or a supercross, and he'd weed it up, huh, JT? And you'd be like, "Well, he's out." And, and <laughs> no, then, no, and no, no. And then he lines up and just dominates, and Jeez. you're like, "Yeah, you're like this fucking guy. He's like rubber." Um, you know who was like that when he was younger was Stu. Yeah, yeah. Stu was. Uh, we used to call him Gumby because he would just ragdoll himself and then get up and just smoke everyone. Stu's had some crashes. Stu has had some get-offs. Carmichael's Washougal crash over the big roller was pretty good. He was, like, back on the bike before the bike even stopped flipping. Oh, like yeah, when he kind of, like, he, he rolled the windows up, and then, like, and then yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true, yeah. Yeah, Dungey's been, f- been very fortunate in that category, for sure. What about MC? 
Um, yeah, but he didn't do outdoors for. But he wasn't injured that much. For four years or whatever. But no, he didn't get hurt. No. Tim Ferry. Oh wait, hurt a ton. Never mind. All right, next question. All right, JT, what's on your to-do list for this summer? Uh, not go to the Nationals. Four point two. You'll be going to the first one. Easy. We're going. You're going to hang. I will be at the first one, and I will be at Washougal. That's all I have planned right now. You're going to miss Glen Helen. Wow. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say miss it. <laughs> WPS Western Power Sports Fly Racing official uh, presenting sponsor, co-sponsor. What are you guys at the national uh, presenting sponsor? Presenting yeah. sponsor. Yeah. Title we're presenting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Second year now for you guys. So a big deal for WPS and Fly Racing for sure. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that. On you know, that's a big part of uh, my day right now is finalizing plans for that. So I'm actually excited about how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, you know, after 17 rounds, just like you are, it's it's going to be nice to not go to a race a weekend or two. Yeah, I've got to say, man, I got a bad attitude the last month. I really do about getting on an airplane and going to the other side of the country and. I don't know if it's because Dunge just has this thing wrapped up, and I was just like, for a while, I'm just like, oh, hey, Dungey won. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure what it is. I just, I got to get my enthusiasm back. I think the week off after. It's tough. It's I think tough. the week off after Vegas will help. And It's kind of like a week off, too, you know? Th- yeah, this too. Yeah, yeah. this will be easy. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it just grinds. Grinds at you. So. All right. All right, Kiefer, who do you turn to when you need some advice in the bedroom? Uh, my wife, because she has the answers. That's who I go to. Five point eight. All right, Steve. What is the best finish you think Reed can get at the GPS? Oh, uh, I'm just gonna pass. <laughs> Why? That's a no win. That's a no win question for Steve right there. You're uh, waffling on that. I'm passing. I'm not waffling. That's a waffle. he doesn't want to be honest. No, I'm very direct in saying I'm wa- passing. He, he does not want to be honest. Yeah, you like that? It's not waffling. I don't like that. It is. That's bullshit. I've made a choice to pass. That is a choice. There's no waffling. I'm, I'm choosing to pass. Mm. What do you, JT, let's ask you. Man, um, I really think it depends on his preparation. If he comes in and is like, He's, that, that's just... Modeling down every single day, but I don't think he's going to do that. It's not going to model down. I know that. That's what I'm I'm trying to give you a background on my answer. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. I I think it's going to be a struggle for him. Um, He's going to walk into a series that he hasn't raced any outdoors, and he's going to walk in, and these guys are, you know, mid-string. Like, they're firing on all cylinders by that point. He's going to tracks he's never raced on. Uh, I I think it's going to be really tough. Tenth? No. Worse? No. Yeah. Wow, that bad. Well, I, yeah, I'm trying to be honest. I love the guy. I mean, it, you know, I just, I really think it's a really tough situation to walk into. And then when he when he does that, these people on Vital are going to go, see, the great Chad Reed can't even break top ten. Yeah, yeah. Europe GP's rule. Dude, you know? I, watched, it. I watched Latvia over the weekend, and Geyser. Geyser's the shit, dude. dude. He, I'm tired watching the guy ride. Like he is yeah, he's so aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, he's aggressive. Jesus, it's all over the bike, tacking. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He, I mean, this he's won motocross nations motos multiple times. You know what I mean? So it's not like he doesn't know how to do this. I just think the situation. Chad, you're talking. You're talking about Chad, right? It's going to be yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just think the situation is going to be really difficult. All right. Next question. All right, JT. 
Out of all the articles and stories you've written, what has been your favorite? Oh, that's a good question, Moser. Whoever you uh, what would be my favorite? I think the when Two Two Motorsports ended, um, we we all did our little kind of synopsis and you know um, kind of goodbye articles about it. I, that was probably my favorite. Is uh, can I get off topic for a second? Back to Chad. Mm, ask, ask Talon if you can. Talon. I guess we'll make it just for you. Real quick, does, is Chad is Chad's coming? Plan on coming back next year, right? Yes, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have a deal, but he's he's planning okay, on as long as he can get. That's what I was getting at. He doesn't done. have another year on Yamaha deal. No, he does not. Oh, okay. All right, Kiefer. Final question for you: What is the absolute worst bike you've ever tested? Oh, we've been asked this twenty times. You haven't? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vor those Vertimetti pieces of shits. <laughs> <laughs> VOR, yeah, weren't they just Vertim- were they called VOR? Well, there was a VOR. I don't. Know if, I think there was the same bike, but there was like VOR and a Vertimetti. So yeah. those things were roaches. All right, all right, Steve. Who is your sleeper pick for the 450 Nationals? Um, sleeper pick 450 Nats. Uh, Baggett, does that count? Moose can, does that count? I don't know if they're sleepers. Yeah, sure they do. Okay. Definitely right. bag it. Yeah, okay. Definitely bag it. Yeah, bag it was fifth overall last year, I think. Maybe fourth overall. And he can ride outdoors, man. That guy can ride outdoors. So, yeah. All right, JT, final question. Who's your favorite person you follow on Snapchat? Uh, Lewis Hamilton. JT's on Snapchat? Do I need to get Snapchat? Yeah, you should. You'd be good at it. Nick says I need to get it, and then Dino was telling me Dean Wilson was at the race, and he was saying it's awesome. Yeah, but Dean probably I'm, like has hot ass chicks that you know make it awesome in Dean's life. But yeah, but you know whose wife is awesome? The guy I just said, Lewis Hamilton. If you follow that guy's, because he's he's just nonstop on like his story. Nice. That guy is next level of <laughs> like lifestyle. Right. It's unbelievable. Right, but like partying or no? Just doing no, cool stuff. No, not really. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Jet, jet setting, just unreal. Yeah, like he, he, so he raced F1, you know, like with Will in Russia where Will was right. at Sochi. Then he flies straight from there, goes to London, gets a haircut, gets back on the guy, has his barber come to the airport, gives him haircut at the private, you know, runway, gets back on the jet, flies to Manhattan, and then is in Manhattan, like you know, cruising through town on uh, last night. And then it's just hanging out until he has to go. So, like, it's just nonstop. He just goes wherever. He was, he's, like, talking. To, so he's in Manhattan cruising through Soho. And he's like, I think I'm going to go to Hawaii. So then he was headed back to the airport. He just It's just unreal. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, the guy's, yeah, just... he's, I mean, he's obviously single and makes, you know, tens upon tens of millions of dollars a year yeah. and just doesn't care. What's so, sad so, is so if, is I, if I was rich... It would not. Nothing would change. I'd you still sleep. live in the high desert. I'd be high des, ride dirt bikes, and sleep, and hang out. You buy the Alessi compound. Yeah, put sand in there. And be Is it sick. still there? Yeah, it's there. They live there or no? They still no, there. no. Mike has his house in Asperia still. Yeah, and I think Tony's there. Oh, Tony is still there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and then they have their compound out towards Atlanta. You just have a bunch of tracks everywhere. Yeah. God, Kiefer, it's ridiculous. Love it. Was that it? That was it. X brand goggles. Hey, but seriously, get a Snapchat. Choice of champion. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Um, choice of champions everywhere, buddy. Uh, X brand goggles. EKSbrand.com. Pulp Mix 16 is the code. Saves you money. And uh, yeah, best goggles out there.
Talon, you ever tried X brands out in the desert? I have never. Well, I've worn them like once or twice, but I've never owned a pair. Okay, I'm gonna give you a pair tonight. Okay. Really? You're an off-road guy. Almost every off-road dude rides X-Brand. That's why I don't wear X-Brand, just because everyone wears them. X-Brand owns off-road. They own it. They own it, and I tried to stand out a little bit. Strang wears X-Brand, but he, he, I think uh, he's out of the points lead now. He was tied with Russell, but he's Caleb got it still, back. Though. Yeah, Caleb got it back, right? Yeah. So Justin Wallace won with X-Brand at Havasu Works. Ah, Justin Wallace. Love that guy. Big fan. Off-roader. Yeah. yeah. Steve we're, loves off-road guys. Wearing X-Brands. If you wear handguards, you must wear X-Brand. There you go. X-Brand.com. Oversized tanks equals X-Brand. <laughs> um, JT, uh, we had Clayson on the show earlier, and uh, we, Col- we gear alloy Cole called him. He said that um, he only blames Nick Way 25% out of 100% blame pie. It's okay. Wow. He's okay with it. Separated That's his Separated his shoulder. Um, Jesus. Had to cut his jersey off. Was in the hospital till 4 a.m. But he's, oh, no. he's, not, know that. he's not that upset. Well, I would have probably given Nick over 100% of the blame pie. Really? That to me. <laughs> you well, know what? I never really saw a meltdown by JT. Like, I know he's, oh, he's no. known for that. I've oh, never seen you, Oh, you're in for a treat. Uh, what do I need to go log on to go see this shit? Well, there, well, there was the Dade City one where he pushed Bacone. I remember bike. the Bacone drama. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was the D, when DV took him out in San Fran. He lost his mind. Okay. Yeah, that one. That one was an epic one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm was, sure we could uh, call yeah. Dan Truman. He could give us another thirty. Like, are you? Were you like in fighting mode? Like when you when you yes. check out? Anyone, anyone oh. that wanted some, I was ready. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta see this. Damn it. Anyone that wanted it. Seriously. No, I really, yeah. I was, I like, yeah. I was, I completely lost my mind. Yeah. No, you're gnarly, bro. It wasn't good. I'm not that proud of going it. going down. Um, all right. So JT, uh, Vegas this weekend, uh, Cooper has a 16 point lead. Mookie has a 14 point lead. Chance ability that either guy loses a title. I don't think, uh, I don't think very good. I think, I think those guys did what they needed to do in the last couple of rounds in their series to kind of put themselves on the easy street this weekend. Chanceability, though? Uh, I would say... 10%? 10%, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Both those guys have a nice lead. They've been riding well. Um, what do you know about... They, just, they can basically let people go. Like, if things get dicey, yeah, and like, oh, this guy... I, I can't do or I don't feel comfortable. Just let him go. You don't even have to worry about right. it. Vegas is sketchy, though. Yep. Uh, Sandy. It's not that bad. At night, the track's pretty pretty easy. Like, it's not, it doesn't get rough. It doesn't get yeah. quite bumpy. It doesn't get ruddy. I honestly think for a guy like Mookie and Cooper, they're both pretty experienced by now. I honestly think they're going to both probably – I think neither of them will be on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll just, you know, manage the points, and they'll watch their pit board, and I think it'll be pretty pretty uh, uneventful for them, but pretty easy as well. What do you know about Webb's wrist? Sorry. What yeah. do you know about Webb's wrist, JT? I don't know anything other than there's a suspected injury, maybe a broken navicular, maybe not, um, but I don't think it's going to affect anything this weekend. He's not in the cast or anything. I know that. Yeah, he's riding. He's riding. So. Um, Chanceability that Faith holds on to his points lead over Blos, uh Arena Cross Finals this Friday night, 
eight points, yeah. uh, but you get points for head-to-head, and you get uh, two main events. So and you get a point for going to the head-to-head. Yeah. Um, what do you think, JT? You, you like face? Ch- I mean, we were there last year. I like your chances. Yeah. Uh, but if we've seen anything from Ring Across, there's, there's no way you can predict anything. So I had a guy text me today that said, Blos will take Faith out. I'm like, they're on the same team. And the guy's like, he doesn't, he doesn't care. I don't see that, though, dude. Uh, well, Chris, Chris doesn't ride like that. He did. I watched, uh, what was it, Idaho last week on uh-huh. TV, and Blows locked up with Faith, and he took them both out together. And that's how J- Jacob won the first main. So, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he does do that. Okay. Well, maybe we need to go. Yeah. It's that, I don't think it's, it's going to be as crazy as it was last year, because that was freaking insane. So... Eight points is still kind of you know pretty comfortable as long as Faith just mm-hmm. rides the podium and he's usually pretty yeah. pretty easy with even with the bad start he gets up to third yeah. you know so yeah you think you think you think he'll get thirty JT who will get thirty anybody I don't mean across J blows or, or Faith or oh dirty sorry thirty yeah. oh they'll definitely get dirty yeah I mean it's honestly. I think all that stuff goes out the window. Um, I hope that they keep it somewhat clean because, man, you're on you're on the mm-hmm. same team. Like that's, the, you know, Denny Bartz's worst fear is, you know, those guys going at each other's throat out there. Yeah. Uh, but man, after watching last year, I I am not prepared to rule anything <laughs> out. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, we did a live webcast yeah. from there last year. I was there. Oh, you were? God, what a dick. What? I was on the show with you. You were? <laughs> yes. No, I was busy, bro. I had a lot of shit going on. Oh, I know on. you did. You had I a bunch a of people there. a lot of stuff going on. Sorry I don't remember you. God. When are we going to hang out and you get to know me a little bit better? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Um, all right, let's do the uh, let's do the btosports.com tweet at Talon segment. We've got a lot of questions in on our on our, t- our show Twitter, at Pulp Mech Show, so uh, let's do it. Travis must move the drop. There it is. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Here's the tweets of Travis. Tweets of Talon, everybody. Our Travis is out uh, on a honeymoon, and uh, he'll be back next week. But for now, Talon is filling in. Works race hero, off-road legend, Talon. Uh, what's your last name? Taylor. Taylor. Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. <laughs> Not Voland. What? Not Voland. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, not Volan. Yeah, Talent. Named after Talent Volan, though. <laughs> yep. Right. I don't know his last name. Sorry, bro. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, these questions are submitted to at Pulp Mech Show on Twitter. Uh, they're for myself, JT Kiefer, whatever uh, Talent goes through, picks the best ones, and uh, lets us know uh, what's up. All right, Talent. Oh, wait, wait. BTOsports.com. I got to do the read. Uh, Millsap, Short, Brayton, uh, Bloss on the team this weekend. This weekend, the BTO Sports KTM team will have Millsaps there. Bloss will be there, and Brayton, of course. And uh, use the code. Wait, don't use the code. Call in to btosports.com. Mention Pulp MX to get the discount. It's a long story, but just please call in. I know it's a pain in the ass, but if you want a discount, call in. Anything you need for your bike or body, btosports.com has it. And they got OEM parts as well. Michelin Starcross 5's there. X-Brand goggles are there. FMF is there. Hot Cams is there. Atlas Neck Braces are there. Uh, Guts Racing is there. Roost Graphics, probably not there. Works Connection is there. I might go to Works Connection, Kiefer, before Hangtown. Oh, yeah. on Friday. Dudes are Eric so good. and the boys. Yeah, yeah. good guys. Yeah. Good guys. Uh, great products, too, as well. So, all right. Pulp and Mech Show. Let's go, Talon. All right, Kiefer, this first one's for you. Bob Magner wants to know, what's the lowest amount of air I can safely run in my air forks? Well, that's a 
It's hard to question to ask because every Air Force is different. You know, I don't know what, what he's on. So if it's a Honda, you can run down to 31. Um, and then you're going to, you know, a Cali, which is three different chambers. So that's all different. So it, it, you'd have to you'd have to hit me up and let me know what bike you have and I can help you out. All right, Bob, hit him up. What's what battle is going to be closer, Canadian Nationals or American Nationals? We didn't really talk about Millsaps going to Canada, but that's stamped and official. Um, JT, what do you think? I think he's going to make it interesting. I don't think he'll run away with anything. I think those guys are very, very good on their their tracks. I think he's the best rider that will be in the series, but. You know, I think uh, he's going to have to put together a, a whole series, which he hasn't had a lot of luck doing. Uh, so I, I think that's his biggest challenge is making every single moto and every single race without any problems. That's so going to be his, his challenge. Which series will be closer? Like as far as the champion? Yeah. Uh, I would say Canada will be closer. What do you think, Kiefer? Yeah, I agree. You think So you think Dunge? Is going to walk with this? I think Dungeons, yeah, the most consistent. I think he's going to have a bigger lead than the Canadian series. Well, I think the Canadian series is going to have a lot of different winners. I agree. Um, one thing about this American series, like Tomac and Roxon, like I want them to challenge Dunge. Dunge is awesome. You can't be. You can't get a sixth. Yeah, you can't, can't do it. No, cannot get a sixth. You're you gotta done. Be, you got to be one, two, three all the time. All every moto. And and I don't know if they can do that. Right. Right, J- right, JT. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's uh, Dungey does not give you any room for error at all. No, so. I, I think that the biggest problem for Dungey is, uh, I think you know we we saw what Tomac was capable of last year, and I fully expect him to be maybe not that level, but close, really, he'll, he'll really high level. But Roxon's looking to come into this thing healthy. And he was not healthy last year. So I think he's got two guys on his hands that are capable of uh, basically matching his pace right now. So I just I don't like the odds for either one of those guys to not end up sixth in the moto at some point. You know what I mean? Because like, the, no, I, I, I yeah, the guy with the number one plate is not going to just get sixth. Carlos needs to forget to tighten something or, or that's it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's phenomenal. I do think, though, that there's no way that you can lose by a minute and a half like Ryan did at Hangtown last year mm-hmm. and not be a bit concerned. <laughs> See, no, no, no. I don't know if you've read those interviews, JT. They struggled with bike setup early on, and then they found the setup or later on. They, that's, that's what happened. And they talk <laughs> they, about... They, they, they conveniently leave out the fact that Tomac left the series. <laughs> Man. <laughs> They they talk about Honda's setup not being that good, but Tomac sure didn't have a problem last year with his. Yeah, yeah. I, man, if Tomac doesn't get hurt, like, does he? I guess he probably wins that outdoors, right? I mean, even if Dungey does get better and finds a setup. No, he was winning the outdoor championship last year if he stayed off the ground. Yeah, yeah, probably. He was he was much better than everyone. Mm-hmm. He was. That's a yeah. fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Um, the Canadian series, though. They don't tracks don't get that rough. Uh, uh, that. Well, Gopher does, and you know, dude, Kamloops is choppy and rough. Yeah, I know, but um, those guys are all pretty equal. I, I, I don't think Davey is at all a favorite. Like no way. I don't think so either. No, he hasn't got much outdoors experience lately. 
Especially and, with and those dudes know the tracks and they haul ass. You know Kiefer. Yeah, yeah. And and you know. They're just, we were just Gerke, talking about the other day. Gerke, Gerke in the sand? Yeah. Gerke's insane in the sand. I mean, he's won a freaking outdoor national. Who wins Gopher? Gerke or Jesus? Uh, Gerke. I think so. I think so. <laughs> JT, who do you have, Jesus or Gerke? Uh, well, I would have to say Jesus uh, is a well-known sandmaster. <laughs> there are some tracks on the outskirts of Bethlehem that would blow your mind how rough they get. <laughs> I, I think Gerky. I still got Gerky. Matt, Matt won't be intimidated either because he won't know it's Jesus. He's racing, right? Like Matt won't really understand. Jesus, Jesus used to moto in the Gaza Strip, and <laughs> I'm telling you, you've never ridden sand like like Gaza. Wow. Okay. I still like Gerky. Um, all right. Next question. All right. This one plays in a little bit with that. Ben Coates asks: Is Dungey worried about Tomac and Rocks and catching fire late in, into the season, or does he still think he's got them covered? Dude, these guys are mental, these racers. Like, I, first of all, JT, do you want to bet? You you are saying Dungy is winning Vegas. This is your – you are 100% confident Dungy's winning Vegas. I don't know about 100%. I, I think he – You think he has wins. Has gotten the pressure off. Yep. And I think I think Vegas is, is very much Dungy style. Okay. That track has his name all over it, and I think the pressure will be off, and I think he's probably really pissed off. Mm-hmm. about the way the last two weekends have gone, and I think he goes out there and tries to make a statement. I think, okay, and you may be right, he could win. If he loses Vegas, these guys are such mental f- nutballs that he will have w- lost three races in a row, and I think that'll that'll matter. I think he would be yeah, and I, I, yeah, yep. You're right, and I think that's why he will play right. so hard. I think, I think Alvin is probably on him about – this weekend we've mm-hmm. got to win we're going to win the pressure's off we're going to ride the yeah. way we know how i really believe that we, i think that they're going show, there to win yeah, we got to show those guys we got to we got to remind them who's the boss and why we have the number one plate and the last thing that they'll remember as we go into this break is that you just got beat again Kiefer, i disagree i mean he are you jt is right he's probably is going to go for the win and he wants to set a statement just like all what you guys said. But I also think he's going to be in the back of his mind. He wants to make sure he's safe for outdoors. And I don't think Dungy is as loony as we all think motocross riders are. I think out of all the headstrong guys in the field, he's probably one of the best. And he knows where he's at, and he knows what he's doing. And I think if he gets a third at Vegas, it's not going to bother him one bit going into Hangtown. They're all mental nutballs. I understand that. Yeah. Not as much but with I, him. I don't know that you can just disqualify Dungey as being so mental because you look at the difference when he when he got when Villapoto left the class and Alden started working with him and look how look how headstrong he is now. He used to be not at all. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't I would argue that he was not mentally strong at all before Villapoto left and before Alden started working with him. I think he is now. That's what I'm saying now. The current version I, that we but see. But I think he still has the tendency to let doubt creep into his mind. Yeah. We'll okay. see. I, I just think he comes out has, you know, very, very determined <clears throat> to make a statement this weekend. And I think that the Vegas track <clears throat> works into his skill set. Yep. With his corner speed and no traction and all those things. So, we'll see. I, you know, long main event. It's going to be 20-plus minutes on that track. So, um, that's, that's just my prediction. Maybe I'm wrong. It's happened before. Um, let's get to this guy on the, uh, on the phone here. He's been on hold for a while. Gabe, what's up, man? You've been on hold for a bit. What's going on? 
Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call, Mathis. Hey, Kiefer, what's up, man? What's Congrats up, man? on your uh, promotion. Thank you. Yeah, Kiefer got a promotion, JT. He's a senior test editor at Dirt Rider Magazine. Nice. Congrats. Thank yeah. you. Now he can fuck you over. Hey, I guess this question, you guys kind of touched on the GPs and Reedy and some of the other big names, Rice Grayson and Glenn Helen. Um, first off, man, RV really didn't do great, obviously, in GPs, but what he did is get a lot of us to watch it. Mm-hmm. So... Last year, this year, it took me a while to kind of get into it and get to know some of the riders. But, man, it's it's awesome racing. And for all the people that kind of bag on Fro and Ralph's commentary, the dude, and I don't know his name, he does a really, really good job Paul with Malin. the races by himself. Paul yeah. Malin, yep. There you go. Really good stuff. But here's my question, kind of, since you guys already talked more about how the guys will do on it. With live events for sports, more and more TV cover, CBS Sportsnet getting into the replays on Sunday, and then I think they're doing live both Charlotte Gabe, and you're like, Helen. Gabe, you, you're like gnarly GP, dude. Yeah, well, I, this is this is seriously my first full year, okay. but it's just a question for you guys going forward, because you were talking how the ratings weren't very good for Supercross, even though you know we love it, but it's so much about advertising and ad rates and buy rates now more than really just, just the ratings. Do you see Ustream Mafia trying to get more and more races over here? Because you, you guys have been talking about it all night. Guys need rides. And even if it's for three or four rides over here for GP, they have an opportunity to ride on good bikes and with some good teams. And I just want you guys to maybe chime in. And I know JT's rode all over the world. Maybe he has some good insight. JT? Um, I was – Clarify the question for me, sorry. I was listening, but I didn't get exactly what he wanted out of me. Sorry, real quick, man. Do you see more and more GP races in North America and more and more riders going to that if they don't have a ride Uh, in Canada or motocross? I don't see more riders going because it's just a really big jump, and I think that, A, there's not a ton of money to be made. Most of the guys that go over there, it's just kind of, hey, we'll give you a shot type thing. And I just think the cultural difference is is a it's tough because I, I know this for a fact because uh, my manager for years in, in the German Supercross series is always asking me to try to find riders for him, for him to go race the German Supercross series, and you can make really good money in that series, and guys just don't want to go, and I don't know yeah, why well, other well, than they just, yeah. It's, just the unknown. I think unknown. too. What I about more they, races here, though, in North America? If you had instead of one or two races, what if there was four or five races and guys without I've, rides want to race here in North America? I've heard they want to do four. I don't know if that's true. Um, another thing to think about too is like with Villapoto, like he, I think he hurt future American rides because these dudes, yeah, these dudes think that that the Ryan Villapoto that that failed out of that series was a guy that dominated America. Um, and it wasn't, but they don't know that. They think it was, and so they're like, uh, the, the, the champions could not do it, so we don't want anybody else <laughs> to come over. They all, they, they all suck balls. I guess you, we're French now. TV. Yeah, we're French. Okay. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, I bet you some of those guys yeah. are like, you know what, I was thinking about hiring, uh, thinking about offering a, a Blake Bag at a contract, but uh, if, if RV can't cut it here, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I yeah, think no, there, I, I, hear, some of that. I hear you on that for sure. And it's a it's a totally different race. I mean, I it took me a while to get used to it, but I mean, it's it's gnarly. And Gasser is he's fast as shit. Oh, like, dude, uh, Gasser's people yeah. were saying. Yeah, Gasser's great. Um, and then the last thing, hey, real quick too, man. I know you want to go, but hey, uh, you were talking about um, wanting to be a team manager, man. And if you get a chance, that's awesome. But then, like five minutes later, you said you hated flying across the East Coast. And then, you know, you got the free coffee and the free donuts, man. If you're a team manager, you're going to have to cut people off. It's all excellent points, Gabe. Excellent points. <laughs> I, I will be team manager. Right. Hey, great show, man. And, dude, props to J-Mart for moving back to Minnesota. Dude, it's been raining and 40 degrees for four straight days back here. So I don't know yeah. how he's riding, but, but good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. No, thanks, Gabe. Appreciate it. All right. Late. Can I be team manager from the house? Just call me if there's a problem. Just remote, a remote team manager? Yeah, just call me if there's an issue. <laughs> all right, let's finish you up. You just want the 150. That's all you want. Can I get the 150 and then never leave the circle? Is that is that possible? You want the 150, and then you want to be able to in, employ and enforce these ridiculous theories mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. and, and just off-the-wall ideas. Mm-hmm. And people people wouldn't be able to tell you no. They would just have to do it. He'd mm-hmm. be the rhino of team managers. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but that's pretty brutal. It's spot on, but pretty brutal. <laughs> All right, let's go. Next question, Talon. All right, Kiefer, Roman Helmet wants an update on your crash. Oh, I just swapped out. And, Dude, uh, you have a broken hand. Yeah. You have a broken hand. So, yeah, I just I scrubbed like a little single at Zaka, and it was a little bit greasy still, and it, the bike came back the other way, and I went directly off of the track, off an embankment, into a huge ravine, and, uh, yeah, fucked myself up pretty good, so... What are you going to do for Kiefer Inc. when you have a, when your hand comes back broken? Do you just tell these dudes sorry? Yeah, I mean, that's all I can do Can right you now. hire somebody to do some work for you or something? If I could no? find someone I could trust to do my work, I yeah. would love to, but that is deemed very difficult. I guarantee, I know somebody will do your work. <laughs> Who? Gothic J. He will ride his pace for 45 minutes. I, I agree. Gothic would do it, but he's, he has a current job, so okay. he can't do it. All right. It's tough to find someone. And actually, it sucks that you admitted your hand is broken online because we're trying to get that gopher ride. It's not, it's not broken. That's not broken. It's, fine. it's just soft tissue damage. Yeah, no, no problem. So, hey, but going back to that, it, it, everyone thinks it's just writing. It's not that. That's the easy part, writing. But you got to come back home and type and so other bullshit that people don't see. So yeah. everyone wants just to go riding. All right, next question. All right, Ben Coates wants to know, this is for everyone, is there any moto event you've never been to but would like to attend? Good question. Uh, J- JT? Moto, um... Actually, that's a very good question. I've been very fortunate to <laughs> go to most of the events that I would ever want to. What about Zwart Cross? <laughs> <laughs> Zwart Cross was. Should, should we go to Zwart Cross? God. Man, I don't, that was uh, that was one of the most interesting events I've ever been to, moto or not. <laughs> um, I honestly, that's a. I don't have an answer off the top of my head. I guess that's a great thing to be able to say. So just to go cover it or ride it, too? Is that his question? Yeah, just to be in attendance. I mean, the riding days are over for me. What about Erzberg and stuff like that? that? I don't want to go to Erzberg. No way. That just looks like hell. It'd be cool to watch, though. You think? Just some of the shit they go over? That's gnarly. Uh, so that's off-road. You wouldn't know about that, Steve. Um, I would say I'd like to go to that Sydney, Australia Supercross. Take Pookie... Go to the Sydney, go to the beaches, uh, wrestle some sharks, go watch some Supercross. Uh, go in there, to, get on the podium. Go to Hungry Jacks. Let's start a Cabo Supercross series. Just Cabo? I'm in on that. 
Yeah, Cabo. I've never been there. Let's see, Hagar. Maybe Hagar could hang, me and Hagar could hang out. Hagar could sing the national anthem of um, Mexico. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's it's a good question. I think. Every, but listen, JT and I have done it. All of you jerkies, listen to this stupid show. Go to a motocross the nations in Europe. Go there, ASAP. It's great. It's fantastic. And if it you is, it is, it is an awesome event. And if USA loses, try to find JT and ask him how it went. I think it's the event of the year. I, I do. I really, truly believe that the motocross of nations is the the pinnacle event of the year. Or I'd like to go to Manjimup on a 500 in the sand. Show everybody what I got. I would love to see this. I would pay my own way to really? go. Yes. I'm a 500 specialist and let's, a sand specialist. Well, let's do it. All at once. Go for Dunes, 500. All right, next question. All right, KT Money wants to know, will Moosecan be a podium threat for outdoors? Could he potentially be a title contender? Kiefer? Podium threat, yes. Title contender, no. I would agree with that. I'm good on that, too. Okay. Uh, do we want to go into Kiefer after dark yet, or should we wait no, on we gotta, that? It's, it's way no, too early for that. Yeah, okay, wait. I'll save those tweets for later. Right. Too many under 18 ears Yeah, it's, there, it's so. much, much later. we got voicemails coming up, too. The NFAB JGR check-in, and um, that's been the BTO Sports Tweet at the Talent segment. BTOsports.com. Call in. Use code PULP. Save yourself money uh, at those at those guys. But those guys, we thank those guys for everything they do. JT, before we let you go, uh, flyracing.com. What's new? What's going on with Fly? Uh, you know, it's it's a slow t- well, I shouldn't say it's slow time for everyone, but I, I think everybody's ramping up for uh, 2017. Uh, I know I, I know I am personally in my everyday, and then the Outdoor Nationals is the biggest deal for us. We're three weeks less than three weeks away from uh, kicking off the second year, so um, it's not a super exciting time for the gear industry right now, but mm-hmm. for us. Personally, with our involvement, it's it's uh, pretty busy. Pretty busy days. No special gear for Vegas. No, we're just uh, you know we did the retro thing for the first time this year, and we didn't you know we didn't even sell that stuff. Uh, it just gets tough if you're actually trying to sell it. You just overload the dealer with with more more lines that they have to try to carry. So uh, we are not doing anything crazy for Vegas this year. No light, just light hydrogen, seventeen colors, different. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, every every year you're going to see different colors. What about um, what about rider but, signings? Who'd you sign? You sign anybody? Uh, we have not done any deals yet that I know of. Okay, but things are going on right now, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's absolute. There's lots of talks. We were we were hot and heavy after Web there. Yeah, are you um, mad? You lost them? I lost what, out on them? As everybody else was right. too. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Uh, no, I'm not mad. I mean, I, I want him to make the best decision for himself. I'm, you should, I'm sure everyone was bummed that didn't get him, but that's the way it goes. You need to come out next year, Stu and Chad. Boom, fly racing. Uh, Stu or Chad has a long-term deal with Shift, um, so he even uh-huh. the options we've looked at with him, we just can't. Uh, we've we've tried. And don't you feel like um, Stu would leave the gear company that he owns to sign with Fly? Yeah, he really doesn't have any commitment there, so why not? Right. Don't you think that could happen? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It happened. I just, uh, I had my brand new white light hydrogen gear on when I ate shit, and I was so uh, bummed. Yeah. I was just fucked it all up. Done. I bet we have more. Yeah, if only you could get more. I know. I'm just saying, but it was just, it looks so sick. It's all white and nice. You know what I've been running lately is uh fly media glove on my mountain bike. Boom. I wear media gloves when I ride dirt bikes. Yeah? Yeah. 
with no padding and everything else. I love it. Here, and you know, you know the thing is too, Kiefer? If you're riding your dirt bike and you need to use your iPhone, it, it they still work. That's cool, huh? The fingertips. A little swipeage? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how much often you get to do that in the air, but swiping and swiping do right. Do I insta bangers sw- while I ride? Do swiping right on Tinder? No, that's Heather's job. Oh, okay. Uh, JT, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you in Vegas this weekend. Are you coming in? When you when you get in town? Uh, Friday morning. Oh, perfect. Then you, we'll see you at Arena Cross then, right? Uh, no, you will not. Why? Uh, You're really taking this non-webcasting uh, personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to enjoy my Friday night. I, I, if I go to Arena Cross, I will be working in some capacity, and that's not in the cards. <laughs> that's not going to happen, right? Yeah. No. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. See you, JT. See you. Jason Thomas, everybody, flyracing.com. We'll take our second commercial break here. Honda's Cole Seeley coming up next after we come out of break. Uh, Chris Kiefer's song, which he has yet to choose. Uh, we'll also get to that. And uh, much more here. We'll talk to uh, uh, Tyler from uh, Pirelli. He's here. Uh, he used to... Um, being, are you the guy that had flat track and you had the website and everything and Sammy the bullet and all that? Was that you? No, but I'm not turning your mic on. But was that you? Okay. We'll talk to Sammy Tyler. the bullet. It's a long story. We're going to get it from him. All right. And much more. We got uh, the studio's full of off road kooks, too, so we'll probably talk to them a little bit. <laughs> and uh, much more coming up on the show. Stay tuned. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at pictures from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. 
Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Race Tech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Bent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. 
to find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so... There's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium is a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, in talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which... Uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it. it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which, you know, the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking, and uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. 
RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory.
Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machine from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 Performance Kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Pro. Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Pulp MX Show. Jason Thomas, Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider Magazine, senior test editor, Chris Kiefer. Uh, thanks to the folks at Guts Racing for uh, sponsoring the show, and Ride Engineering, and uh, Two Under, the best men's underwear out there, number two, UNDR. Guts Racing, official seat foam of uh, a bunch of teams in the pits, including the RCH guys. Seat bases, seat foam, lightweight phantom seat, fo- seat uh, uh, 
uh, foam or uh, covers, also gripper covers, all black covers, Velcro covers, like this cool thing. Anything for your seat needs, gutsraising.com. Atlas neck brace, if you're going to use an Atlas, if you're going to use a neck brace, please check out Atlas neck braces, atlasbrace.com. They are great. Uh, if you're on the fence about a neck brace, uh, please try Atlas. Ryan Villapoto, Martin Davos, Jason Anderson, just some of the guys that wear uh, Atlas brace, and we thank those guys for coming on. Also, Hot Cams, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp Mech Show. Hot Cams 2016 is the code for a 30% discount on all orders placed online. And uh, at, at the Hot Cams Unleashed the Power Within, how's your Hot Cams, Kiefer? Always well. Always. Some rage, huh? Rage Against Machine? Yeah, it's, it's, God, it just gets you jacked up. Yeah, they're pretty good. No, like, I'm not. in the truck with Heather, and I just want to, like, just... All right. Well, I personally go with Halen, but that's okay. That's all right. I get it. Rage is, is not so bad. I like Audio Slave also. So yeah, that's kind too. of a mixture of those bands. Uh, with us on the line, our, our third guest of the night, coming off a, a podium this weekend and is the only second race back from injury. He is Honda's Cole Seeley. What's up, Seeley? How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for coming on, bro. No problem. You know, I was just about to get into bed, and then you just texted me and reminded me that you're calling. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks. I'm glad we're right on t- right on the top of your top of your list. If this was some of us have real jobs. If this was DMXS, you would have made time for it. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, yep. Look at you with a podium. Look at you. Yeah. No, it was a good good weekend for sure. Um, Dude, Dunge was all yeah. over you. Dunge was you fought him off. He's real great. Like, it was a nice ride. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I was bummed. I wanted to stick it with, with Kenny, but he was he was hauling. Yeah. But, um, no, it was, it was still good, but still kind of riding my way back into shape. It's uh, not a fully 100% yet, right. but, yeah, I mean, podium is a podium. I'll take it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So we talked last week. You got a seventh in uh, Boston, and you told me you just rode on Monday, and, it, you know, you hadn't been in the swing of things. And then you showed up, you got seventh. This week, you got a third. So you're still not 100% yet. No, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm I'm not 100%, but I'm I'm good enough to to race. And that's like, if, if I would have, you know, sat out um, Foxborough, I would have been pretty bummed because uh, I, I felt good enough to race. And, I, I, like, sitting at home on Saturdays is, like, I found out is the worst thing that you can possibly do. <laughs> um, I was so like frustrated so mad, yeah. watching the races, right? But no, I mean, I felt good enough, and and I mean, I don't know if if I didn't race, I would have felt really guilty. So I just uh, yeah. thought I'd better better make my way out there. Dude, we were talking about uh, I think it came up with Marvin um, about like okay, so he was on a roll, he was killing it. He missed some time um, with an injury and came back, and you know he set the fastest time this weekend. But um, you know in St. Louis he was okay, and, and it's just you missed four four races, three races, like it, three, yeah, yeah, like it doesn't take much to miss the tip of the spear that these guys are doing week in and week out, does it? Yeah, no, and mine unfortunately happened like right like as I was about to, you know it was a Thursday so mm-hmm. I was, you know just wrapping things up for the week and I fly yeah. out in the morning and it happened so like you know I was told two weeks so obviously two weeks puts me at two weeks Thursday and yeah I can't just go line up with with no <laughs> practice so it it turns into three and then you're like oh god and it's like right. it, it's like, just so frustrating and and the whole time. Like, we're racing and stuff. It's like, oh, you know, I wish I had a break. I wish I had some time off. But then when you do get it, it's like, God, put me back on the bike. I just want to just want to race. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it's tough. Like these guys, we talk about it. Like, oh, you know, every week, every every week, these guys get better, and they're they're you know they're on it and everything else. But it's kind of true to an extent, isn't it? Like it's uh, these guys, you miss one week and you notice it. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, and yeah, if, if just sitting on the couch for two weeks, like getting back on my mountain bike and getting back in the gym and all this stuff, I felt like, you know, I lost way more than I thought I was going to. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, at the same time, it comes back pretty fast. It just, right. it just goes away fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also to talk about Kenny, he was hauling too. And you got to tip your visor to Tomac. He came through you guys fast and, uh, you know, he didn't finish too far in front of you, but he was on it too, man. Like the pace, yeah. was, the pace yeah. was high. Yeah. And it was, it was a tough track to make up time on, you mm-hmm. know, like, the if you look at like the lap times and the gaps and everything like yeah Kenny was was pulling away from us but like all the way back to like tenth you know it was yeah. everyone was like keeping their their difference and and all that but yeah it was it was a good race definitely to get a good start and yeah. be able to stay in front of all that stuff That's yeah sure. I, I wrote I wrote in my column was coming out on Wednesday like I watched Bogle Reed Pike uh, Anderson Trey. And they were intense, man. They were going at it. And you look at the results, and Bogle's 10th right. or 9th or something. And you're like, oh, that's not that good. Dude, they were hauling ass. They were on it, you know? <laughs> and uh, I think everybody, like you said, I think the pace was just really high this weekend. Yeah, it, it was a really good track. I was. Oh, um, you liked it, huh? You know, yeah. yeah, like last yeah. year, I, I liked the track last year too, but it was so night and day difference. Like it was so thick and, and mm-hmm. just, you know, it was. It was like once you broke through that top surface, it was deep dirt. And this year was like it reminded me more like a San Diego style track where there's like some moisture in the air, but the track's actually kind of hard packed, and mm-hmm. um, it, it was really raceable too, which was pretty cool. You got a question for Honda's Cole Seeley seven zero two five eight six Pulp? Give us a call, and uh, we'll get your question on the air. Hey, a couple things. Um, you're a pretty technical rider. You've got a lot of skill on a motorcycle. Two things. Did you? I saw an Instagram of Josh Greco uh, hitting the wall after the sand and doubling in in practice. I, I guess I saw that too. Uh, no, it was, I think it was in the in the semi. Or oh, it was like okay because I talked to a couple guys who told me there was a huge hole on that wall, like just from guys braking and accelerating. So I assumed it was earlier. But did you think about trying that? I didn't think about it because um, we had been going triple right after. Right. right. But yeah, when I saw that, I was like, dang! Like I didn't even. Yeah. It didn't even come to my mind, but it makes sense because the way that the sand had formed after, and the I guess just the the way they prepped it, right. the wall was actually a lot less steep um, mm-hmm. in in the in the night show. I mean, throughout the heat races, semis, yeah. everything. So yeah, see, you're it does make yeah. sense. You're a guy I could think of where you'd be like, hey, you know what? Like uh, you just, you're, you think outside the box sometimes with lines and stuff like that. I his, could, well, his buddy, yeah. his buddy J A jumped on top of the wall. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I, I did see that. Yeah, he didn't really clear it though. It didn't look that kinda good. Clipped it a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't know. I don't think it was faster because it kind of had to stop and roll down the backside. You know, mm-hmm, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was, one, it was a and then the dragon back was big, right? Was the dragon back big? It seemed like it. Yeah, it was scary. It okay. was. Um, it wasn't necessarily big. It was like uneven because they, they had to build the track all on Monday and then cover it for the week. You know, so right, everything right. was kind of rushed which actually the track was great for what they did. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was just like the first one was small. The next two or three were tall, and the last one was kind of short. So mm-hmm. you almost had to, like, really make sure you got that last one to, to get all the way over the next single. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a good race for you, no doubt. You got to be stoked coming back and getting a podium. Uh, look, you got one race left. I'm not gonna say you're not gonna win it because it's you know you could you do well on these types of tracks. But if you don't win, Cole, you yeah. it's, it's your rookie. It's your sophomore year in in, uh, in 450s. Last year you got to win. But I think, and I'm not writing that off because it's gnarly to win a 40 Supercross, but I do think there's been less injuries this year and a deeper field throughout the year. If you don't get a win, are you still okay with your year? I mean, you missed three, um, you got some podiums. What's your take on your second year? Uh, it was it was up and down. Um, I don't know. I came in like really, you know, wanting to be a title threat mm-hmm. and really just wanting to, you know, be in the thick of things and the points. And I was for you know, two or three rounds, but it just, I had some rounds, like some really frustrating ones, like, like Atlanta and Daytona, for instance, like yeah, just getting into it with Anderson and, you know, really just, I mean, it wasn't my fault. Some of it was, some of it wasn't. It, mm-hmm. was, it just, yeah, it put a huge dent in points and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, it was okay. It was a, another learning year for me, I'd say right. for sure. Um, I learned a lot, you know, going, taking it and going into the next year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no. I mean, win or not, it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, we're just yeah. So you're not, and, yeah, you're not necessarily being like, oh, I won last year, I suck this year, or anything like. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's been a deeper feel, and so your season. Yeah, no, you know. it has. I yeah. mean, and there's, it's it's yeah, it's deeper, and and there's a lot. I felt like a lot of guys, a lot of guys came to the table really prepared going into A1 this mm-hmm. year. Like A1 was so hectic this year. Yeah, like so many guys were going so fast, and it was, um, what? yeah, it was a pretty crazy, you, uh, pretty crazy year. Do you still think about A one and how close you come to winning it? I thought, <laughs> I, I thought it was yours, man. I really did. I'm like this dude. I gone. know. So yeah. did I. <laughs> so did I. What is it? Well, the thing is, that's another thing about this season. It was I only had six weeks on the bike before mm-hmm. I before I lined up at A one. Yeah. You know, like I came, I was fresh off shoulder injury surgery, full deal, and. And I mean, not to make excuses or anything, but like, that's what I, the cards I was dealt. And, you know, I I did the best I could. I tried the best I could. And, um, I definitely wasn't a hundred percent when I lined up day one, but I was, you know, feeling pretty fresh. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not bummed on the season, but I'm, you know, I'm not happy with it, but I'll just take my notes and move on to next year when, when, uh, the new season starts. Right. Coming from fans, like we watch the races and we watch Dungy and we watch, you know, Roxanne and you and coming from, your level of a rider, who do you watch on the track and try to pick up time? And then the second part is, where does Dungy make up his time on you? I mean, because we know how fast you are, and then there's just a little bit more, I think, where Dungy has. And where do you think he has that? It's tough. I don't know. It, it, especially with Dungy, like, for example, like, you don't really see it, you know? It doesn't, like, he doesn't really look like he's trying really hard. And where you, where you watch a guy like Tomac, he looks like he's yeah. Going about four seconds a lap faster than anybody else. It's a good point. And, You're right. Yep. And it's you know he might not be faster than you know or the fastest mm-hmm. guy out there every time, but yeah, it, it is tough. You know, we we obviously all the top teams we have, you know, people that film the practice and mm-hmm. we kind of get to study those guys. I like to watch myself more than anyone, but and just kind of critique myself. But um, yeah, I mean that is a good question. It's when I watch Dungey, it's like man, he's carrying momentum here, kind of mm-hmm. you know pushing through a section a little harder or anything like that, but he's a, it doesn't like show a lot, you know, he's, he doesn't, he's good at shortening really, up the track. I think, I feel like he's yeah, good at staying, sure. he's good at staying low mm-hmm. in a berm, shortening and everything yeah. up and still doing obstacles, you know? Yeah. 
It's yeah, just, I guess it's it's tough because I know how like, I ride a track, and then I'm like, oh, I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. And then you guys watch, like, his level. You're like, man, it's just they get on the gas so much sooner, and yeah. it's just hard to, to fathom how they can do it, you know? And, and there's just a little bit of difference from Cole to Dungey. It's like, man, Cole's insane, but how does that even correlate to four or five well, seconds? Well, you know? we were just talking about that, Cole. Like, you guys... Like, next year, if you're going to be in this title hunt, and, and Roxon and Tomac, and I certainly think you, you guys can all be there, this fucking guy, Dungey, like, he doesn't get off the podium. We well, did this weekend, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. His starts are amazing, and I think that bike is really good. I really do. Your bike's great, too, but I think that bike is really good. His starts are amazing. He's in shape, just like everybody else. Uh, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So, like, if you get a sixth, and shit happens, guys get sixth. This that's guy, good. This, yeah. guy, this guy's going to get a second or whatever. Do you know what I mean? God, it's got to be frustrating. Yeah, I know. Yep, yep. So. Yeah, no, it, it is for sure. I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, compare mm-hmm. to that and be there every single weekend. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. The best um, of the best. Well, there's always, you know, there's always that best of the era. And so far he's, you know, kind of taking that role. What do you think of the behind the dream thing? You were featured in it pretty prominently. Uh, what do you think of that? How'd, how'd that come out? Were you Were you okay with that? Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, I, I think it shows that I have heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I obviously don't remember that, you know, my helmet camera's on every single second or anything like that. I was right. just so caught up in the moment and, and yeah. all that and so fired up, but this is what it is. It kind of makes you, yeah. li- I like him more now because he cusses. Like, you know, you see him kind of just <laughs> chill out. You know, he's pretty mellow and then he's like yeah. fired up. Like I'm like, hell yeah, get yeah. pissed. I'm going like, to do it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, right on. Uh, Cole, you know who's on the phone here for you. Uh, we got some phone calls. Jared, welcome to the show. How are you guys today? Dude, it's 12-17 where you are. I know. I was falling asleep, actually. <laughs> Dude, I like your I like your dedication. That's good. Oh, you know, I, I get up at like 5.30 in the morning for work, so it's kind oh, nice. of hard to listen when you go to like 2 in the morning with the show. Listen to you your super fan here, Steely. <laughs> staying up for you, Jesus. Yeah, it's true dedication right there. Yeah, I like it. Uh, what's your question, Jared? Um, I was wondering, had you already started your outdoor prep before your injury, or is kind of something that you're getting into now? Or uh, Yeah, we, we already started um, before I got hurt. We actually, after Detroit, uh, we the whole team ventured out to Oklahoma to Robbie Renard's house and uh, spent the majority of the week testing on his track and it was a pretty realistic setup so I was pretty stoked to actually kind of fine tune my bike there and um, yeah we spent a couple of days of testing and then we did a scrimmage day with myself Trey and Bogle and it was uh, I'm really stoked because it was really productive I was really happy with the bike when I left. And then, unfortunately, got injured right after that. But good, good that I got the, bite, the testing in beforehand. Awesome. Anything Congrats else on the podium? Yeah, Jared, how pumped were you? Uh, pretty <laughs> pumped. Pretty pumped. Yeah. So what what does a scrimmage entail? Like, give us a, a behind the scenes of a scrimmage. Is it a gate drop, or is it okay? Someone starts first, second, third, or how's that work? Uh, I was first, second, third. Just kind of go uh, staggered a little bit and. It's, uh, were you the carrot or are you the rabbit? <laughs> yeah, where'd you start? Uh, I was the the middleman. Oh, okay. Trey was the Trey was the front guy, and then me and then Justin. So, um, yeah. Well, never mind that, Cole. What about when you went to Ferry's place a little bit before that? How awesome was that? That was actually really sweet. I was See? I was kind of bummed to go to Florida because it's not you know hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I went last year and it was really hot. Right. 
But this year, I, mean, I went into it with a more, a little more positive attitude, and it was, it was fun. Man, he's got such a sweet setup. Like, tracks perfect, dirt's really good. And Dude, ju- and just being around Timmy and sort of like soaking all that in. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no? no, no, yeah, exactly. Not at Timmy's all. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, Jared, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Have a great night, guys. All thanks, right. Jared. See ya. Super fan, Jared. Super fan, cool. Uh, are you on your last year contract? You got another year? No, he's up. He's up. I want to ask him about that. Oh, what's sorry. going on? What, what are you? What's what's going on with your contract? I hear all these different things. Well, you think I can say anything? I I can talk about my current 2016 contract. We're going to talk about that. I'm on a Honda. Do you, do you think your I'm front fender stays? Do you think your front fender stays red next year? What's that? Do you think your front fender stays red in 2017? You're cutting out. I can't hear you. Oh, God. <laughs> I like that. That's a good move, Sealy. That's good. <laughs> hey, um, get this. I'd never spoken to Troy Lee in my life, except I think maybe some drunken bar talk at some point in, the li- in my 20 years of going on the circuit. But I'd never really spoken to him. I asked to get some podcasts with him. Everybody's like, no, nah, dude, he won't do it. He won't be able to pin down, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Smash Cut 2 last week, Ping was in. And, you know, obviously there's that new SE4 helmet that's coming out from Troy Lee. Maybe it was something from that. I don't know. But Ping got Troy Lee on, the, on our show last week. So I actually had a real conversation with him for the first time ever. And um, <laughs> he was cool, man. He, I mean, I had to get all these questions in about the visors and starting the visors and, you know, the helmet and everything else. But um, what a neat guy, man. Yeah, Troy's like one of the most down-to-earth, solid guys in the industry for sure. He's uh he just seems like a, ki- yeah. a kid, too. Like, every answer at the end of every oh, answer, yeah. he started giggling at the end of every answer. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's a character. It's, it's hilarious hanging out with him. He's, he's a blast. Dude, that's something, that's a guy right there that you, unless you're maybe forced to, or unless the money is so, so different, you probably will never leave TLD. Yeah, I know. I've been there. Right? Gosh, like, this is my this is my seventh year, seventh season with them. So. Right. Yeah, it's been, it's you know, been fun. Yeah, no sure. doubt. Um, and how is the new helmet? You you like it? Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm you know I I've, I've seen all the tests and, mm-hmm. and all that, and you know it's in, it's really it's crazy how light it is. I couldn't believe the first time I picked it up. I thought it was a mountain bike helmet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean I I got to kind of test it out when I crashed um, and injured my neck. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean I, it was you know everything that you read about it and everything you see on it it's uh it's true i mean i I hit my head really hard and i was you know fortunate enough to walk away with that one remembering everything and and still you know Um, my head in good good shape so i was uh unfortunately had to test it out but yeah yeah yeah, really right um great it was cool having him on man like i said i i can't believe i've never really talked to him but I, i hadn't and, uh, yeah, it was funny. Every, I was asking all these questions, just giggling and laughing and kind of telling an answer and, <laughs> and everything else. So I was just like, oh, all right. Um, hey, we've been talking about the freeze bloss and the way Clayson last turn, last lap moves. Um, which one was dirtier to you? Freeze. I saw the freeze and bloss one. What was the other one? Way on Clayson in the LCQ. Oh, uh, did you see it on TV? Uh, <laughs> did you see it on TV? <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, I understand the LCQ one. You know, you yeah, no, you got you got to do what you, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. I, I just I, I'm going to say Freeze is dirtier because just because it's Freeze, <laughs> he's the dirtiest guy on the track. So, um, uh, what about what yeah. about Way checking up in the whoops to cut underneath? That was impressive. 
that was that was gnarly. I mean, that was he wanted in. I mean, what are you gonna do? No, either going back to the rig and being bummed, or you're gonna go to the main event. Well, we Kiefer and I were talking about it. Like, short of breaking a leg or an ankle, it's almost anything goes, right? Yeah. Like in that situation. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, look at uh, it was Clayson that, that jumped the corner at San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> That's, he, he, we called him earlier, and uh, he wasn't that pissed at way. He said he, re- he really wasn't. It, it, you know, his, yeah. he dislocated his shoulder and everything else. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Hot Cams uh, bringing you Cole Sealy, Honda's Cole Sealy, HotCamsInc.com, Pulpamex, or Hot Cams 2016 is the code to save thirty percent. Hot Cams unleash the power within. Um, your setting for outdoors. Were you on KYB last year or Showa? I switched to KYB halfway or about halfway through last year in outdoors. Um, but I didn't really get to test that, you know, that much. Like, kind of had a setting, and we were kind of just, like, tinkering as we went. And I actually never got to race on it. I, I showed up for practice at Bud's Creek. At and, Bud's, yeah. And, and, like, pulled a ton of muscles in my leg and couldn't race that day. And then and then I crashed and did my shoulder. So I never got to race outdoors on it. So uh, okay. it, was, it was really cool to, like, actually get some time to fine-tune everything and, and really get familiar with it outdoors. Yeah, I was going to ask you how different was it, but I guess I really can't ask you that because you really get no time on it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's up yeah. with the new Ridgeline? What's the word on the street? Do we know? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm supposed to get one pretty soon as soon as they – Did they say uh, that? Did they, to, did they tell you pretty soon? Did you actually hear that or are you just, are you just guessing? I mean, that's what Metro Honda, the, the dealership that I'm sponsored by, they – so they told me pretty soon. So. Okay, there is right. a sign right there. You just gave us a sign for next year's contract. If Metro, you, if Metro Honda is giving him another vehicle, possible he could be no, resigning. No, there's still this year. Yeah, there's still six months left, bro. <laughs> Seven months left in the year. I don't think that tells Come us anything. On, I'm trying to stir it up a little bit. Listen, I heard you. I heard you're staying there, and then Seagrass called me and said you're not, or he, or he doesn't know. And it's I heard from people close that oh yeah he signed up. So I'm just saying. I'm hey, just, just think ask. if you're staying, ask. you're getting a brand new bike, no matter what. How would you know, Kiefer? I'm just saying it's going to be. A, you know? it's going to be a new bike. <laughs> it is supposed to be a brand new bike. Um, my phone just cut out that entire. I don't. I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> I like this. It's a good move by you. Uh, all right, Vegas this weekend. Do you like Vegas? Uh, Thunder Alley Roost isn't exactly a lot of fun, but uh, other than that, yeah, that's you... the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, yeah, Actually, just... I was thinking about that today. I was like, I guess, but like, you gotta like super glue your lenses into your goggles. Dude, and, yeah, uh, there's all kinds of different prep for Vegas because it hurts. Oh, hey, your brother's on the circuit now. Your brother works for Answer. Yeah. Um, how's yeah, I got that? The whole, the whole crew. Do you it's like cool. having? It's do you like having him around? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it's like he's the Answer rep. So we got Bogle on the same rig. So yeah, actually, he he puts his stuff in my area, which he doesn't even work for me. He works for <laughs> yeah, Bogle, yeah. right? Um, actually, he kind of does. He's he's my spy guy too. Yeah, he is. That's right. Oh, I didn't even know you had a brother. That's cool though. I like like Valade. <laughs> I didn't Valade and uh, and Paul Perbinos and those dudes over there are cool. And um, that's cool. Your brother's around. Yeah, it's good for you to you know hang out and spend some time and and all that. I like that. Yeah, for sure. I just got to get my wife a job now or something so I can hang out with her at the races. <laughs> Do something. All right. All right? Um, how's Wardy? Wardy's so gnarly. Wardy, He's so gnarly. Wardy is so gnarly. <laughs> he is. Just, dude, the guy. Wygant was tell, telling me. He was talking to Wardy. Telling him some story about sleeping in a doctor's office to get electrotherapy on his ankle all week, and then he won Southwick, and he's literally slept in the office. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's he's most of the reason why I, I raced Foxborough. Like, if I don't think he, if I would have said no, I don't. I think I should stay another weekend and figure things out. I think he probably would have stopped working with me because <laughs> he he's like, no, you're ready, let's go. I'm like, all right, fine. You're like, oh, Wardy. When was the last time he's been on a bike? Uh, it's been like two years. Mm. For him, he's. I don't think he's on a mountain bike every single yeah, day. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah, gnarly. I talked to uh, John Tomac for a podcast, and he knew Osho and Wardy back in the day a little bit, you know. And he goes, "Oh, he goes. Those guys were overtraining. Absolutely, they did more work than the guys do now because we're smarter now. You know what I mean? We, I think we know about rest <laughs> a little bit, right? Um, for 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 guys like you and J- J- John Tomac was just like, yeah, they did. They overtrained. They did way too much. They were running marathons. They were training eight days, you know, eight days a week. I heard. I heard. I think it was John. Or not Johnny. Um, Johnny O. That was that. I think he raced Daytona. I believe it was on Saturday, and then he flew wherever. I don't know where it was, but mm-hmm. flew and did a like a twenty-six mile a marathon. Ran a marathon the next day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which was like insane. I couldn't. I, I yeah. think it was Daytona too, which is like you know obviously gnarly. And then yeah, yeah, no, to go run a marathon. <laughs> These guys, man, and Wardy was in that group too. Like just back it down, yeah. bro. Back it down. They I, <laughs> they had a they had like contests too to see who could like not shower for the longest and Oof. all kinds of. <laughs> Was, and then, those guys were a different breed. Back and you've then. heard and you've heard the story about Wardy riding like ninety straight days, including the flights, fly oh out and fly God. in. He got yeah to, yeah yeah he, he had to ride every day, make it a point every single day, whether it was to just like ride his bike around the parking lot when he got to the race, or like actually doing motos. Yeah, yeah, for like a hundred straight days, I think it was. Yeah, Fuck. had to ride his bike. Um, right on, Cole. Well, hey, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Great job in uh, in New York. And uh, in Vegas this weekend, hopefully you can uh, get a win to end up that Supercross season nicely. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for yeah, the time. Yeah, good luck outdoors too, man. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Thanks, Seeley. All right, cool. Thanks All for right. having me on. Yep, See you later. Guys. Cole Seeley, everybody. Honda's Cole Seeley brought to you by Hot Cams. Unleash the power with it. He's another one that's fun to watch ride too. Oh, he is, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got a lot of skills on a dirt bike. Like, yeah. never mind the race going fast. If you want to quad something – Real you technical. To, you want to be precise. You yeah. want to land on a certain, you know, you want to land on an on-off and bounce yeah. off. He's going to clean it better than everybody. Marvin's good. Yep. Seeley's good. The old stew. Oh, no. God dang it. It makes me sad. She's <laughs> so sad, dude. Should we play some taps for him? Just, man, light a candle because that guy was so sick. He still is. It's just, man, he just has bad luck. Poor guy. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. That's Cole Seeley. Jeremy Martin was on earlier. Uh, Jimmy Albertson was on, and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, the JGR, NFAB JGR check-in is, now it's time for that. But I never got an, an, a JGR check-in. I, I didn't go to the truck after the race, and when I did go by, it was all closed up. And then I tried to get Coy Gibbs on the line. Coy was at the race. Mm. I tried to get Coy today for an interview, and nothing happened. And I tried to get J-Bone, and nothing happened. So, oh. NFAB, proud sponsor of the Factory Yamaha effort. Hopefully my check <laughs> is cut this week. Uh, n-fab.com, uh, at NFAB uh, underscore racing uh, for their racing efforts, at NFAB Inc. on Instagram and Twitter for the company efforts. The LED light mounts, their leading design and patented LED light mounting solutions allow for quick and stylish mounting of today's popular LED lights. The NFAB Ampro off-road team of Randy Hawkins. Um, they're, they're doing well in the GNCCs, and uh, we thank NFAB for coming on. If you want to deal at NCAP, 
and fat for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Uh, email us on the show on pulpamex.com. Use the contact form. It goes right to us, and uh, we can hook you up. Also, too, don't forget to check out sponsored deals on pulpamexshow.com. Uh, you can go there and uh, and get all of our discounts and get everything else that we do uh, right there. A lot of our guys have uh, discount codes and everything else, and we, we, uh, we try to pass on the savings to you people. So, um, Givers. Yeah, we're givers. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's do. Um, what do you want to do? What we got. Oh, you know what? We do this thing on. Uh, uh, I do this thing on Patreon. Um, it's um, something that we have that's pretty cool, and um, it's uh, uh, something where you can uh, donate to pulp uh, whatever amount you want every month, and uh, we help pay the uh, bandwidth bills, which are getting bigger and bigger all the time. Um, so I just wanted to mention a few guys: uh, Darren Marshall, Peter McPhail, Landon Bell, Hal Simpson, Christopher Hartman, Peter Mackerman. Greg F., Fred Ferguson, Christian, Justin Glaze, Rick Ray, Jesse Klingbell, Nick Hansen, all donated in the last uh, uh, five months. So we appreciate it. Patreon.com. Uh, go to Pulpomex on there. Um, 2.2 million downloads for Pulpomex Show. That's cool, um, man. Since it started. Congratulations. 252 shows. The Steve Mathis Show, not the volume one and not volume two, just this current feed has over 3 million. Wow. Individual unique downloads. I was a part of the 200 show, so hopefully I'll be around for 300. That'd be cool. When did you start coming on? God, a little bit. Uh, was one, it 100? Nah, one mid-150s, 160s. That's it? I feel like you've been here longer. Like You're like an old furniture. You've been yeah, here. I just don't leave. Yeah, maybe that's it. Chris <laughs> Kiefer from Dirt Rider, senior test editor of, uh, of Dirt Rider. Uh, we got the Enf- we got the Kiefer After Dark coming up. we got some voicemails coming up. Uh, for now, welcome to the studio, Tyler from Pirelli. Uh, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, wait. Okay, hold on. Wrong mic. Okay, there? How's that? No? Okay, hold on. How's that? There it is. There, there we are. There it is. Okay, I got it. I, got it. I, need, I need a board op over here. Um... <laughs> Thanks for coming in, buddy. You uh, you've listened to the show for a while. Um, you do you work for Pirelli on the V Twin line of things. Before that, you're a dirt track guy, right? You you were in the dirt track for a long time. You still in still are on? Yeah, or? doing a little bit of it. Uh, I, I finally uh, finally turned thirty, so I've experienced a vet class. So, yeah, so uh, dropped uh, dropped the old pro license, and uh, yeah, just kind of scratch around the dirt for fun now. And so you, uh, I first, you emailed me, God, it feels like a years ago, right? It's, yeah. You, you had a dirt, you were covering dirt track, kind of like an immediate guy, right? For dirt track. Yeah. Finally realized probably there wasn't a ton of money in that. <laughs> no, it, the thing was, um, I'm, I'm not very fast. Um, I had my pro license, but, uh, you know, like if it was super cross, I was like in the back of like the B practice maybe, or, okay. or, or like LCQ, I was the guy yeah. in 10th. Um, but anyway, um, I figured out that. I wasn't going to get sponsors by going fast, so I needed to get sponsors by uh, by uh, having a product. And uh, a couple of my friends got together and they're like, "Hey, you know, why don't why don't we don't have any news?" So I started doing the news, and uh, I kind of took uh, a lot of my stuff from Racerhead. And uh, every Friday, I had a column that mm-hmm. went out, and it, it got um, it got pretty big for as small as our sport is. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you still do it or no? No, no, no. Totally out of it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if you still did it part time or anything. Yeah. No, um, I've done a little bit of stuff for a Sideburn magazine and and some freelance stuff just here and there. Um, there's a site uh, motofeed.com. Did a couple articles there. Um, but with my new position at Pirelli, I'm really, really, really busy and mm-hmm. I, I really like my job. And 
So I've kind of put all my focus into that. It's comforting to know that the dirt track guys also got bent out of shape at things you wrote or jokes you made, just like I do, just like I get on the motocross side. Yeah. Um, my latest, what's funny is when, when I got out of everything, um, uh, so there's this new movement, uh, hooligan racing, and, and these guys are taking sportsters and stuff, and they're racing them. And, and just on my personal Instagram or whatever, I posted some stuff and got more people bent out of shape. So, oh, nice. It's kind of funny. Shocking, huh? Shocking people <laughs> yeah. get mad. Yeah, yeah. Really, right. Can't believe it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's all who, good. Who and, was the X brand guy? The X brand. That's Sammy Slamming Sammy Halbert. Sammy the Bullet. No, that's Brad the Bullet. Brad the Bullet Baker. Come on. I, Come on, Steve. I made up the Bullet nickname and then I was told by you or something, <laughs> there actually is a Bullet. Yeah. yeah. Sammy Halbert, X Brand Goggles. Is he still Slamming, wearing them? He's Slamming still... Sammy. Slamming Sammy? I don't know. Um, now, he was mad at you for a while, right? Uh, I he, guess. He didn't like, like you? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, no, he's, yeah, no, he's but, cool. Marsha's not talking to me right now. Not talking to me. <laughs> like I was in the truck this weekend, and he's talking to Wygant, and he's not looking at me. No, no, it never he, got it. It never got like that. Right. Like I have so he, he much. Didn't like me. I have, Anderson blocked me on Instagram. Like everybody in flat track, like <laughs> you might have personal issues with somebody, but yeah. there's so much respect there, and and what those guys do is so gnarly. Like even at the worst, you know, if he won or was on the podium, we always did you know the bro head nod or something okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it it's, right. it is what it is. Uh, how's things? And you like you enjoy your gig at Pirelli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, you know, you get that question all the time on here, like, how do you get into the industry? This and that. We do uh, get that question. Yeah, a lot. yeah. So I'm gonna tell everybody, I'm pretty much complete nobody, just like a kid from a redneck town. Um, learn to drive a truck. That's the way to get into the industry. Um, I had a friend working in the industry, and uh, the com- his company had a motorhome. He asked me if I could drive it, and I said sure. And uh, I've talked to other people in the industry, and there's a lot of truck driving positions. So, Is that uh, really? Yeah. So, like, you, you, there's all these other companies, whether it's like, you know, how many trucks does Monster and Feld have at these events? Yeah, I know. They got a lot. You're right. Yeah. Get a CDL. But do you really want to do that? Do you want to haul tough blocks at 3 o'clock in the morning after? Well, that's a stepping stone for where you want to go, I yeah, guess, right? Yeah, yes, but, yeah. I mean, you slept. You didn't have an address for three years. You, you listen to the show. I can tell. I mean, yeah. I slept in an office building. Yeah, like on an air mattress with rats. Yeah, and everybody thinks like you're the you're the the grand pooba of the media. Really? And I don't think they think that. I think the normal listeners do. Yeah, maybe, but in the pits, no <laughs> one thinks that. In the, in the pits, I, I, everyone hates me. They want to light me on fire. Outside of Phil, I'll agree. And Phil's probably fifty fifty. <laughs> but and, uh, and Brady, some, I get some shrapnel sometimes. Short likes me. Short likes everybody, though. Right. Okay, so like. Short likes you everybody. Can't I, say that. <laughs> I just met Short this year because, you know, he rides for Pirelli. Yeah. He has no idea who Mission I am. Mission Star Cross 5. Mission Star Cross 5. <laughs> he has no idea who I am. <laughs> he is the. Anytime he sees me. Hi, how you doing? Like, yep. it, it just no. absolutely. The He's a perfect guy. human being. He's he really just a normal is. normal dude, right? <laughs> he is. What kind of shrapnel have you got lately? I got some shrapnel every now and again. Do you? From the show or just Rider? Guilty by association. Oh, from Paul? <laughs> yeah. Like who? Yeah, we'll talk about later. No, just tell me. I don't talk about later. We're ta- no, focusing say, on him right say now. Say it on the air, though. <laughs> There's nothing. Fine. So you didn't. You're making it up to be cool. <laughs> I'm not making it up to be cool. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes I get shit because people don't like you, and I get guilty by association. Dude, but you know me, Kiefer. I understand you. That's How why could you not like me? I like you. That's why I stick no, up for I you. No, but I mean other people. Like, exactly. It's just an internet radio show, bro. People don't like me, and I'm thinking, how the fuck does no one like me? I'm nice to everybody. You are. Right. So I get it. Yeah. Or like the Kiefer guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, 
Anyway, so yeah, you're you're in town because you're here for Vegas and you couldn't go home because you were in Laughlin or doing something. Or yeah, right. yeah. Um, we we had a, a booth set up uh, in Kingman, Arizona, for the Laughlin River Run, and um, so it was you know Vegas hotels are pretty cheap, so I'm staying here uh, for the week. I'm going to go visit some dealers a little bit later in the week uh, when some of our sales team gets here. And uh, so, yeah, I'm hanging it out. And, uh, well, try to, try to sell some Starcross 5s right. while you're there. You know? Doesn't just, just, yeah, just go yeah. in and be like, look, I know I'm, I work for Pirelli, and they're good. But Mathis said Starcross 5s are, are where it's at. So Yeah, uh, a V-Twin product manager. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably not. V-Twin. Well, he's got a basset down, too. Oh, he's in. That's then. how he really got in. He's locked yeah. in. He had a basset down. So. I, like, I knew how to work the angle. Like, I saw Steve at St. Louis Supercross, basset. and I was like, hey, I got a basset question for you. Sucked and it. then I just kind of worked it in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you got a basset down. You're in. And then <laughs> next, the next step is get a ridgeline. Oh, God. You're yeah. living here. Yeah. I'm kind of a van guy. <laughs> uh, I got a trunk. <laughs> yeah, he's got a trunk. Yeah, but you don't have a, a bed. And you can stick a bike in it. Yeah, but I have a bed. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it rains on your freaking bed. I hope you got a trunk. It's Come a van, bro. Oh, it's a van. Oh, okay. It's a I'm van. Sorry. All right. And uh, you met Kenny Watson a few times too. So yeah. that's always yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, he he uh, he bought me, me and my friend some beers at uh, Indy Supercross yep. uh, a little while ago. Right. Uh, so yeah. Who doesn't like you? What shrapnel do you get? Shrapnel all the time. Do you really? <laughs> Not all the time. Outside of Sleater, you get shrapnel a little bit. Guys, a dirt rider. No, everybody loves you, Dirt Rider. Okay, good, fantastic. Good to hear. Fuck these guys. Seriously. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Hey, but you don't actually give a fuck anyway, right? I do. I don't like it, but... It, you don't like it because you know you're a good human. Yeah, well, like, whatever, bro. Like, yeah, okay, Barsha or Anderson, you don't like Why me, does right? Barsha not like you? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what I did. But, okay, can I get back? How does Tickle like you now? I thought you guys were out, too. Yeah, see, that's just it. Tickle and I are great. You're blowing down the trailer. Yes, because I thought Tickle did a dick move. Right, and you said it. And I said it. Right. And then I said to him, hey, man, like, no, nothing personal. Like, we're good. Yeah. I thought you did a dick move. I called you out on it. And he he never really admitted if it was or not. He didn't so, own it? No, he didn't really own it. And that's fine. Whatever. I, I moved on. But he, he moved on. And whatever. Okay. So nothing was said. He just moved on. Yeah. Okay. Like, just one of those things, man. You know? Right. Uh, Arnold's been on hold for a while. Arnold, what's up, bro? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, um, I just had wondered what you guys thought about the uh, oh the the bikes like the steel frame versus the aluminum. Is that a big discussion, or do the pros and cons kind of balance each other out as far as like track conditions and and uh, how the bikes handle on on tracks? Like, because there was a whole bunch of like you know hard pack slick tracks. Does that is the steel frame more forgiving on that kind of surface, or? Yeah, you know, you'll hear guys say that. You'll hear people say, oh, the KTMs on the hard pack track steel frames work so much better. I don't know. I mean, I guess they do flex more. They do have more give. Uh, what do you think, Kiefer? Yeah, it's just not hard pack. Anything that you hit, square edge, anything that's it's harder. You, you notice it. You, you feel it, and it's not like, oh, it's it flexes. You can't really feel it. It just feels like there's less um, sting. There's less feedback through less you. Less hit into yes. your hands, yeah. So, um, right. So you'll just get more feedback with an aluminum frame. Do you think Kiefer? Do you, Kiefer? Do you ever think we'll see Japanese go to steel or KTM go to aluminum? Like either uh, way. Like uh, I don't see Japanese going back to steel ever. Too expensive to make too. Yes, yep. and 
mean, KTM is known to, to run with something for a long time, you know, like their linkless suspension, and they went to links. So could they go to aluminum? Maybe. You know, I, I would see, I would rather, I see them doing that before Japs go the other way. Yeah. So I think we just use so Japanese. When you get no, into I don't think we use Japs anymore. Sorry, Japanese. I think since Pearl Harbor, we've cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> just me. I don't know. Sorry. Glad you brought that up. Though. Just saying. What's, what's up, uh, uh, caller? Like when you get into soft stuff like outdoors, does does that does it does aluminum do better in that, or is there no real advantage uh, like in softer stuff with aluminum? Um, I don't think any, when you're in soft dirt, a lot of things kind of get thrown out the window because the dirt is so good and you have so much traction. Um, so that's what's soaking it up. Yeah, and in and, and bikes that don't work very good, you know, let's say for instance a Honda when a Honda stock Honda, you go to hard pack tracks, it doesn't work as good. You get a soft, you know, softer tracks, it works pretty good. So, um, yeah. it's easier to set up bikes for softer terrain than it is hard pack. Gotcha. Yeah. And then my other question was, uh, when was the last time and who was it that would have won a 450 main in Supercross on a Yamaha? Well, Yamaha? Stu? No. I'm trying to think. Didn't Grant win one in 09, like Anaheim? Yeah, but, yeah, Stu, but Stu won, won after that. Then. Yeah. Jeez, uh, Arnold, that's a great question. Looking at the chat room here for some help. I'm not getting any assholes. Um, <laughs> I think Stu. You've got to be kidding. Because. Yeah, there hasn't been really no one on Yamaha effort, really, besides JGR. Yeah, and, and, and did JGR, have they won with Barsha? No. Pike, no. Just outdoors, Millsap, that's no. it. Yeah, yeah, but they super cut. Yeah. I think it was Stu in like 11 or 12 or whenever he. Yeah. Whenever with he, JGR. Yeah, with JGR when he won Daytona, and I think he won four races. It had to have been uh, yeah, 11. Yeah. Wow. When did the factory bikes, when did they quit? When did the Yamaha factory team shut down? They shut out at the end of 08. With uh, okay. their last guy was Hill. Yep. And Hepler. Yep. In 08. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's a bit of a dry run. Yeah, no doubt, huh, Arnold? Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All, right, all right, buddy. Well, that's all I had. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you bet. I was going to give Arnold something I bailed out at the last minute. Lame. Couldn't think of anything to give him. Uh, so, Tyler, um, yeah, well, thanks for listening. You've been a long-time listener. And yeah, the media... long-time listener, first-time visitor. Don't tell anybody how cheeseball this place is, <clears throat> the, the, the Lion's Den studio. It's all right. There's no plastic tables and shit. It's all oak, Yeah, but, but we tables. did have Pookie Sundays. Pookie Pie. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, she does. Uh, how cool is that Bradshaw instead of Axel Bradshaw pants? It's pretty sick. Um, That's badass. Really, really eyeing up the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award and the yeah. uh, Innovator Award. Those are solid. We've got Southwick yeah. Sand. Is yeah. that a works carb? No. It's a stock carb. Yeah. Not but works. but you, do you like put it together at night just out of fond mm, memories? No. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I have that here. Uh, Watson left the Innovation Award here. Of though, course. Kiefer, yeah. last week. Oh, really? Yeah, the Innovator Award. Yeah. You got that. So Nick Way just forgot his lifetime achievement. <laughs> uh, I, I got a, asshole. a fan that's going to, I guess, going to make you a new Pulp MX show, uh, show Lifetime Achievement Award for Nick. It's going to make you one. Make that's, Nick one? Yes. For you to give to him. He didn't seem to want that one. Well, I think this one he's going to want. Even though it's got a quad on it. <laughs> if this guy makes it, it's legit. Oh, like, yeah? yeah? Yeah, it's cool. We gotta Do we got to scratch out the updated race totals, though? Uh, I think he's going to be on all about that, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so that might be happening too. Do it See, like really cheese ball, like when you cross yeah, out the no, right? Super cheap. I was gonna just put some duct tape and give that to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So I don't like all time Kiefer when somebody does that kind of stuff, though. I appreciate it, but it's a little weird. Like, what does that guy want from me? Uh, this you guy doesn't. I mean? This guy doesn't want anything. Yeah, I don't want to be like weird. You know yeah, what I mean? You know, like, I when know someone does something, you're like, yeah, you feel like, oh yeah. shit, I have to get him on the back right. end. Like Tyler brought Wahoos, and I'm just like, what does he want from me? And dog snacks. And dog snacks. And wine. Wine for Pookie. And what else are we missing? That, yeah, that was totally it. That was it. I didn't bring shit. No, you didn't. Thanks a lot, jerk. Right. Yeah, but you're probably you're paid thousands of dollars to be here. Thousands. So. You brought coffee. Yeah, oh, yeah. you brought, brought coffee. coffee right? Yeah, that's okay. right. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah. I have tickets. Oh, yeah. Okay, you got some tickets for the outdoors? Yes. That you got? Um, what, what do you want to do? Um, I don't care. That's up to you guys. Um, I mean, I want them playing Fantasy Moto. Okay. And uh, I yeah. forgot. Okay. Um, Whatever you guys want to do. Just uh, the fifth email I get. If you want a pair of tickets, too, right? Yeah, two, two tickets, tickets to any round. Any national. Any round of uh, any national. Um, please uh, email a pul- uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. The fifth email we get in will have will be the winner. I'll set you on to uh, Tyler, and you guys can work that out as far as which which uh, round you want to go to. And uh, the outdoors are coming up, so can't, can't wait. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Call any timely voicemail. Uh, before we get the key for after dark, we should probably play these first. These are the best of the best voicemail that were for the week uh, that we had. So, uh, all right, Talon, let's, uh, let's fire them up. Hey, Steve. This is Evan in New York. Hello, everybody at Pulp MX. I just wanted to make a comment about the day races that we've had. Um, they just don't, I don't think they look that good on TV, especially in the heat races when there's a lot of shadows on the track. Um, the other thing I don't understand is why they haven't tried some of these day races on the West Coast during in January and February months when it still gets dark around 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock. And it would also put it at a much earlier time to watch on the East Coast for us. But that's just my opinion. I um, wonder what you guys thought. Uh, yeah. Thanks, the, for, the, thanks. thanks for everything. Thanks, have Evan. a good one. Appreciate it. Uh, they, it would make a lot more sense to have a day race in Cali because the East Coast time starts at, you know, let's say it started at same program, starts early on, on the East Coast where uh, 70% of the TV viewers live. But the only reason that Evan that they do the day races that they do it is because they have a slot on Fox TV to get right. the race on. They don't care where the race is; it could be in Winnipeg, Canada. It, they're going to put it on a day race because it's the TV time that rules. And as far as looks of the race itself, it doesn't look as cool. But even in, even you know fireworks and shit doesn't look as cool. But but even the heat races start sometime in the daytime, even when it's night race. So. Yeah, yeah. So. I get him what he's saying, but it's all about getting on TV, and they find the windows that they can get on TV, and then they uh, they do it that way. So, um, whether they work or not, eh, whatever. I'm on the fence <laughs> about it. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, either way. Either way. I mean, I got to be at Trackhawk at 7:30 in the morning, that which sucks. sucks balls. But whatever. Hey, Steve, it's Kevin. Um, hey, Kevin. Watching this weekend. Up in the grandstands, watching a triple, seeing multiple, you know, Red Cross flags. A lot of the times they were, you know, being used when they didn't need to be. Guy just kicking his bike up out out of the way. Watched both Moto Concept riders, Michael Essie, Vince Freeze, come around the corner, seeing the Red Cross at the end of the rhythm lane, rip around the corner, having the red lights flashing, both jump the triple. Neither one of them were penalized. 
we're going to go back and what, get, have Donji have his win ripped away, and they do nothing to these guys, whether it was a heat race or the main event. I mean, it wasn't a Red Cross flag from the inside where they couldn't see it, and the red lights were clearly flashing for the three riders in front of them that rolled the triple, you know? Seeing this happen again and again, and Dungy being the only one to be penalized, and Anderson being penalized, you know, once earlier this year, what is it going to take for the AMA to finally go back and start watching these films and watching these riders screw up? They need to get the dig dugs and all the guys paying attention that that's their job, witnessing these guys breaking the rules. They need to start penalizing them more. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. Yeah, I mean, we've said it over and over. Myself and JT, we go to the races for, I've been going for 20 years. I've seen some atrocious flagging from the weekend weekend guys that have the yellows to the AMA guys who have the red crosses. Um, it's, it's discretionary when they throw them out. Some guys don't throw them out. Some guys throw them out three turns too early. Some dude's picking up a bike and there's a red cross going. It is so varied, and it's amazing in a multi-million dollar sport, it comes down to a, a flagger, volunteer flagger. Is this what you were talking about on Twitter? Is that the picture? Yeah, yeah, and I can get to that too, but flagging is brutal. It is an issue. It's always been an issue, and it's terrible at times. Other times it's great, but man, it is so inconsistent. And this week, and talking about, and talking about the penalties, like, that are, just like with the Dungy thing, and I said, and we, we were probably here too, Kiefer, we said these teams better film everybody. Because now the, the establishment's yeah. been there. You've got to get two positions docked. And uh, RCH has Alessi on film. I took a screenshot of a couple photos of it. And Alessi was in a berm when the lights were on. He tripled. And RCH went to the FIM and AMA and said, look at this. And they went, nah. He could have stopped. He was in the fucking turn before huh. the lights were on. And this was in the main or the heat? This is in the main. Okay. And Kenton Zaro was right behind Mike. And he checked up. And he's right behind Mike. And unless he just triples, now it's not so much I'm bagging on Mike right. because hey, whatever, just situation, just situation, right? Like he need to be docked, mm-hmm. he need to be two spots, but the FIM just goes eh, and this is where the riders and teams continue to get pissed because none of these things are consistently applied. Now, do you think they saw it and didn't do anything about it, or do you think they didn't see it? The RCH brought the film to them, right? But I'm saying because RCH brought the film to them, then they're not going to do anything. Because their own eyes didn't see it. What? I know it film. doesn't matter. I know it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I know no. it doesn't. Yeah, but it I'm doesn't just matter. saying. I'm thinking like them. Is that what? Well, they're dude, thinking? they're not going to see it. They're going to miss it. They're, all these guys are going to miss it. Right. They're fucking weekend volunteer AMA guys. No, I know. Like they're literally they ha- they work in a factory all week. Right. And then they go flag the Supercross I get for it. a hot dog and a T-shirt, or maybe the AMA guys get paid a little bit. Yeah. It's so poorly run and inconsistent. I see it all the time. Last year in Atlanta, a guy was flo- flying the Red Cross for dudes who just were, were, were tipped over. Right. Just no, no yellow. Red Cross. That's what I don't understand. You're like, bro, you're an AMA guy, not the volunteer guys, because right. they just get yellows. AMA guy throwing a Red Cross for anybody who went down. You're like, you need to be fired right. immediately. Switch your boss. It's fucking pathetic. That's why I don't think, why wouldn't Feld... Spending just a little extra money. I know that's tough to grasp. I think you said it right. Stop. <laughs> okay. Stop. <laughs> Done. Just hire a union of flaggers for every single fucking round. You're going to pay for travel for those guys? I mean, but that you're, you're a huge multi-million dollar company. I can't find a button. That, <laughs> that fits that? That's so funny, dude. I can't. I can't. Yeah. 
shit don't matter to me. If you don't pay my bills, fuck you. I mean, they won't do it. Right. They won't do it. I mean, that's hilarious that you say that. And I agree with you. Yeah, it just seems so easy to do. Right? And I don't think it'd be that much money. Dude, think about if you had something where you're like, look, flaggers, we're going to pay all your expenses. Right. And you're going to get $100 a day to flag. And we need permanent great dudes permanent who are on flaggers. it. I mean, guys would be, uh, you know, jerking off to get that spot. Yeah. Like, they couldn't believe it. They'd be so happy. Right. And, and you'd probably get good guys. Get good guys. Get 100 bucks. Get your expenses paid to go. Done. Yeah. No, that ain't going to happen, though. I should call. I feel like calling JT right back right now. And I know he would go <laughs> shit. He would go shit. Him, hey, JT, Kiefer thinks Fell should pay. <laughs> It's absolutely. I understand what I just said, but I'm just saying I don't understand. Like, so they're compromising safety for money. That's what's fucked. Well, they're they're saying they're getting trained and everything. It's but it, it's pathetic. I've been doing it for so long. Well, we did a story on it. Dirt Rider did, did a story. We had Klinger, our, our associate editor, go there, be a flagger for the day, and write about his experience. Okay. So it was the same thing. Like he had a good time. And he got it. It's like you said. You got your drink. You got your whatever your shirt. And you you sat there with your ice cooler and you fucking flagged all day. And you go home. But he just walked on and did his deal and left. So we don't know who you're getting and and to save these guys' lives. It's not again like I've seen AMA guys who were in charge of the Red Cross just be complete morons. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my god, this guy, dude. Because in and- situations, that flagger is in charge of someone's life. And then how do you take Dungey's win away? You take a fucking win away from a guy who was flagging on the inside of a corner. Dungey's on the outside. Can't see the guy. It didn't affect the race. It didn't do anything. He didn't gain time. Nothing. Uh-huh. You take that win away, and unless he triples four to five seconds ahead of the triple, you just go, ah, that's good. I just, yeah, no. Come on, man. It is kind of wishy-washy. Come on. Hey, do you think if JT were on a game show on TV that he would say your rules are stupid and just keep talking after the buzzer? It would look pretty foolish, wouldn't it? Uh, you need a uh, you need to play a sound drop after every time he pisses and moans about the uh, X-Brand tariff segment rules. Just one of those wah, wah. Because he really, really seems like a Debbie Downer these days. I think his job's making him, uh, his real job is making him... Uh, Spiteful or angry with the world or something. I don't know, man. It's a it's a game on a on a show about dirt bikes. Like, get it within thirty seconds or just pass. <laughs> I agree, man. He's been in a bad mood lately. Yeah, well, Tonight he was okay. It's not just a job it'll do to you. Been lack, in a bad mood lately. Lack of getting some help, you know, doesn't help either. Probably. <laughs> Only you would think of that. That's a normal male thing to no, think about. No, it's not. Are you serious right now? It's not. So you're saying you don't get moody when you don't get a little no, something? No, I do not. Bull I do not. Shit. I don't. I don't. Oh, my God. Talon, do you have a chick? No. Do you have chicks that you bang? It doesn't even matter if you have a chick or not. You can still ask him the question because it yeah, relates to the same fucking but, thing. But if he's a virgin, it doesn't really matter. I'm trying to get to the point of these bad chicks. Have you not, got some in your lifetime? This. Yes. Okay. And you have a, have a long streak of shit that's not going down. Are you getting angry? Are you getting a little You're moody? Definitely a little more on edge, yeah. T- hold on, T- Tyler, you got a chick? No. Oh my gosh. Hey, uh, JT has an answer to that guy, though. I don't care about your time. <laughs> he doesn't care. Tyler, do you get a little on edge? Uh, depends. No, you don't. No, only Kiefer does. Are only Kiefer's s- life is okay. affected it, on no, whether he it got some. It kind of matters, poop. like like if it's on the front of your mind or not. Like the busier I get, the less I think about it. But oh, like, my God. when you're just like. 
like when you have some downtime, like when I'm at home, it might start messing with you then. But like, I'm not saying it's mess with you. I'm just saying, hey, you get a little annoyed. You're like, huh, damn. Like I'm a little short tempered today because either one, I haven't relieved myself because I'm backed up, or two, I haven't got any. Those two I'm things. I'm backed up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, go on. I just I don't think it matters, Keith, for that way. Like only you. I mean, I I respect that. I'm not saying I'm not bagging on you. That's you. So you can go 30 days without even masturbating or nothing. You're fine. I don't think I've ever done 30 days. You I'm know? just saying. Let's say you do. Would you be a little I, bit I more? I don't itch? know. I don't think I've ever done. Well, since you know, since I've been porking, which it was what like porking. That's I, not. I, really I pork good. late. Pork. I pork late. I didn't. <laughs> I was late. Okay. But yeah, All you right. know, I, well, I, don't think, I don't think that affects my. My life, like you. Anyways, back to JT. Right, go back to JT. Now you know you're wrong. (laughs) See? Uh, Do you ever tell Heather, like, listen, I don't care what kind of, I don't don't care what kind of mood you're in. I don't care what's going on. I need it. I used to, yes. (laughs) I think that's called rape. No, it's not, because she would agree to it. Still, like, verbally say yes, but maybe inside she would say no, but it came out and said yes. I could just see her just being like, like, would she do her nails or something? Or she's just, she's like, are you done yet? What's right. Mm. Yeah. I think if I asked Pookie that way, if I put it that way to Pookie, she'd be like, no, beat it. Really? Yeah. She just wouldn't, she, just, she has to be into it. Oh, God. There's no, there's no like mercy bangs, mercy porks, you know? Oh, there is. You just don't know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. You just don't know it. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. There is. There is. You just don't know it. Uh, but yeah, back to JT. He has been grouchy lately. He has not seemed like he wanted to do it. He's, he's very argumentative lately about anything. And uh, we, we'll talk to him. We'll, we'll, rep, we'll reprimand him. <laughs> reprimand him. So, um, all right, next. Let's go. Hey, Steve. Uh, Gino from Canyon Lake. Love the show. Listen Canyon Lake. Time. Hey, you ever go to Canyon Lake? It's so sketchy. There. Canyon Lake, bro. That's where it's at. When I worked for Birdwall, I lived with Deegan in Canyon Lake. <laughs> yes. And they, the, the Pinkertons hated my box fan on the street. I had to move it every so hours, and I had to pull it in the driveway for like five hours, pull out of the driveway, yeah. pull in, working on the bike. They hated that, too. Yeah. It was gnarly. The association or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Got, yeah. Canyon Lake, though. A lot of shit went down in Canyon Lake. Whew. Yeah, back, especially back in the '90s, yeah, that was it. Right. McGrath yeah. lived across the lake, like had like a dock in front of his place and everything. And, yep. Yeah, the place went off. Back Racer X Canada days. Couple things. Oh um, wait, that's reminds me. McGrath story. He was there this weekend. Mm-hmm. He's in the Cowie truck. Mm-hmm. I walk in the Cowie truck to get some coffee. He's there hanging out, and we're all kind of shooting the shit in, in the truck. And some chicks, uh, some chicks were out there yelling. I guess they were drunk or whatever. And so Dean Gibson invited them in, and they came in the truck, and they just kind of sat there, and they were like, "Hey, is Eli Tomac here? You know, or whatever." And they're like, "No, he's not here." And I said to MC, "I'm like, they even ask about MC." I'm like, "Bro, it's make you feel kind of old." <laughs> he's like, "Well, whatever," you know. And yeah. I'm like, and "So I'm kind of like, it's not working out for you, bud." It's you just know? not the same. It's not the same. And then one of the girl goes, "Oh my God, it's McGrath!" Like, yeah, they didn't see him. Right. And then I'm like. We're back. <laughs> I'm back. The 90, and so he signed her shirt. Uh-huh. Not her boobs, just right. her shirt. Well, the wife was there, so that's probably why, too. Wife wasn't in the truck, but yeah. yeah. So she had him sign. They were kind of tipsy. And then uh, uh, I'm like, the 90s are back. We're in it. We're here. We're back. <laughs> he's laughing. And I'm like, dude, what about the beds upstairs? He's like, nah, nah. He's laughing. And I'm like, <laughs> so then another, they brought another girl in. 
Oh, wow. And she's pretty hot. Cowie's loving this. That's yeah. awesome. They bring and chicks this in. girl was like, is Eli Tomac here? No. Then she's like, can I get a photo of McGrath? And he's like, yeah. Oh, wow. Anyways. That's cool. Yeah. So. I didn't think Eli was that good looking to attract the, that many chicks. The second one was a real MILF. Like, good. Oh, she was older? Yeah, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. I was like, at first I was like, kind of like, ah, oh, McGrath, you know? Yeah, you're done. You're done. But no, no, he still got it. <laughs> he got it. He still got it. You know, you guys talk about stuff that we'd have no clue, us outsiders. Like, we're talking about Reed's house. We're all thinking about the house on Google, but then you're saying he's got another house that's smaller in the ghetto. we got to know what you guys are talking about. Like, say, okay, you guys, for all your listeners who don't know, Reed's got six houses. This is the one we're talking about. And then about Gronk or Zonk or some dude talking about with two monster chicks. We don't know who Zonk is. Can you let us know who Zonk is? I don't know who Zonk is. And then James, you know, we all see the Google Earth shot of his tracks with the orange dirt and all that cool stuff. And then we're hearing he lives on the lake with Shaq or something. Guy right here. He, he hangs out with Shaq or something. we got to know, like, Hey, you guys, okay, he's got that pad over there in the middle of Orlando or wherever you call it, Fort Lauderdale. But he also lives here. So that's the house we're talking about. So you got to clue us in because we're outsiders, you know, and it's cool. You know, you guys are all insiders and stuff, but a lot of us are outsiders. I know I speak for many, but love the show. I'll let you go. Uh, one last thing. Kenny, dude, don't get so butthurt all the time about Steve playing his role in the show. We all get it. I mean, it's like you get all butthurt and you want to prove what a jerk he is. I mean, it just makes you look bad. I mean, unless you're playing a role, then 100% respect. All right, hey, man. buddy! Great show. Uh, you know who else was an outsider? Matt Dillon was an outsider. Oh, that's right. Charlie Sheen was an yeah, outsider. That's a good show. C. Thomas Howell was an outsider. Did Thomas C. Howell? I didn't C. know Thomas that oh. uh, Tyler, let's put you back on. You're a listener of the show. Yes. Do you Do you feel like we don't... You feel like we don't, you don't know what's going on sometimes? Oh, well, sometimes I feel like I know too much. Okay. Like, wow. Like wow. when we're, we're sitting Check. there like talking. Check like, out the big brain. Um, like uh, earlier when we were downstairs talking, like I was sitting there in my mind, like I remembered stuff from the show and I'm like, ah, this is kind of creepy that I know this and I know that. So, um, and I mean, this is, this is where people live and. Well, I, I First of all, it's Gronk, not Zonk. Oh, oh yeah, that was the that, big one. Yeah. I would hope people know who Gronk is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lone Wolf. <clears throat> do you feel like we don't explain stuff enough? Do I feel, feel like... like you do fine. Okay. If you, like, listen to the show and you listen closely, you can figure it out. All right. Like, I, I had no idea who Gronk was, but I found out he was a football player just by listening. So. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it blows my mind how many football. Moto guys don't follow yeah, any no. sport. No, there's, there's, a ton of, there's a ton of them. Killing yeah. me. They, it's like you're a Moto dude, and you may follow NASCAR, and that's it, dude. Wow. That's it, yeah. you know? Well, like the baseball thing. Like, I've explained what I'm doing with, you know, going to baseball games yeah. wherever I'm at, yeah, and yeah. people just think I'm just right. stupid. It's unfortunate when people follow the Denver Broncos. That's unfortunate. Hey, dude. Denver wow. Broncos are the Super Bowl champs. Oh, hi, friend. Oh, yeah. Friend. Thanks a lot. You're making my drive long. Dude, they got Mark Sanchez. I know that year. sucks. Good luck with Sanchez, bro. You got a butt good, fumbler. Good luck with Sanchez. You know, shut up. Good luck. Butt fumbler. When we go, when we move back to Colorado in two months, oh boy. we're having to talk with Elway. We're going to sit down here. You're not her. moving back to Colorado. Yes, we are. No, we're not. moving. I'm, shut your mic off. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like this guy has a point. Sometimes we probably do have some insider lingo that we need to explain. But generally, I, 
I feel like I repeat the, I repeat it, myself a ton because I'm trying to bring people up to speed. This is the you're not going to get more inside scoop besides this show. I don't know where else you're going to get it. So. No, and and like some of the stuff gets so in depth that I, mean, I really Steve, don't care. <laughs> Steve, you know, there's certain things you just cannot say. I get in depth a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, we're no, about to get into a lot of things I can't say. All right. It was cool though when the Suzuki guy asked me about like what I would do. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Future team manager. If I if if I uh, I know if what if I said this. Uh... No, don't even go. Okay. All right. Joe, <laughs> thanks. Bye bye. Right, I just got done listening to the Fly Moto 60 show with uh, Kyle Chisholm. Holy shit! I turned it off. Can't listen to it. Stop. Too much. Too much. The guy doesn't shut up. He's a nice guy, but holy shit. Steve, I just... Uh, we had Chiz on the Thursday show. Thursday noon, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Check it out. Presented by NFAB. Yeah. Chiz talks a lot. And he goes on. But he's a really nice guy. He's and he hadn't been heard from in a while. He's coming back for... for for uh, Great radio. For, outdoors. Uh, coming back for outdoors. I did find it funny, though. The guy goes... I go, hey, welcome to the show. What's going on? The guy goes, oh, hey, Kyle, how are you? And Kyle goes... Instead of just going, good, man. Kyle goes, yeah, man, I just really, he just finished telling us, but he's like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to just do my rehab, you know, trying to get back on the bike, and I wish I wasn't talking to you. I wish I was riding. It's like, Kyle, he just asked how you were. Yeah, right. You're just supposed to say, good, man, and let the I guys. think he's just trying to be nicer. Yeah, buddy. no, he's really nice. Yeah. He's a nice guy, but you don't got to shut the radio off because of that, you know, the internet or the <laughs> computer or whatever. You know, come on, cut chis a break. Steve, I just finished listening to the Moto 60 show with all this talk about the chase format. I got a great solution. Instead of resetting the points, make the last seven races worth 50 points apiece, make the spread between first, second, and third huge, like 40 or 50 for a win, 40 for second, and then make third place 20. That way you can make up huge point leads at the end without resetting the points, and uh, it solves everyone crying about resetting the points, and then people like Dungy who just hang out at the end of the season and play it safe like he's doing right now with Rockskin, he won't be able to do that because Rockskin will be able to make up 10, 15, 20 points by gaining one more position and winning. All right, man. Take care. Love the show. Uh, I mean, sure, make them big or, or make them small, like reduce the points lead. It's kind of the same thing to me. I mean, I think they want to revamp the points next year. Really? Like not go 25, 22, 20. But when do you think they'll announce all this? No idea. Will it be like a press conference thing this week or no? No, it won't be. Nothing will be announced this week. They're actually not even going to announce next year's schedule this week. They normally do. Right. They won't be doing it this week. Yeah. Who's covering this weekend for Dirt Rider? Uh, we have a intern going to try it out this week. So the chick? No, oh. no, no, no. We have another guy. So doing arena cross. Chick and intern still there? She's not a chick intern. She's actually our web producer. Okay. Lindsay. Don't I feel dumb? She's nice. Okay. She's a good girl. All right. Hi, this is Johnny from North Dakota. Big Troy Designs fan. I loved him on your show. That's not real. I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake. Well, just listen to his question, and you'll understand it was real. (laughs) But I always wondered, you know, Troy Lee's a badass helmet painter. Got some of the best paint jobs out there. But his gear is just not up to par. I mean, some of it's okay. I like some of the stuff Steely wears. But most of the stuff is just, it's not as good as, say, the Fox stuff or the four, or even, the, you know, the fly. And you would think Troy Lee, if he got behind here, would be the most badass gear available. They'd have the coolest colorways, you name it. I mean, just some of their stuff looks like a damn clown riding out there. 
That's my question. I hope you play it. That's Appreciate a question. Um, like, uh, um, I know that was a question. <laughs> yeah, he's just a statement. Troy Lee does have some wacko-looking gear, but everyone does. Um, they now produce 18 lines of gear. Everybody does. And if you like solid colors and stripes, then they, there's some of that. Like, Troy Lee has some really nice stuff. Same with Fly, same with Fox. Fox has some stuff that's hideous. There's a couple of fly co- color combos that are out there. Mm-hmm. Troy Lee's got some stuff like that stuff behind you, the yep. leopard print. Yep, yep. Like, I, these gear companies now can make it so cheap that they don't have to pick a, uh, a style that yep. suits them. They can pick 10 styles across the board, and you pick. Yeah. You know? Troy does have more crazy shit than any other okay. company. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm surprised, like, from what I hear... Troy Lee has no distributorship per se. Um, they handle everything in house, and they have independent sales reps. They still do a really good job in sales. Do they in their gear? Yeah. I if I'm starting if I have if I had one million dollars to start a gear company or or a gun to shoot my brains out, I'd shoot my brains out. Because why? Because if you're not with a distributor, WPS Parts Tucker. Okay, dude, you're done. Right. But Troy Lee's kind of making it work. But generally speaking, it's a terrible idea, I think, unless you can get in with one of those distributors, but they have their own house brands. Right. So you're done. Maybe I exaggerate. So seven's pretty much doomed, do you think? It's so tough, dude. It's one, Especially now that they broke off. JT. Yeah. You know, Fox is big enough that they don't have a distributor, but they're massive So because they've been in business since 74. So. Right. I just, maybe I'm exaggerating by blowing my brains out. I'm telling you what, but. JT can probably agree with me, too, because we talked about. JT Thomas or JT Gear? No, Jason okay. Thomas is Fox does cool things is, you know, yes, like you said, some of the gear is ugly, but their limited edition stuff that they come out every month or two keeps everybody excited about their gear. Yeah, it does. You no, know, you're, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, flyracing.com. Everybody, flyracing. Check one. Online. Hey, guys, just looking at, listening to the uh, episode here with uh, Troy Lee. Pretty awesome. I mean, I think everyone can think that uh, knows that amazing products, amazing history, been around for a long time, and a lot of respect for the company, let alone the, the individual. But I just wanted to point out something to all the listeners: um, is that Troy Lee talks about all the work he's doing. He, he loves doing what he does, and he continues to do it. And success continues to follow him with um, the Troy Lee stuff on its own, independently, and the other stuff he's doing with Mazda trucks, as you mentioned, Oakley, other gigantic brands. It's just, here's a great example of someone doing something they love to do and uh, putting a cash flow or a business behind it. It doesn't have to be mean that everyone listening has to be a business owner or business-minded, but if you can find something that you love uh, and simultaneously put yourself in a position to play in your strengths to create something that's marketable or of value, then do it. You'll continue to be happy, continue to make money, continue to be successful in life instead of trying to put a, a dollar figure on success or as a destination. Success is a continuum of doing what you love uh, and creating something better than yourself. Uh, and I think, Steve, I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, maybe, you know, you don't like going to the races or sometimes not the perks of the job are the greatest, but you do love supercross, motocross, you do love dirt bikes, and you found a way to play to your strengths, use your voice, use your community, um, to have a cause that is greater than you. All of these followers, all of these people who tune into your show every week, uh, again, with the riders doing stuff they love to do and excelling at it because they're doing what they love um, while progressing at it and naturally wanting to be better. 
Uh, anyways, could be ranting here, but I, I just want to point out that Troy Lee is a great example of someone doing what they love and being successful. Uh, thanks for the show, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, as a motivational speech for the day. That's it's great. actually pretty it's good. good. Nice, nice to say. He's got a point. I mean, we all, I mean, all of try- us in this industry don't make a lot of money, so we, we do it because we love, you know, the sport. That's, yeah, I mean, if you, th- I mean, I love what I do. I love walking through the pits and having everybody want to light me on fire. It's great. It's an awesome time. It's fantastic. Couldn't be happier. Um, but no, it's true. That could have been your call, Kiefer, and you could have been talking about how you just want to go through that turn perfect. You just in search of the perfect turn. Yeah, I'm in search of the perfect settings. Perfect Nick settings. Way, <laughs> search of the perfect turn. Yeah, and we all, you know, as all of us as dirt bikers, we all think about it when we leave the track. That feeling that we went through, we think that we did a turn great. That feeling lasts for a day or two, you know, or if we won a race, that feeling lasts and, and you're always chasing it and never goes away. I was going to make a Heather joke there, but I'm going to just skip it. I think you should do it, but you see. No, I'm going to just skip it. I'm going to stay classy. Um, is that it? You're out of your mind, dude. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, I got a couple of things. Um, uh... Uh, Jeff Mercer, by the way. Hi, Jeff. Um, uh, your guests, when they call in, you're, you're kind of a dick to them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just seems like you're, I don't know, maybe, you know, especially Rain and Yella. He's, uh, he's got some good things to say. Uh, you're kind of a dick to him. That's the uh, first the time thing, anyone's ever said Rain and Yeller right. has some good things to say. Right. I like Rain and Yeller. He's a good dude. Yeah. Sometimes but, I got to cut him off. Oh, man. I just, I don't want to hear about his seven gear and, and his custom stuff. And I just, <sighs> anyways, I am a bit of a dick sometimes, but whatever. Oh, by the way, I work for United, uh, so maybe quit bagging on them too. But that, well, that's... I've not bagged on United for a while. United's fucked my bags up a lot. They've gotten better since the merger. They were fucking terrible for a couple years. This year, in the last half of last year and this year, they've been pretty good. I, I haven't really had any problems. I, I yeah, I, I can't, and I haven't tweeted much about them except for that one plane that. They they fly a plane that has the six buttons in the in the armrest, and you can play the cockpit and the smooth jazz with the plastic over them. It looks like it's from 1980, and it's right. all cracked. Yeah, like time to change up, bro. Yeah, but they've got almost Wi-Fi in almost all their planes now, and they got TV screens. And I'm I'm not stroking United, but they're better. Have you have you noticed since they've got the new CEO or whatnot that the uh, planes are on time more often now? Well, I don't know if that's anything to do with CEO, but yeah, they they definitely have. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. I mean, I'm a United guy, and used to like every time, thirty minutes, an hour late. Oh yeah, time. no, no, yeah, it's for, it's for, way better. I I had about a year and a half run where I was just like, I cannot believe these fucking guys are in, are in business still, and they're just maintenance issues, crew delay, on, delays, delays. Sometimes I'd be booked at Denver with no time to make the gates. Uh, I could could go on and on and on. It was terrible, but they, they're they've turned it around. They've been okay. And, and if you ever get the upgrade, the the food most of the time, not yeah. too shabby. I don't necessarily eat very much up there. I fall asleep. I just sleep. I sleep no. on planes. That's what I do. I sleep. Like I just. Wish I could sleep. I can't. You sleep. can't. Fuck. No. no. Man, they're chocolate chip cookies. Man, that that smell just wafts through the cabin. You're up. You ever go to the international and they make you a Sunday? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. If you sit up front international, they come by with a card after dinner and they go, "Ah, oh, what would you like on your Sunday, Mister Mathis?" Hmm. This weekend. Never had this happen. Well, I had it happen, but this pilot, the pilot comes out to the first class lounge. Pilot? Pilot. Gives us this long speech. He makes a couple jokes oh, about, uh, he's a black guy, and he makes a jokes about, um, uh, oh, his last name's Monroe, and he's like, 
Not related to Maryland. I know you may think so. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Eddie Murphy's next week, you know. Um, but anyways, he was a cool guy, nice guy. And then I fell asleep. I woke up. There was a business card on my console with thanks, Mr. Mathis. You're a one, you're a one K guy. Uh, Eugene Monroe, you know, he put my name and everything. And he's like, thank, I'm just like, wow, guy. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool touch. Right. Was he hitting on you? Huh? What? Huh? Was he hitting on you? No, I don't think so. Um, he did it in front of, did give a speech for like five, 10 minutes. He's like, most people don't do this. I just want you to know <laughs> that I'm up front and I'm in charge of this. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy behind the, the curtain, like the wizard of Oz and I'm the guy. And yeah. So hmm. when I, after the Paris bombings, I flew out of Paris to JF to DC and the pilot, the pilot came back to every first class passenger and was like, I just want you to know, I've checked this plane over. We're safe. We're going home. I'm going to take us home. Uh, I was see, like, you that's, know that's better. I'd rather. I, I was like, Damn. I wonder if this guy just did this for the because of the bombings, or if he always does it. But no matter what, this is cool. Right. Yeah. He was like an older dude. You know, he kind of looked like Archie Bunker. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I did feel a little, uh, a little uneasy. A little, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and that was cool. Yeah. So. Well, did the lower class people get any like? No, no, no. 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 Go, you, you guys are fucked. They go fuck themselves. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> Every time I get the upgrade, like I'll do the Snapchat of the people going by me. I'm like, go to the back, poor people. Yeah, I just hit a million miles on my last trip. So. Oh, yeah. I strive. I strive for that. Uh, all right, let's go. I don't really care about that. My main question is, uh, Bubba Stewart, when he uh, turned pro, he skipped the pro circuit deal and went straight to Kawasaki. That's never really talked about because, you know, the new guys, they always go to these. these I apologize for not talking a lot about 2001. (laughs) We should have maybe talked more about this, but we didn't. Teams and uh, maybe just talk about the uh, Bubba Stewart Kawasaki deal. What kind of money? You know, he got the big Fox deal. I'm just kind of interested in that. Uh, Other than that, you're doing a great job. Uh, Keep it up. Thanks. I'm addicted to the guests, and don't talk about United, but I'm doing a good job. Keep it up. Uh, yes, yeah, Stu, Stu just was not going to Pro Circuit. He had a Fox deal that Mitch, you know, Mitch let Carmichael do it, but I think after that he pulled the plug, Bishon too. And I think just Stewart's were like, nope, we're factory. We're going to factory team. We don't want to go to you. And that think was, his bike was better? Probably about not. The same. Probably not. Yeah. Um, there was some hard feelings, though, for sure, back then, yeah. between Cowie and PC and everything else, so. It was definitely, uh, yeah, it was definitely some harsh feelings. So. Is that it? Yep, that's it. It's time for After Dark, I think. Oh, Is it time uh, for After Dark? Chris Kiefer, Heather Kiefer in studio here. Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider. <laughs> Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. So we've done a few segments like this where Kiefer gives some sex advice. Uh, we've got the pump number. We've got uh, uh, a couple of, what else have we learned from this? Pump number oh, and... God, that's... Don't take Yohembean and Red Bull at the same time. Yeah. That's not yeah, good. Don't, yeah, um, yeah don't, don't take a Cialis and a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anyway, so we asked you to call in with your sex questions and advice. And uh, for over the last few months, we've collected them up. Uh, some of them are really disgusting. You're, you didn't make the cut. I think you were just making those things up, people. <laughs> but I think the guys we got on here have legitimate questions oh. and concerns oh, great. for you, Kiefer. And I know you take this very seriously. I do. But if you, there's some children listening... Turn it off. Turn it down for the children. Aiden, Ear- go to bed. Earmuffs. <laughs> Parents, get ready. Yeah, because Kiefer is going to get deep, and he's going to get real. Deep and real. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go back to those tweets that I had earlier. These aren't too bad, so we will break it in. Okay. Uh, will Salazar wants to know, any update on that Viagra versus Cialis Kiefer ink testing? Well, I, I told you about the Viagra story. That's not 
recommend it at all. That'll give you a heart you attack. You took two of them, right? I took a half. Oh. And I got hot, hot flashes, and I got yeah. blotchy, and my my heart on was out of yeah. control, and it wasn't good. Seven times? Oh, uh, it was like eight. And it, was, it was to me. Yeah. So that's what we learned about Petalumas. We learned about Petalumas. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, I so were you I've never you taken gonna, oh, I've never taken a Cialis, so oh, okay. I would I would definitely say Cialis. Is because, there any difference? I don't think there. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, all right. Jason wants to know. I'm not really sure if this was Kiefer after dark, but I didn't want to ask it just in case. How important to performance is shaft diameter? Is it a big deal for the average dude or only the pros? Well, if we're this talking, could be a real question. This could be a real question, <laughs> but we're t- we're an after dark segment right now, so we're gonna take it there. First of all, well, let me take the rider question. Okay. Uh, a lot of factory teams are going 18 millimeter shafts in their rear shocks for a long time, and uh, they've. Uh, I think most of them have gone back now, back to 17 millimeter. Um, Rigid. Yeah, just the rigidity of the uh, of the shock. So um, what's what's standard in production? 17. 17. Yeah. So. Right. Um, after dark, for sure, diameter makes a difference. Length does not. Heather. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, man, I uh, need some help from uh, Keeper. Man, my name is uh, Girth. <laughs> my wife uh, worked through the gag reflex. It's it's kind of becoming a problem. and It's hard to concentrate when you sound like you have a choking walrus down there. So how do I work through that? How do I help her out? Uh, uh, right. She should practice with well, a banana. I'm sad to, to to tell you, Girth, that uh, gag <laughs> reflex is a. It, you can't come back from it, man. No matter how hard she tries to practice, um, she can practice. I have confidence. On, re- she could practice. She could practice she's on her not deal. Gonna practice, bro. I'm just saying, if she did, she can't come back from it. You have it. Some girls are blessed with none. Some girls have it, and. Unfortunately, Girth, your chick has it, so you're kind of SOL. Imagine like a bunch of girls sitting around, and and y- your friend is deep throating a banana. What are you doing? Oh, just practicing. You're well, like, they did that in old school. Remember, they had yeah, the the blowjob yeah, class. Yeah, a movie. But you so? su- you'd be surprised what chicks do with other chicks. Yeah, maybe, huh? You know, like uh, I can't do this. Oh, can you watch this? And they do it. Okay. How was that again? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Girth, you're out of luck. Hey, Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, I uh, just wanted to comment on that last show you had there with the key for uh, after hours there. You know, the love connection line there, whatever it is. Oh, uh, I, I got an idea for the, you guys are talking about pumps, you know, pumps per minute. Mm-hmm. I think you guys got it all wrong. Now, you, worried, you did 71? Uh, 71, yes. Yeah, you, you timed your pumps for Yeah, and you were like, no way you can't do one a second. And I yeah, was like, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're worrying about pumping and railing and all of that. You don't have to worry about that till later on the last lap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's when you start railing. You don't rail until she's almost done railing. So you got to look at it more like a like a a six day enduro instead of a motocross race. You know what I'm saying? You got to look, you got to put in your work. That's half the joy. Need hand cards? If that other person ain't happy, then forget about it. You're wasting your time. That's what it's about. That's what's got to get you going. But as far as the pumps per minute, if you're really going to go down that road, take that uh, that thing you were talking about, that lit pro, and strap that thing to the crack of Keith's ass. This will make a good bit. You strap that thing to the crack of his ass and see what he's putting out. 
I mean, if yeah. we're going to go, you know, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, we could just put on can't his, take my, we could put on his wrist got. also, I guess. Can't take my word for it. Right. Uh, is he dead? Yeah. Is that you it? Know, the beats from your, your oh, cardio yeah. the whole nine yards. Let's see what the lap times are. Instead of the honesty, Cole just strap that thing to the back of his sack with a crack of his ass, and we'll see what we got. <sighs> <laughs> All, right. All right, man. Keep up the good work. Have a beautiful day. Peace. What about that, Kiefer? Like he's saying, don't worry about your PPM. Make sure she's good and satisfied. Then. Oh, I always do that for sure. Yeah, okay. That's but the thing is, you got to have a PPM that's high to get her to that level. You can't do a six-day enduro <laughs> and then expect her expect her to get to the checkered flag. It's just not going to happen. Your PPM has to be high. Your sprint your sprint speed has to be high, right? Yeah. To get her to her maximum checkered flag okay so then when your ppm's high and you got a 70 that's pretty good can you sustain it no and that's the other you know thing yeah, we right. talked about you got to back it down yeah. you know take a lap off chill out <laughs> then get back in the game but what he's saying i have done i've wore my heart rate monitor while i'm humping with heather and my my heart rate goes up to like 155 almost 160 when your ppm's about 71 okay so you're in your zone. If guys that are training, the guys for, for the guys <laughs> yeah. out there that are training, right. you're in zone four. All right, so you're in a zone four level, and you can sustain that for on and off for 15 to 20 minutes, I and then and you I got. I feel it. like some ladies would like a six days. Yeah, that's making love. Oh, yeah, okay. six days is making love. Okay. When you make love, you're you're on a full blown enduro. You yeah. know, you're just like cruising down some trails, and right. then then you have a special test. You do a special test for like. <laughs> A minute or That'd two. Be anal or something. Eh. No, okay. That's like Blackwater 100 shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you get a drop? Yeah, hey, Steve, uh. I forgot to tell you before in the other message, because uh, we want to steer these kids right. As far as the, uh, the bad odor down there, you want to tell these kids to stay away. You got a bad odor down there, that's bad news, bro. Uh, you know, you, 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 you're dealing with uncleanliness, all right, or high mileage. Somebody's made a day before, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's the problem with the younger generation jumping around from bike to bike, you know what I mean? They never get, you want to stay away from that jolly rancher that just disguises everything. You don't want that. You don't want guys walking around the pits with, with fungus, hairy fungus growing off their lips, you know what I mean? <laughs> so just stay away from that. You got to smell, you run for the hills. I mean, really? What if but you really he, love her? You still got to run for the hills? What if it's just a really hot day? Yeah, yeah I don't she know. got like clitty litter down there or something. So, it happens. Shit happens. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was it, bro. All right, man, good show. How's it going, one Peace. What's up, guys? I'm uh, calling in for Keister's After Dark segment. <laughs> so, I got a problem with my, uh, my lady friend. We've been uh, dating for about a year now, and... Uh, She's 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 a good one. I like to keep her around. So, but there's one problem in the bed, and she's she's not having it anymore. She uh she's backing out and not really uh, into having sex as much as uh, lately. And I've been trying to get to the bottom of it, and I finally got to the bottom of it. And she says it's because I take too long. Um, Don't cry me a river, bro. The whole <laughs> funny nice. aspect of this uh, segment was that everybody can't last long enough. But she says, uh, I last too long, and it starts to hurt her. So, Kiefer, any suggestions? Maybe lube or um, she uh, plays with my nuts to try and get me to fit. But I don't know. Uh, suggestions to make it better so she's more into it. 
and it won't hurt. So, uh, yeah, let me know. Thanks, guys. Oh man, this is oh, this is a this is a good stump one. Stump Kiefer. No, no, this is a good one. I thought about this when he was talking. It's pretty gnarly and it's pretty drastic, but it doesn't. I work. think he sounds like he's ready for anything. Okay, so if you're in and you're taking too long and you feel like you're not going to be able to nut for a bit, then she needs to reach down under between your balls and your your hole, your asshole. And there's a gooch part in there that this you can... Show, this show has not reached a new Listen level. to me for a second. I'm going to get past it. Just let me get okay. past it. If she gets under there and she presses up hard enough and, like, with two fingers press up in there, like, just press up in there and then uh, go for, like, pokey. one minute, I'm telling you, it, it's done. It's it's almost like yeah. milking, milking the, the teat of the cow. <laughs> It's boom, done. So you're phenomenal, this key. An inch, an inch just past the sack between the hole. There's a spot in there for a dude. It seems gay for us because we're like, I ain't getting nothing near my ass. That's gay. It doesn't matter, dude. If you're helping the chick out, you're getting your shit correct. Let it, let it go down. You're not gay. It's a chick doing it to you. You're fine. Let it happen. (laughs) You're fine. You're good. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, Wow, you just dropped the mic right there. After dark, just keeper. Kiefer, I have a real problem I'm facing. So, for many years, I was in party mode, and I've dated too many sluts, basically, just to be blunt. And I just feel like I've gone too far. I've had a lot of super freaks, and uh, it has definitely made my sexual appetite very large. So my dilemma now is I'm getting a little older. Yeah, like, what's the problem there? And I am thinking I would like to start a family and find a good girl. And I've dated some good girls here and there that are perfect on paper, but they just don't do it for me sexually. And I always seem to go back to the super freaks. So my problem now is that the super freaks have a lot of bad qualities, not always trustworthy, mm-hmm. uh, don't have a lot of self-respect, uh, they enjoy being degraded in bed. Actually, that's good quality. But uh, true that, true that. I, I want to find a, a girl who I would like to be a mother of my child and children. So that's my problem right now. I don't know what you think I need to do. Should I be patient and wait for that perfect girl who happens to be a super freak in bed and is a good girl, which I haven't found, and I, I feel like that's pretty rare, especially at my age? Or do I just lower my sexual appetite and expectations and get a good girl, someone who I can enjoy as a, a wife and a mother of my children. Uh, any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I really need some help here, Keith. Tough. Uh, Take care. Tough decision. That's real life shit right there. Yeah, because most guys want this to whore. Here's the deal. Who, you know, in, be- all, in bed. As a man, we all chase that unicorn. Yeah. We all want a, a, a solid girl with just a whore in the bedroom, yeah. right? Yeah, we do. So, that's how a marriage works. No matter what men and women think, men base a lot of the relationships on sex. If if Heather wasn't good at sex, I would never marry her. Why? Because I would have cheated. Okay? And that's what usually what happens is men marry up, they get all locked down, and they find out their chick's not down in, in the bedroom. And then a year or two goes by, and they're like, well, I'm fucking horny, and I can't do shit with her because she ain't down with this, this, and this. But Sally down the street, she's mm-hmm. a slut bag, and she's down. Sally. Nice Sally. 1940s reference. I Sally? Like that. Yeah. Okay. That's good. 
So then they go hump her, and then their right. whole life's fucked, and, and then divorce, right. half, boom, yeah. done. Half. So, <laughs> so then you, you have to find the unicorn, and then that's the, that's the tough part. It's it way easier. It's way easier in the long run, buddy, to find the unicorn than to marry some other chick that's not down and get divorced and go through all the bullshit. So, what if the chick just does that to get you, and, and then once the marriage starts, everything goes downhill? And then that's why you give her, you communicate. You say, listen, is this how you really are? You can't be changing your shit up two mm-hmm. years down the road. Right. And she's like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Then you have to trust her. I mean, eventually you have to trust somebody. Yeah. So find the unicorn. Don't F yourself because that's, yeah, that's, he, that's, he, I've, I've cheated on previous relationships before Heather because I thought I was down with it. And then I was like, well, I'm bored. So then I go cheat and then I get caught and then you're an asshole. Right. Right. So once I said I do, I didn't. Then I was like, okay, I'm done now. But you got to make sure that your shit is all correct she's, in the bedroom. You got to make sure she's into the taint. All of it. Yeah. Because whatever we think up in our heads, what, whatever we think about when we masturbate is what we want our women to do. Okay? That's like goddamn Martin Luther King stuff right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> I had a dream. That's, I have a dream. It doesn't work otherwise because if they don't do that kind of stuff, you want to find it somewhere else. And then that's when we fuck up because we think about what we, we start thinking with our dicks and not our brains. And the, and the, the, the crappy part is, wow. is oh, when the, the minute after you nut, you're, you're a whole different person. You're back to clarity. You're back to, wow, what did I just fucking do? I got to reach out. We got to do a feature story <coughs> tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not thinking about it. Right. So don't do it. Find the unicorn, man. So just keep searching. Take care. Got to search. Okay. Right. Take care. Hey, Steve-O, uh, getting caught up on podcasts and uh, just laughing so hard. Hearing you and Kiefer uh, and the crew talking about pumps per minute. But I got to tell you, dude, this whole, like, one pump per second thing that Kiefer's got going, that is so white. I mean, dude, <laughs> slow it down, man. You can't be such a white guy jackhammer just pounding your, your girl. I agree. She, doesn't, she wants that once in a while. But I, you got to freaking change up the cadence, man. It's like, you know, that's good for about 10, 15, 20 pumps, but then give her vagina a break and right. chill out a little bit and think about the Lakers or yeah, football Lakers. or something and mellow yourself Shut out. <laughs> they right. like to be kind of a little bit change of pace, man. A little loved on, a little licked on, all that kind of stuff. I mean, mellow it out. Talk to your, some of your, like, um, Latin friends. Or some of your African American homies. Maybe nobody. <laughs> ask them what their pump rate is, dude. I bet you it's like maybe thirty, and they'll tell you that their stroke is super long and slow, well, and it's not that, all jack. Well, maybe I like the jackhammer. So dude. he's probably like just killing it he makes all the time, points. and his girlfriend no, loves it. But dude, not every chick's like that. I know my wifey's not into well, hammer, wifey hammer is, mode. So. She likes love. Okay. She likes love and. Nice and slow, speed it up, nice and slow. It's like a rhythm section, dude. Right. Take care. Okay, he's right. Like, I'm not doing 71. I'm just saying that's what I can do. I'm not doing 71 as soon as I'm entering. Yeah. I'm like, whack, 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 whack. I'm not doing that right when yeah, I get in. You're not on the rev limiter. No. So you do a 71, and like you said, yeah, back it down to 30. Mix it up because then you keep them. They never know what's coming up. And they're like, I oh. like that. They think they, yeah. think they know the rhythm, but they really don't. You always got to fuck with their head a little bit when you're when you're doing some shit with them, you know? Great radio. Yeah, you like that? So, yeah, he's right. You always got to mix it up. But I'm just saying that is possible, 71. 
Okay, so you just to be clear, you're not advocating 71. I'm not advocating 71 right when I go in. Yeah. I'm just saying if that is possible, what it takes. If a chick needs 71, that's possible. Could you do 142? No, I couldn't. No. There's no way. <laughs> 71 is peak. But when For you me. hit that special test, you're at 71. If they're saying, okay, He's I'm close. He's always bringing her on an off-road. If I'm, if I'm close, 71's corner. available. Yeah. You can pull 71 out. Right. So, yeah, he's right. You got to mix it up. Man's right. Okay. Is there anything else? Hey, buddy. A follow-up to that uh, oh. pumps per minute Kiefer thing. Um, dude, you got to think of making love like a motocross track. Like, Kiefer's track is 100% whoops. Like, the whole track is just one giant whoops. Anaheim 2000. Anaheim 2000. It doesn't work like that, dude. The ladies want a rhythm section. They want a tabletop, some big, loamy berms. It needs to be like... That was a roller. You know what I mean? Mix it up a little bit, dude. Nobody wants a freaking 100% whoops. Right. 60 pumps per minute. Come on, dude. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not a sprint all day. Heather, Heather, you're more of a whoop section. It girl? depends. Oh. It just depends. The thing about and letting the listeners in on, on a real love life here, yeah. we never say "I love you" when we have sex ever. That's just something that we don't do. Like I feel like sex is not time for me and her to say "I love you so much." Like, oh yeah. Like I don't. I'm not into all that. Mm-mm. And she's not into it either. Like. Do you actually maybe sometimes leave money on the nightstand just to complete the whole thing? Well, she sometimes she comes home with lots of money. We'll put it on the bed and I'll get her naked like like we did some cool shit. Like you, like, <laughs> like you like you rip off a couple hundreds and you're like, all right, later. And then you, and then, she, then you're down in the kitchen. That's later. called role play, Steven. No, I'm just saying. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to. All I know is that if it doesn't happen for you, you get very grouchy, you've said. So. I get, yeah. I get hangry right. and I get. Yeah. Ain't a little testy when I don't right. get it. Is that it? Yep, that was it. Uh, Kiefer after dark, 702-586, Paul, call and uh, leave a message if you have a problem or some issue in the bedroom. As you can see, Dirt Rider's own Chris Kiefer, uh, very informative about these types of issues. Kieferisms. <laughs> What's Kieferisms, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's very, uh, people should see our group text that we have. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that might be even worse. Oh. Uh, probably all ball fired. Everybody's fired. Crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, so, um. Anything else, buddy? I think that's it. I think we wrapped her up. Are you getting an x-ray tomorrow on that hand? Yep. I think you're jacked, bro. Hey, thanks. Thanks for that. the positive attitude. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep it real. Yep. It's something's up. I'm a positive person. It'll go down after a couple days. Okay. He's fine. Nothing they can do about it if it's on top anyway. So. Whatever. Yeah, no. Basically, they'll probably, uh, they might wrap it, right? And that's about yeah. it. Yeah. They could cast it. Yeah. Yeah, nah, they, will. Um, yeah they will. If hopefully, you'll be all right. Happen. Keep us up to date on Twitter. Let us know what's up. I will. Uh, DirtRider.com, DirtRider Magazine. Chris Kiefer, senior test editor. Yep. Damn. Going up. Yeah. I'm just editor. But I miss my buddy. I miss my buddy, Dennis. Dennison, yeah, good guy. Yeah. Um, Cole Seeley, Jeremy Martin, Jimmy Albertson, Cade Clayson, all Jason Thomas on the show. Uh, congratulations to me and the Toronto Maple Leafs for winning the NHL draft lottery. I don't know nothing about that. Number one pick overall, Austin Matthews, you're coming home. Bringing him on home. How's Paul Pocky? Good, yeah, paulpocky.com. People check them out, Hockey Podcast. I mean, they don't have the listens. They don't have 2.2 million downloads, but... Neither, neither did Paul Penn Max when it first started. No, exactly. I've been enjoying the shit out of it, too, doing it, because, you know, I'm into hockey, and these guys... Yeah. Like, I'm talking to, like, old hockey players that, like, I'm super pumped on, and... Um, 
Oh, I turned off the wrong mic. I'm so really good at pulp hockey is like my after dark for me. Like, <laughs> I really enjoy after dark, and you enjoy pulp hockey. Yeah, it's not really anything the same, either, but, um, you know. Um, thanks uh, thanks to Swisscorn and Moser. Tyler, hope you had fun coming in. I did. Thanks, thanks for, for having Wahoos me. Thanks for the Wahoos Tacos. Uh, no problem. Justin over there in the corner, Talon's buddy, rides a beta, won a works race. Yeah, and he won on a beta, just FYI, so that's impressive. The only guy that on a beta is uh, that Web guy. Web. Web's on oh, KTM now. No, he's gone. Oh, what happened to the beta ride he had? Yeah, uh, KTM offered him some more money. Did Justin get beta uh, Cooper or Cody Webb's uh, beta money? <laughs> no, Webb's no. endurocross, and he's, I know I'm aware. Yeah. Thanks. I don't think Justin's getting the money Webb was oh, getting. Won a works race, yeah, and, he won, hey, and he won at the the roughest one pretty much of the whole season. Why don't you put him in dirt rider? That's not my job. It is my. It's my. It's not my job. That's the editor's job. Oh, okay, all right. You should have give Justin the headset, not me. But yeah, if we got some beta hero. stuff coming, I know who the man is for photos now. So, master beta. Master Beta. <laughs> that was what we called Cody Webb. You're a master beta. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah, thanks, Tyler, for coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks for the Wahoo Tacos. Heather, as always, thank you uh, for coming in. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Mark Sanchez, good luck next Stop year. Stop it. Just saying, good luck. You I'm know, just, just we drafted a quarterback. Yeah, he ain't playing next year. He ain't playing we don't know who's playing. That might Lynch. come out of retirement for all I know. Listen, bro, don't get bitter. I just wished you bro. good luck with Mark Sanchez. Bro, I'm just going to relive last year's. Scoreboard. Yep. Scoreboard. You pipe down. Uh, <laughs> Talon, thanks for coming in, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, Who are thanks the Raiders? For me. Thanks for the goggles. Oh, yeah. Give you a pair of X-Brown Clear goggles. vision now. You will whoop his ass at the next works race. I guarantee you when you put those on. You will I whip the beta so. guy's ass. I hope so. Because you will have clear well, vision. He, yeah. They both have clear vision. At least vision, win though. like the Pro 2 class now. Oh, yeah. Wait. Justin, where's X-Brand? Yeah. My bad. <laughs> I could still beat him. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Justin. Do you need anything for X? Do you need anything? Goggle-wise, I got some shit. Are you, <laughs> are you stocked up? No. He's, a, he's an off-road guy. They never have enough yeah. shit. Yeah, dude. they're like Euro GPs. They're just like, too, fuck, yeah. I'll take whatever you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'll, Scavengers. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll get you some shit. And, um, oh, hey, two, brand new t-shirt uh, coming up on the website tomorrow. Uh, check them out. Uh, we got to sell a new Pulp Show seat, sh- uh, Pulp Show shirt uh, underneath the shop tab on pulpmex.com. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. That's the uh, tagline uh, on the T-shirt, so we're pumped about that. And the guy who who coined that phrase, email me, and we'll get you some shirts for stealing your your sound drop. So I just want to hear the motocross stuff. That guy right there. Um, yeah, that's it. Cole Seeley, Jeremy Martin, Jeremy Albertson, uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, NFAP, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, x Brown Goggles. I should have Heather read these sexier voice. Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, Nitro Circus, Two Under, all on board with us. And, uh, yeah, we thank everybody for uh, listening. Next week is... Uh, Eddie Ray and Seth Rarick are in studio. Oh, Seth. Yeah, it should be fun. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and... I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.